Luigi Cozzi, you've made many interesting films, as well as collaborated with Dario Argento to help him uh, realize his great projects. How did you get into the film industry? Me scusi? Well, uh, I, I started uh, in the middle of the 60s in Milano, not Italy, Milan. And then I came to, to Rome uh, in 69. I, I was working as a contributor to a pop music uh, weekly magazine. And uh, I started to interview directors like uh, Dario, Bava, Margheriti. And, and so I, I started to meet them, all of them. Okay, and then you started getting your own projects. Miscusi? And then you started getting your own projects. Miscusi? Your own projects. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 196 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, the crusher of dark militant PC minds, the ill-mented funky Italian child, and forever the toxic offender, Moods. Yeah. And of course, I have my leftover meatballs in the studio with me tonight. First up, we have the Taylor Swift fan club president, who wears his hat backwards like a six-year-old kid named Johnny Anderson. Double Swift J, a.k.a. the Mexicans. Next, we have the backup singer, who is kicked out of the village people for writing a song called I Need the Sand Sucked Out of My Vagina. Ellen D. Minor Degenerate, also known as Jeremy the Jew. Next, we have the man, who seems to hate everything in life, including all movies he watches recently, The Miserable. Toledo Tornado, the penis prowler, Dave, also known as Mr. Parker. And last up, we have the poster child for beaten red-headed stepchildren, but claims he is not a ginger. Jerry, a the fake. fucking ginger. What's going on, guys? <laughs> uh, uh, for, well, a couple things. First of all, that was I a said good... I liked one Taylor Swift song, and all of a sudden I'm the, a big fucking fan. Fuck you. No, I did and not then... say you were the f- biggest. I said you're the fucking fan club president. I thought Philip was. <laughs> Second, that's more of a Jerry's fan. definitely a ginger. And then third, it's only in my fucking beard, you fucking cunt. <laughs> at least I wasn't late. It, lo- it looks like you dipped your beard in sloppy Joe. Yeah, at least he wasn't late. <laughs> hey, hey, you will not talk about your mother that way. Oh and, man. Uh, third, third, I only hate Canadian movies, the new ones, especially Dead. No, Dead. no, no. Dave hate Dave has this new thing where he's like, if I watched it ten years ago, then I'm gonna hate it now. Stand here with my arms crossed. No, it uh, is completely. I actually, watched, I actually watched Girl Next Door like five years ago, and then like ten, and then five, and then like just recently again. It has been a thing, though. I think a lot of people read your letterbox and stuff, and they're like, "Man, Dave fucking hates everything." I don't think so. he likes movies. He likes everything like fucking high. You're like. Oh, I didn't like it very much. I'll give it an eight. Oh, is I'm Dave giving that a seven. Now the new Jeremy who doesn't like anything. I feel like yeah. I've become Dave this yeah. year though too, man. I've man, I've rated I have like six or yeah. seven movies over an eight this whole year, and I've watched 110 2020 yeah. films. So I feel like I've not even been being hard on the movies. I just feel like it's just there's just not a lot of great shit, and I'm surprised by some of the high ratings this year. I, I was gonna say every time I look at your letterbox, you have shit that's like a five and fours and threes i know like not just not seems oh, like you don't like anything let's look at foods in my letterbox and compare who has lower ratings right now i'm gonna compare 
The difference is Moods is rating shit film shit. You're rating good film shit. About Moods intro that was very, very nicely done. I would like to state that uh, it should have been said that uh, I am the first inductee into the Hall Jeremy's fuck. Hall of Hall Fuckers. Of and you're a fag. Uh, <laughs> and that should always be brought up because without me, Jeremy would not be back on this show. <laughs> I, I'm not really too sure where I came up with the poster child for beaten redheaded stepchildren. I, I don't know. I just it comes along with being a ginger, I guess. But okay, we're gonna look at moods. Fucking uh, oh, come on, Dave. Just stop doing you're, it. You're old and grumpy. No, okay. okay. Here we go. The Brahms boy two. He gave it two. The kindred two and a half. Uh, Those are Dark- two and a half. The Brahms I'm boy two sucked. Ooh, it's I bad. Gave the, the curse of Audrey Earnshaw a three, which is okay. I'm not going to tell you what I gave the Pegany. I gave Dress to Kill a three and a half, which I know was probably a little low, but it's the first time I watched it. I thought it was good, but I gave Day of the Lord a four. I gave Taurus Trap a four. Kill Baby Kill a four. Why are you rating these movies four out of ten? They don't even sound that bad. Four out of five. We don't do letterbox. Okay, okay, okay. They're all eights then. Noriko's Dinner Table, eight out of ten. Fucking oh, Last Starfighter. Rating. I gave a fucking nine. I gave Last Starfighter a nine. Everybody's bitching at me for giving low ratings. I, can, I, I got that rating. in the mail today, actually. Last Starfighter. Yeah. That movie's awesome, and it was. Uh, and fucking Moods gives a loan of four. I mean, Mood, me and Moods probably rate too high. I don't know if you guys are bitching at us. We're rating too high. We're giving fours like fucking candy. Well, alone we just, I think is about an eight out of. It was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. See, this Moods guy's over here saying deep red sucks. Uh, opera he sucks. He's, saying, he's over here saying Girl Next Door sucks. I can't Girl keep Next up Door with does that. Suck. Girl Next Door is so... It's, it doesn't suck. I just think it sucks. I don't like what? it. What? How does it great. suck? When's the last time you watched it? Go uh, watch Like it. a year ago for yeah. Patreon? The movie just is like this. Hey, I'm going to show some fucked up shit. By the way, all those people that committed that crime were like 40. They weren't kids. So No, that's not true. I fucking read the true so life like novel, kids, bro. I'm going to read it. Look into There was it a again. bunch of kids that were involved. Fuck right? this. I'm going to rewatch this movie. I, it's been years since I've seen it, and I put it in a lot of top 10 lists and stuff, you know, for disturbing shit. I but it's been. Like it. I've it's come to the realization that I need to rewatch this because I actually can't remember it that well. Dude, I, Honestly, Dave's point is not 100% wrong. Like, I, I do agree that the way they handled the, the kid and, and his lack mm-hmm. of ability or will to want to to get the girl out of the situation is not played a hundred percent realistic, but yeah. it's kind of a hard thing to do because the, 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 the concept is that, that in that time period, or at least in this film, in that time period, you know, what, what stays behind closed doors is supposed to be behind there. Well, yeah, it's, and it's this a kid feels like he's, he Nick. can't really do anything because he's not supposed to like, he's naive about the situation and to be fair i don't think he thinks that it's really that serious until it becomes really that serious but uh, you know what though the, the point of the book and the movie are different i know i shouldn't compare them but the thing is the care i don't believe the character's motivation in the movie no one would well, do i think did. that your your problem is that you just have fa- have a concept of different motivations and you want it to be them well there's no motivation other well, there's no motivations in the movie no motivation. Nothing. Yeah, the motivation is that he doesn't know what to do, and he doesn't. That's he, not a motivation. A motivation. His would motivation be for not telling. No, there's a motivation that in the. There's something missing from him. 
the, the the movie missed the point of everything. It missed the darkness within Dude, him. Dude, you, you do the, the but the, the thing is, you're comparing what that guy's interpretation to this guy's interpretation. Then this movie has no substance. This movie is this. This movie is on a basic level that says this. Aren't don't people? What, what suck? was the substance it, of the real life of that? It's why I hate movies. Don't people suck? And then they act like they show people that don't act like that. If you're going to make a very realistic, uh, fucking realistic movie and tell everybody that human beings are horrible and put plot holes in it, I'm not going to enjoy it. If you make a dumbass movie about fucking puppets running around eating chili dogs, I'm going to laugh because it's dumb and it knows it's dumb. But a movie that thinks it's deep and meaningful that I see a bunch of plot holes in, I'm going to. I don't think it, I don't think the movie thinks it's deep and meaningful. Yes, the movie's point is this: it's telling you that human beings are dark and there's this weird bunch of layers. And shit, but it, it just doesn't. It's fucking. It even does that whole thing like that stand by me narration shit where I ask him in the beginning, like, oh, it, it's literally like bastardized. <laughs> it, it's just a tragic yeah. story, dude, of some um, of somebody who didn't it's intervene, about threat. man. It's about Sometimes threat, that happens. Sometimes people just don't have the balls or don't believe enough in themselves to to stop <clears> something. <throat> so it, it's Halloween month, huh? It just happens. I just don't buy. It. I just don't buy that character. And he's very. It, here's the thing. It's really heavy material to cover in such a cheap movie. I think your criticism of the acting is kind of over. Too. <laughs> well, Ruth's great. Ruth is great, but the acting it doesn't hold up. And it's I better than the Ganey horror, that's for sure. I think we accomplished one thing here. That's the longest I've never said anything on this podcast in <laughs> no, honestly, seven years. Let me say this. I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't like it at all. Okay. Want to know the weird dream I had last night? No, Jerry, Not what's really. up, man? What's going on? Come on, it's about you guys. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Jeremy. Go ahead. So we had an argument about what Chex Mix flavor was the best, and you and JP and Moods teamed up on me, and they kicked me out of the show. It was a fucking <laughs> weird-ass dream. That was about right. What the fuck about Chex Mix? Wow, that shit's powerful. Wow. They teamed up on me, and they kicked me off of the show. I was like, wow, that's like real life. Oh, fuck. We never the kicked show. you off. <laughs> well, disagreement about Chex flavors. Let's make this dream come true. Let's make it come true. What's the next Chex Mix? The original is the best, clearly. Well, what other flavors are there? No, I like, the, I like the cheddar Who one. Who the fuck eats enough Chex Mix to know the I flavors? Know, like, it's not Doritos or Pringles or cheddar. Right. <laughs> yeah. Here is the Chex Mix. Chex <laughs> Does he have oh, a list in front of him? <laughs> this this guy's got a fucking list. Come on. Jerry's Traditional guy. cheddar bold which mm. is, oh no cheddar idea. is definitely the best i love the cheddar ranch, See, we are spicy dill honey mm. barbecue sour cream and onion mm. really starting to regret my decision to be here tonight <laughs> dark chocolate jalapeno cheddar hot and spicy ghost pepper and jerry's favorite honey nut jalapeno <laughs> cheddar or cheddar those are the best well if there's one thing that this show does very very well it's uh it definitely welcomes their guests <laughs> Make them, yeah, makes them yeah. feel very welcome. Jerry, welcome back to the show. It's been a long time. I know uh, you've been, it's been gone. It's been a year. Yeah, it's been, a year. It's been a, well, pretty much exactly a year to the day. But um, So how are things going, man? I, I I don't agree in this situation. I don't want Jerry back. <laughs> Fuck Jerry. Why do, why do I never Honesty have any goes say a long way ever? Here. I never have any because say about what know. happens on the show. The, everybody's stream. like, Everybody's like, we want Jerry back. It's like, what the what kind of shit is this? Who it's wants ironic that you said that because I said that pregame too. I said I never have any say on this shit either because who wants to listen to Jerry fucking ramble his bullshit about some weird ass Diane Keaton movie again? Not me. Okay, first of all, I was it's Camille Keaton on uh, whatever that episode. People loved me except for that one dude, and uh, 
Here's the thing, Jeremy. I only come once a year. You only have to deal with me once a year. Once like, a year. Not bad. Too much. That is really not that bad. I could start coming all the time. Oh no. You'd Something. be Dave. You'd be Dave's new position. You'd be a. You'd be a new part-time, full-time host. Yeah, yeah Dave and I are going to start uh, switching up. I'm. I'm done with that. We can. We can. <laughs> Back and forth. You got the paranormal activity show though, right? Yeah, sure. All right, no. good. Dave, you got to do the show. It. Come on, I ain't man. Doing it. I ain't got time for that. I got three fucking things I got to cram for. I ain't squeezing in seven fucking. You know what? I don't even think that shit's going to happen until like January now, man. No, it's happening in December. The guy brought no, it up again. Let's. I, I think we should wait until after the new year. I think so honestly. too, because I think December is kind of a fuck show because we got the year end show to prep for, and we've got a couple other things, and I don't know, man. And two hundred and the guy, the guy asked about it again when he was talking about the hammer show. He's yeah, like, but, oh, sure. but you know what? Not, but you're making it sound like he's like, "Where's my show at?" He's like, "Oh, I was <laughs> the guy that bought this one." But you got to remember, we <laughs> yeah, also but he bought it all the way back in fucking March. Is really gonna make him wait a year? Like, oh, I'm oh sure my God. you understand, buddy. I'm sure he would. You you I'm, always paint our our listeners. To be I'm these, not like, dicks. watching them again. I'm just saying. <laughs> but you got to understand if you're you gonna pay for something in March, to be these dicks, hey, But they're all so the cool. one who got screwed on that one when me and you reviewed those movies and nobody else did, and then the show was so bad that we didn't release it. Oh yeah, that one was. But shitty. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna Patreon something in March that's right before a break, so it's not gonna be for like another six months anyways. So what's another six months? I'm just saying, I'm not watching them. But again. anyways, everybody knows though. Like we get bogged down, we have breaks and shit like that, and we we do all the shows though. Yeah, awesome. we'll get to your shit, but you know sometimes it just takes. Expect it's really this point in time, right? From this October is a this is a tough time, yeah. To <laughs> the end of the year, Jesus Christ. From well, October t- to honestly, the end of the year, October, some come there December is the worst month I think to have big franchise shows because we do have the year end. We have especially this year with episode two hundred, which is actually taking a lot longer than I thought it was going to do to to figure out my shit. We got uh-huh. prep for t- uh, the top 10 show. There's a lot of shit going on, man. Like, that's another right. big-ass show to prep for. It's just kind of thrown in there and stuff. And then plus we've yeah. got another show mixed in there that we're going to be putting out also. So right, it's time-consuming, exactly. man. It's time-consuming. So, I mean, I think the majority of people understand this, and that's a good thing. Jeremy still hasn't figured it out, but uh, that's okay. He's not the one paying for shit, I guess. But, but, but we're, we are going to release a show in December that uh, – I think it's slated for December. Either it's de- December or January – that will cover like a lot of the picks that you guys sent in for uh, what we watched. I think it drops January 1st. Yeah, yeah. We'll have yeah. all that shit done. There'll be a couple of bonus main reviews on there, what we watch and all that type of shit, man. So yep. be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for yeah, that. Yeah, I watched Demon Cop for one of you fucks. <laughs> yeah, super glad to be on here, though, Moods. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, disgusting. man. Good to hear Good to hear you back. Um, I know you've been gone. You haven't been podcasting in a while and stuff like that so yeah, you know, it's, yeah so it's uh yeah it's cool man it's cool italian month man i mean jp luigi cozy sucks about big ben what what happened covid bro i've been sleeping all day big ben <laughs> you got covid wait oh, how did a tower in london get covid <laughs> <laughs> Jay, like, really? still gonna work i'm gonna have to look this shit up He's on the COVID IR list. Yeah, but he didn't test positive for COVID. I know, but he can't play for two weeks anyway. I don't think they said that. I think they said he still might be a goal uh, goal for Sunday. I thought once you're on the list, you can't play. No, No. he's not on the – he didn't test positive for COVID. They are like separating so, so he doesn't test positive for COVID. 
Yeah, I think he's on that uh, yeah, potential list. Yeah, it says here that he should be good to go to play. So, fuck you, Jeremy. But I, I actually, I'm going to call it now. We are going to lose the Cincinnati Bengals. Watch. Oh, you almost lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, but so. every team that goes on a streak like that, man, always loses to a shitty team to break their right. shit. But, but, but the thing about the Cincinnati Bengals is Burroughs is actually playing pretty good, despite the whole crash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So yeah. how was your guys' week? It was Wait. quiet. Actually, I had a quiet week. Didn't really do much but watch a shit ton of movies. What about you, JP? Oh, I just... Uh, I worked. Actually, I, I honestly didn't get into that many movies. I I made the, the fatal error of starting a TV show. Um, I mean... It, it was kind of a dumb move. It's only it's only ele- like ten, eight episodes long, but it's that Stephen King show, 11, 63. Just what uh, I'm happy you brought it up because I want to read my favorite comment of the week on JP's video. Okay. Uh, posted three days ago by Zopath Ross, and he wrote, or she, whatever happened to Germany? J-E-R-M-A-N-Y, Germany. <laughs> He's been missing for so long. It's the Black Jeremy got his YouTube name. <laughs> did he get? Did he got married to a dude, or he went homeless? Question mark. Man, which is funny because Jeremy commented earlier on the video. Germany. <laughs> Actually, that is kind of ironic, a little bit, right? Crazy. So I'm homeless, and I married a dude. It's right? funny because the guy has terrible spelling and grammar, which also drives Jeremy nuts. So it's just like your ultimate arch nemesis move move along jerry he's got a new he's got a new enemy in town Jermaine. i don't think any dudes would marry okay him. okay hold up hold up what's this dude's name i don't know i clicked out of it okay well dude who's trying to take my place look here okay jeremy is my arch enemy okay so you keep your dried up dick licking cum guzzling son of a fuck face cocker spaniel misspelling ass off of him and let me do my job it's not as good as that one person who commented that one time. She was the best. The one who left the novel. The okay. dudes got to it. With oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, you guys were like, that shit was JP's funny. He's oh. being a PR guy. Oh, I was the one that like you guys turned away a listener for sure. Well, no, oh, yeah. I just I simply said in a jokingly matter because she's like, oh, yeah, fucking this show is so misleading, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, um, how about you just read the show notes if you want to skip to something, right? I just kind of said that. Oh, snarky and shit and he's got into this big back and forth i'm like come on whatever um but anyways jeremy if you want a positive comment here we go sure this is a comment that was left um from last week's episode episode 195 argento 6 featuring dave to the z dario argento and toby hooper had near perfect runs in the 70s and 80s in my opinion we'll get back to that in a second i know lots of people disagree with hooper i hold films like the fun house and eating alive in high regard though so, so glad that. Jeremy is doing a lot more of these. So that was a straight positive comment oh. towards Jeremy. Um, oh, nice. But I was very. <laughs> I like how he said doing a lot more of these. Like it's like you're the guest, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but going back to the, interestingly enough, this guy mentions Toby Hooper, and I, you know, I've always stated many, many times about Toby Hooper, like had such a phenomenal start to his career and stuff. But man, a perfect run through the seventies and eighties. I think that's such a stretch considering I don't even find Toby Hooper has done ten quality films like well, well, let alone a big run 70s and 80s. I, I think they're probably almost all pretty good actually. no you fucking love life force for some reason boring garbage well and no hey life force isn't good i'm gonna go on the record and say eating alive sucked eating no alive awesome. see this, this, this is awesome. the thing man he didn't That's make a lot of films movie. 
like this run that you're potentially talking about from the 70s. Okay, starting with TCM, 74, to Eaten Alive, to no, Salem's Lot, to the Fun House. No, which no, is, no, it goes Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Eaten Alive, then Salem's Lot. That's what we said. I did say that. No, Moots said that, but then you tried to correct him to, uh, sorry. Somebody oh, say, who cares? Oh, yeah, anyways, oh, so Eat Alive was replaced into Salem's Lot, into the Fun House. Um, That's a four film run. Poultry Guys. I just said Poultry Guys. Oh, five. And there's actually a reason why I said that, but Poultry Guys. Uh, then to Life Force, which I'm not a fan of. Invader, Invaders from Mars, which I feel is an okay remake. TCM2, I'm not a hugest fan of. Love it. Um, not a fan. And then it goes into like spontaneous combustion, combustion which, I, which I do not which I don't that like. That movie sucks. I don't That's like. A turd. Yeah, it is a turd. Night Terrors is okay, not great. The Mangler. I'm oh, dangerous tonight. Trash. Right? He did a segment in Body Bags, which is before the Mangler and stuff. But then we're talking like, what are we getting into here? Crocodile, which is in the 2000s. So he said 70s and 80s. So we went yeah. as far as the 90s. But I mean, really, is that... Is His that... miss is Life Force and, and Life Invaders Force from Mars. So I think the run here is TCM, Eaten Alive, Salem's Lot, The Fun House, Polter, uh, Poltergeist. That's a five yeah, film that's run. That's a great run. run. It's five. It's five movies. It's five movies, and and we're talking that is six. That's eight years. I mean, that's that good for eight years. Is it comparable to somebody like Argento, Argento or um, you know, uh, uh, David Cronenberg, even Carpenter, Carpenter like, I mean, or Romero, Cronenberg, right? Romero. No, but honestly, there's an argument for like, it. Yeah. Is Toby Hooper a top fifty director though? That's yes. Much- well, yes. I mean, it depends on how you... Is it one of your favorites, or is he legitimately a top, top 50, 50 director? Both, We're talking both. horror directors here. Both. Would Toby Hooper be a top 50 horror director objectively, and or would he be... And would he be... Well, objectively, if, if you could come up with a rule that if you have five or six kind of straight-up classic Classics, films, yeah. you know, that are very, very notable in the genre, yeah, I mean, you could... There's an argument there, because we just said that he has five at least notable classics. I mean quote-unquote classics i don't know about the i mean Funhouse put, being a classic, uh, Funhouse but, is probably the least classic yeah, of the bunch but right, right right i still really like it but yeah i i think his is that amusement movie that warner brothers put out in like 2006 any good i just okay i just because right, you brought up Funhouse, so i was like i wonder i've never seen it but it's been on my it's got one it's really anthology. good part in it. it's got one really good part in it with a clown uh it's an anthology yeah yep i've never been okay on it I mean, it's okay. The, the best it's movie, okay, yeah. the, one of the best horror movies ever made, has got to count for way more than something. The Texas Chainsaw is better than. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's probably objectively like the best horror movie ever made. That's not my personal favorite. I would say if you ask me, the best I would say it's American probably a horror Halloween, film. But I would, I fucking, I put Texas Chainsaw Massacre way over Halloween. Really? Way the me fuck too. Yeah, me, me too, man. Texas Chainsaw Massacre over Halloween, Halloween every, over any day of the Chainsaw. week. I mean, Halloween, we did objectively. I don't even. I think Aliens better than Halloween. But that's me. I agree. I agree with Dave. No, Alien is. I'm gonna say this right now. Halloween's a classic. It's a ten out of ten, but it's my least favorite of the classics. I think The Shining is better than Halloween. You know, that's just me. Me too. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think Jerry's The Shining is legitimately amazingly made. Like, I mean, obviously it's Kubrick, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting started on The Shining. Yeah, I don't want to. My favorite classic, Night of Living Dead. Though. See, I, it's one. Of, it, you know, I I never get like. I don't really care what people like and dislike, but there is the odd film where you, you get very surprised when people don't like it. It's like, you know, you, you just kind of want to fish for those reasons and stuff. And I, I know that you guys aren't fans of the film, but 
it, it is very shocking. I guess it would make for pretty interesting conversations because I think there's a lot of insane pluses to the film, but I mean, what, I guess, on the shining. Yeah. Oh dude, listen to my podcast. I did on the shining. I went to exactly why I don't like the movie. I mean, I give it credit. Like it's a well-made movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Objectively speaking. Yeah. Objectively speaking, like you can't, there's just not too many people that could argue against it, not being a well-made film and and possibly one of the greatest made horror films of all time. Yeah. I don't have a problem with people that don't like classics as Mm -hmm. long as they have legitimate reasons and well thought out things. But anybody that goes on Letterboxd and and writes something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, stupid and boring, (laughs) or writes a joke review and gives it one star. I want to punch in your fucking nose. I mean, don't waste my fucking time, cocksucker. One movie that really gets brought up in that, in that aspect of classic films that, you know, objectively, you know, (laughs) in your heart that it's a great movie, but subjectively, you know, it, it has yeah. mixed opinions on, and it's The Exorcist. And I know we even have mixed opinions on that film in the, in this studio right now. Yeah, you I'm know? not a very religious person, so the movie. That's never the thing. Fully. Subjectively, a lot of people like, don't like that, possession of religious films. Fucking, I never understood that because, I, I like, I'm not. I don't I meant, believe though. in fucking Freddy Krueger, but I'm still. I was still scared of him when I watched it. Well, the idea of somebody killing me in my dreams is scarier than no. That's one that. of the freakiest ideas I think ever invented for films, man. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's yeah, freaky. Because but you, I'm just I'm just that's just an you're example. right. You're right. None of this shit's gonna happen. I just right. never yeah, really like, liked it that much. Uh, like, I'm not no I'm not afraid of that. fucking cannibals in the in the fucking wo- woods either. But well, you know, Texas Chainsaw could happen. Have you ever been through like driving through rural and you're just like, what if I just pull right. over, and get stranded in some shithole, and you hear a chainsaw? In the That's as scary <laughs> to me. Just like, just imagine, like you and your friends. We always talk about that. Like, just we're out in the middle of nowhere. It's like, just imagine if you heard a chainsaw rev right now. How fucking horrifying! Right, exactly, dude. Chainsaws, chainsaws, but that's is, all personal fears, are like though. One of the most scariest sounds ever when you're unsuspecting. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why Friday the Thirteenth works for more people because the people that were went camping and were in the woods, they understand that feeling. Yeah, like me. Um, well like me like i've spent half my life in the bush with that shit so as a kid man you know you would honestly just think about those moments that you've seen on screen it was always in the back of your mind it it worked yeah i understand so if you were poor you're like i don't fucking understand these rich people and fucking upper middle class west craven (laughs) world you know i mean i've heard people say that like they don't really like it because they have no they don't have any connection to it Mm -hmm. well i love it but the, the exorcist thing like because i've heard that argument before like well i'm not religious so it's not scary to me and i'm like well is any movie ever scary to you because i like, never like possession movies never like possession movies in general i can get yeah. I, I, I get yeah that. you don't need to be religious to to fucking understand the fear in that movie than a possession movie i think that it could be more scarier if you are if you are do have faith mm-hmm. you know because oh you're absolutely seeing what's there but like i never grew up religious like none of my family went to church or anything like that i i don't claim a religion and uh i found it scary as fuck when i was a kid <laughs> yeah. you know so um it's I just never found it it's that just fantasy i never found it that interesting i never watch it what's I've that never been a, i've never been a fan of it personally i know but i just think it's a great i saw it in the theater two three years ago and that's where it really knocked my socks off I need to get a rewatch. I haven't seen it since I was like 12 or 13. It's so long. It does like, take a little bit to get going, but man, I mean, it, it's that it's one bother well me done, man. I like the, I mean, the music and the acting. I think they amazing. set it up pretty well, though, man. I think it's a really well-made film, and I think it's legitimately scary, man. The third one. It's my opinion. Yeah, I like, I the, really third. like the third one. Yeah, the third one's amazing. Underrated. I think it's getting a little bit more love now that it's getting all these good releases and people are actually checking it out for real, but... 
I mean, I don't love possession movies either. I mean, there's how many great ones are there, you know? <laughs> Exorcist. Uh, Exorcism of Emily just, Rose. Well, I mean, really there, good. there's like different kind class. of possession. There's like the exorcism possession, and then there's like Evil Dead possession. Evil Dead possession all day. Love all that shit. <laughs> yeah, because it's like balls to the wall. <laughs> it's just bad shit. And Evil yeah. Dead scares me. That's a different kind of possession because they don't know where it's from. It's from yeah. the Necronomicon. Yeah, yeah, but they don't know how it works. It's from there's like what the it's fuck is this? We don't understand from the incantations of the human. Yeah, but flesh they don't understand that stuff. That's why I like it. It's no, just you, weird. You it's rumble some words. <laughs> that's exactly that's what happens. That's how you just fucking. It's kind of funny too. I'm not like the biggest fan of possession films too, but I've seen two really good ones recently in the Cleansing Hour and the Day of the Lord. Day of the Lord's good. I, thought they I were really both liked good. the Cleansing Hour. I had some narrative issues with it, like. Let me just throw this out there. I was talking to Carly about it. So whenever there, it's so stupid because like the the dude will like pull him to the side and be like, "Dude, you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin my character." I'm like, "Can they not hear him? Like, why can't the audience hear that?" Because he has a mic on, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the only way they yeah, wouldn't they be able to hear him is if they from everywhere else. Well, if the producer <laughs> muted his mic, maybe. But they're not. There's there's yeah. no producer. He is at the that producer. Point. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Well, yet, no, so. the producer's the guy. Literally, the guy behind the boards. I mean, we're talking about yeah, the, but the he's up. Priest he's here. not behind the boards anymore. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So I'm just saying the only way he wouldn't be able to be heard is if they muted his mic, which is just a bug. Yeah, and then another issue I have is there's and i'll be very like vague about it but the like thing that they think of that's like oh we need to confess this i'm like come on you would have thought about that like 10 confessions ago me too me me too there's one thing in the movie where like they get mad at each other i'm like dude there's dead bodies in here this is not important right now this is not feel like so cheesy like it felt like well i also kind of bullshit yeah i was so unhappy i think that's what that took it down a little for me yeah, but you got to remember though. I mean, they were all about that fame. They, that's what the whole point was, right? Because they well, were. Well, I think we're talking about different things here. Yeah, I know what Dave's talking about. Yeah, well, I'm talking about how they got up. They really mad at each other at the end. But oh, if, if, oh. Moods, if if Moods, let's say we're all in a group together, and Jerry and fucking JP's heads are ripped off, and Moods is mad at me from something that happened 20 years ago, and I'm like, grow the fuck up, dude. We got fucking dead bodies. <laughs> okay, I, I see what you're saying. If I, if I fucking right, exactly. Crash, you know what I mean? So I'm like, dude, this is not important. Whatever. All, Although right. it was really cool on certain aspects, little things like that really hurt my rate. Like, I still gave it an 8. I thought it was really good. But, like, it could have been an 8.5 or a 9 had there not been, like, those dumb things that I just eye roll at, like, decision making in the script. I think I rate hard. Like, a 6 to me is a, is a, is a recommend. Like, I don't know. Really? Not me. A, a, a 7 or higher is recommend. To me, anything under a 7 is a skip. A 7 I really like. A 6 I like. So I have six, I like a seven. I really like. I don't give eights very often. If I if I give an eight, I really like it. It's Dude, here's here's. I the always thing. recommend here's everything. Well, yeah, I mean, I do too. I'm like, no, even if yourself, I rate but... something like three out of ten, I'll be like, yo, man, you might get more. In- I never tell people not to watch movies unless <laughs> I mean, me, it's fucking deja too, vu. But, yeah, but what I, I'm I tell saying, why look, look at it this it. way, Dave. The reason why I don't consider a six and a half a recommend because if I'm like, here's a list of movies I watched. When are you ever going to pick the six and a half if you're basing it off of what I just said? If I know the person's taste, I would recommend something more if it's a six. That's right, but that's, like that's more down. of a personal recommendation. I'm just saying in a blind setting where it's like nobody's going to go after the six and a half. So, but a seven, if it sounded interesting, they'll probably go with that. But a six and a half, six, 
no nobody's gonna seek out a six if you tell me it's a six if, if for example this year if it's if it's a film that I, I have you know no knowledge of and you give it a six and moods gives it a six and jeremy gives it a six i'm not watching it this year what if i put a little heart next to it <laughs> okay well makes, you get, i think so the heart makes a difference the seven the seven and above is key for me it makes sense like a heart though a heart makes a difference to me that means i like it but it's, you know somebody I don't might like heart- it I don't, I don't put too much feature on Letterbox. I know a lot of people yeah. put a lot of stock into the ratings and stuff, but I always like I always say like if I rate something five and a half, I'd be like, yo, man, you know, I mean, at that point, it's, you know, the way I rate comes down to we've explained this many, many times before. It's, you know, enjoyment of the film, entertainment value, plus, you know, some technical aspects of it. Right. So the ratings are always different for I, I mean, I've I've rated films super low before and then people are like come in and like, oh, I love that. I mean. Look at Blair Witch, for instance. I fucking got nothing out of that shit. You guys got a lot more out of it, but that's a great example of a film that I was just like trash in the sh- one. Yeah, but I was wrong. That's that movie's, not, that, that movie's not good. <laughs> well, may, okay, so maybe there was a time you actually admitted your. Anyways, but you know, I mean, that, that's <laughs> a great like example. But I never told people like, not to watch it. I'm like personally, I hated the. I thought it was trash bags right from the start, and people are like, "Oh, you're being so harsh on it and stuff." And I'm like, "Oh no, man, watch it. Don't take my three to heart, man. You know, you might actually like." And some people did. They're like, eh, "I gave it like a six and I'm like, "Really?" You know. Can we timestamp JP admitting he's wrong? That is very interesting. Good note, Jerry. So yeah, so, we'll, we'll actually cut that out and use it out of context all the time. Every time I'm arguing with him, I'm just going to break. I, got I was little, wrong. I, got I was wrong. Fast. Shut up, Dave. I got Me taken cozy. back there. I was wrong. I got a little taken back there. I'm not going to lie. JP openly admitting that he was wrong. So if you were to just I've done that before. give a, a rating run off the top of your dome right now for that fucking piece of shit, what would you give it now? Uh, <laughs> it was it was definitely not as like harsh as, as you did, but I do have my rating. for. I watched it last year mm-hmm. again. Um, to just sort of uh, revisit first watch since the theater, mm-hmm. uh, and I gave it. What did I re-rate it? Um, a a six. You're still at a six. What? What did you? Yeah, rate but it I, before? Was like, I was at like a, a seven and a half. That's oh a my. Dave Parker recommend a six. So I was in at a three, and you were at a seven and a half on that show. Wow, that's a really big difference. Think so. three. I oh, hated. I, d- dude, it's well, so- let's see if I can make moods mad real quick. It was so bad. It was really. I might have bad. And I'm glad that there was a couple people that I really, really respect in this horror community that were completely on my side. I'll never forget it because, um, Dave or uh, Dave, fucking Tom Horsball, completely agreed with me. Well, that is like completely not. <laughs> I was. What do you mean? I I respected. He's dude. He hates stuff and like. That's he, not true. Like that is. See, I don't see. I don't know why you're tunnel visioned on that on that aspect of Tom because it's not true. He likes a lot of mainstream things. Tons and no, tons. No, of no, no, no. I'm not saying mainstream. I'm saying like, I'm like, like done like this. Like he hates CG. He hates fucking like poor time jump like. The, those kind of jump scares and stuff like that. That's the pretty much what I'm. I, I hate that shit too. You know that, right? Right. And I just feel like a film. Like there's just oh my god. But it wasn't just that. It was you know the whole direction of the film was fucking garbage. But mm-hmm. anyways, Jerry, I, I liked it better than the original Blair Witch. That's see, see I nerds. think I think the way they should have done this film is they they honestly should have started the film where it ended. You know, and then and then done a narrative from that point instead of starting at this point and going back to this. 
you know, and like, I, I just feel like the whole journey in the, in the narration is just, dude, it's painful, man. It's fucking painful. It's just an awful movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it was um, a 5.5 out of 10. I just love it. Five and a half. See, I mean, still not good. So I went down from like a seven and a half to a five and a half. That's a fucking huge drop in terms. So of I that. shouldn't watch it. I'm not going to watch it. Ever. No, dude. It's just, it like annoyed the shit out of me because like oh, it's... watching it the second time, it just doesn't have any substance. Like watching it in the theater, the jump scares really were effective. The first time I seen it, it has no effect on the second watch. And honestly, I was getting frustrated at how the cool it could have been. I was like, oh, dude, this could, this totally could have been mad cool if they did this. The whole story in, that. This, in that movie is garbage, man. They fucked yeah, up. Blair Witch 2 is way better than this one. Honestly, I wouldn't say it's way better, but it's definitely a lot more enjoyable. I would prefer to watch Blair Witch 2 over fucking Blair Witch. So, fuck that. Right. Jerry, you like that one more than the original. That's interesting yep though jp knows that i don't like the original at all mm-hmm. no um, I, re- I respect when people say that we've talked about this many many times on the show and like i always you know Bl- the blair witch project is one of those films that when i hear people say they don't care for it i'm like yeah man i totally get I, I totally don't even need an explanation for it i just automatically get it but then again going back to the flip side of the argument you know when when people say they they don't like the shine i'm just i get confused i'm like what the fuck is not like to like about that but i get the blair witch project man you know it's i mean and you're a fan of found There's footage too aren't you walking around in the woods for most of the movie yeah but you're a, you're a fan of found footage though right jerry a recent fan only the past couple oh, of years okay. have i become a fan of found okay footage. so that that actually explains a little bit okay so yeah i mean it makes sense right interesting what's your favorite found footage jerry uh, I, I I don't know if I oh oh it's um fucking it. it's it's yeah occult Japanese flick occult. I was gonna watch that today, but I started watching Cult instead by the same director, and I was like, oh Cult, okay, but it's I, I was it's enjoying great. it, but then I realized I was fifteen minutes into the wrong movie, and I was like, I, I'm really on a crunch time here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you gotta watch Occult. Occult is fucking. Fa- it's on I YouTube. I have a, I have a shitload of these movies that you can't buy any in the United States on my Plex. Oh yeah, yeah. That director did a record of Sweet Murder too, and yep. Norroy. Norroy's great too. Oh okay, okay, yeah. Same no, guy, I haven't seen yeah. that. I haven't yeah, seen that. Yeah, MO. Record of Sweet Murder. Oh, I fucking love that movie. Oh, Record of Sweet Murder. You've seen fucking... Norroy. The um, Curse. That's a good movie. Top yeah, Nori the Curse is awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Occult is just found footage done so fucking differently, mm-hmm. and it's such a unique, interesting story, and that's why I like it. Like, it's just now the ending is going to to make you immediately want to say, "Well, that was a waste of fucking uh, all this good energy." Mm. But get over that little fucking ending of bad CGI, and you'll be fine. I feel like that's that director's mo. It's just it, it really is. and and they, like, what I've seen so far, I'm like these are all really cool and grotesque. Which the I ending to uh, the Sweet Murder Man was really cool. Yeah, if you liked the ending for Sweet Murder, you could almost say a cult is in the same universe. Okay, okay. that's interesting. That's really interesting because I because it, it that ending stuck with me for a while. Yeah, actually, so is Cult, a cult, okay. cult. And uh, uh, Record of Sweet Murder could have all taken place in the exact same universe. 
Yeah, I recently watched Nori. Uh, I think it was someone Patreon that one for me. I think last year or something like that, and it was the first time I watched. That is fucking one that I can't believe that I missed out on. That's a great movie. Me too. I watched it for 05, and I was just like, well, let's get this one over with because it's yeah. popular. Yeah. I was just like, this is fucking great. It's so good. Really, really fucking just full attention, and it's really good, man. Good yeah, show. it's very good. Yeah, it's amazing he's done so many found footage movies and has been able to do something unique with all, all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not the biggest. Like, I love some found footage movies, but I, found footage does get a bad name because they had all, all that direct-to-video garbage that are ripoffs of, like, bad movies. You know what I mean? Like, they just had a yeah. bunch of shitty movies come out, and it's, just, like, back-to-back. But some of the ma- big classics are found footage movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've learned to love found footage. Done right, it's great, but that's with any genre. It took me a long time to admit that I really liked found footage. I, I kept me wanting too. to be it's like, like I didn't realize it or something. Yeah, it, I, I, I think that's what it was too. And like, I knew that I liked some, but I think there was there was a time again, you know, you know, in the later two thousands where it was just bogging down the industry. Man, it was just like a flooding of um, zombie films and found footage and shit. And you just you, you start thinking to yourself, I'm like, I fucking hate these movies. When in fact, you really don't. You know, it's just, you got to find, you got to weed through the shit piles to find the good ones, but there is a lot of really good ones. It, it also, once it be, becomes a, a gimmick or a fa- like a fad, it becomes annoying, right? Because then you start hearing, oh, they're going to do the next Halloween and found footage. Oh, they're going to do the <laughs> oh, that next was Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was getting to that. Yeah, um, yeah. getting to it. There was, there was rumors for both. Back when um, Patrick Lussier and Todd Farmer were doing Halloween 3. Um, there was rumors that it was going to possibly be found footage as well. But how bad that would have been. Honestly, like, I don't even know, like, Halloween, yeah, but, like, Friday the 13th, like, I'm not even totally against it right now. Halloween would yeah, I don't want to see any of those major franchises go to found footage. I, I just don't think it works properly. Me neither, but maybe a slasher in found footage, that would be fun. Nightmare on Elm Street would be nonsensical. You'd just be see, see people waking up from dreams and shit. I'm gonna videotape myself sleeping. I don't even know if you could do that, found foot. I don't think it. I don't think the two even mix properly. Like I don't know how you could ever do that. You couldn't do Elm Street. No, no. But, yeah, the problem is with yeah. found footage is that there's only so many different well, types could. of narratives that you can do. Like some like. They come up with some like gimmick where it's the futuristic times and there's chips inside people's heads that record dreams and crap like that. Then they yeah, be like, oh, yeah. the point? I don't know. I'm just saying it's possible. I just well, feel so like it's got a good point. That would actually be kind of interesting. Like, because if they could almost look, well, is it a computer virus? Is it real? Is it only in their dreams? Like, the like, I, I think, yeah, but if it's recording your that? dreams, it wouldn't be from the point of view of of it would you. Yeah. Yeah, it would would be like the point of view of your dream, which is just regular film. The point of view Mm -hmm. of your dream is not you. You sometimes step outside of your body in your dream. You know what I mean? It's not always. But what would be really cool, I bet I could see a found footage movie just doing this where it's just like, I'm going to record myself sleeping and then talk about the dreams I had and then make that like a fan film. uh, (laughs) That's funny. I seen him, and he had razor sharp gloves, and it's just like. And then he was talking about Chex Mix. It was horrifying. (laughs) I think I only dream in third person. No, I'm thinking. I don't really dream that much unless I'm on medication. I don't remember Mm. my dreams much either anymore. Seems like the older I get, man, the less I remember, which I guess is just natural in general. But (laughs) you dream when you learn something. The more you learn or have new experiences, they say you dream when you sleep. I don't know if that's. 
So you, the older you get, the less new experiences you have. So I don't learn things. Way to go. You're making me feel mm-hmm. dumb. Well, no, new experiences. So like, oh, let's say you visited a new day or something. You went somewhere weird. Yeah. Like you're in a new city right now. You might have some dreams tonight because you may have seen some things that you haven't seen in a long time. No, I don't. I, I don't really drink because I wake up every two hours. Mm. Yeah, that's probably not good. So you have that's insomnia. Not, yeah, you're not getting into stage four. Well, you if you yeah, if you have insomnia, well, you need to be in a deep sleep to dream, right? So right. it yeah. usually no, takes no, more. No, you don't. No. no you don't. I mean, to to get well, gener- into generally you do actually. REM. You can nap no, and be R- in a deep REM's sleep. REM's not deep sleep. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Well, they say yeah. I think Bullshit. you do it's, actually. I'm gonna look it up. Rapid eye movement. You're supposed dog. to be in a deep sleep to it's to be able to stage four. Something. You can you can have like minor dreams without in in stage four, but I mean that's where the heavy dreams come in. I think it helps, but but uh, found footage. Uh, I was thinking I was talking to Dave the other day, and it kind of would have been cool to do like an exorcism through like that desktop, like through the live stream. You know how they're doing it in cleansing hour, but mm-hmm. actually have it as only from the point of view of the live stream. That, that kind of cool. Okay, there is a difference between REM and deep sleep, but REM takes place in deep sleep, but deep sleep is restorative to the body while REM is more integration for the mind. So there's a difference, but they're both in right. Yeah, you guys are basically right, but also one restores the body while one is using the mind. Either way, I wake up every two hours. I'm not getting proper sleep. No, no yeah. You're not getting yeah. REM sleep or deep sleep. No. You're yeah. just dying. Pretty much. What you're getting is called S-H-I-T sleep. Yep. Oh, hey, well, it'll be good, though. If I die, y'all could be like, oh, his last recorded show was our show, and we killed him, and it was Jeremy's secret plot. Dude, dude, I wouldn't even talk like that, man, because I feel like we're responsible for a bunch of deaths. What? We've (laughs) made the mistake of talking about people, and then they die, like, right after and shit. It's really bizarre. It's happened. But then we've been responsible on the op- on the flip side of that too. We'll, we'll bring something up, and then all of a sudden it'll either get announced or or bloody disgusting. We'll do an article on it. Or so we'll we do talk an about article. Jerry then. It's really really fucking weird, man. Who who did this happen to? We we talked about them, and then they died like right after. And I was like, man, this is getting bizarre. This happened a while ago. But creepy. It is kind of creepy actually. But the whole article thing is a little bit weird. I feel like they're just stealing what we're talking about. And like, ah. I love right after our anime shows, they write a bloody disgusting writes an article about I forgot Demon City or one of those movies that we reviewed. It's uh, so Demon weird. City Shinjuku. Yeah, it's so weird. It actually like, was they, on that, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it's yeah. insane. Me and Jeremy like have always talked about this. It's insane how often we'll do like we'll do Texas Chainsaw franchise, and then like the next week, uh, uh, some article on bloody disgusting will be like about. Texas Chainsaw Three or something like that. Well, it, they like, do it, listen. It's happened do dozens of times. You know, these people are just writers and they're fans, so they listen to podcasts. There's shit. no way that I, at least those. Yeah, the main see, as much two, as we like to think that us. they're actually listening to this show, they're not. It's it's purely coincidental. It, it, it is, no, but it, I, but I but the thing is though. I mean, there becomes a point when you start to question the coincidences because it keeps happening over and over again. Like, the, the horror market is the horror fan base is not like the online horror fan base is not as big as people think. Like not for hardcore fans like us. I think still one of the craziest things that I ever got, man, was a message from um, uh, the chick from Rue Morgue. 
um, she messaged me one time about reviewing Rumor magazine and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I mean, you don't have to send me anything because I actually am a subscriber to the magazine and stuff. She's like, oh, cool. And she actually brought up our show. I'm like, she's listened to our show before. I was like, the craziest they need shit. To put it in the damn magazine. Yeah, she's that fucking. She's like the hot editor from uh, Rumor. Um, that oh, fuck. She's got a YouTube channel too and shit. But well, they're not gonna put it in the magazine because Jeremy said fag already. Because I didn't mention it. She brought up she the twenty two shots. Yeah, Jeremy ruins podcast. our chance to ever get monetized. Okay, so, here's what we do. We replace Jeremy with me. The names both sound Jerry's like Jay. Just that think, cunt. That's just as bad as fag. No, that's completely no. acceptable. No, because in the UK you can say cunt. Yeah. Now you're being racist towards the UK. Jeremy. Well, cunt is like oh, saying hi in Australia. Head. First you're homophobic, and now you hate people from the UK. What's next? I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> you need to clean up your act, Jeremy. Never gonna happen. Fucking filthy ass mouth. Jesus. What do you guys think of Chappelle on Saturday Night Live? What does that have to do with horror? I don't know. Well, I mean, I Dave Chappelle's Dave amazing. I, I didn't watch it, but I love Dave Chappelle. I, you know what I love about Dave Chappelle? He gives no fucks. I mean, he's the one that's gonna go out there and drop N bombs on network television and shit and not give a fuck but it's just it's the timing of it too you can't just do that anytime i mean it was acceptable at this time because it was very political and and heavy handed and shit and it it, it fucking it did what it was supposed to do man dave Chappelle's he's a fucking master he's like i love him. he's this generation's fucking like carlin and shit right. like he's just so good with noting everything he says the shit that people are thinking you know but he makes it funny and, and relevant and it's great I just think he's so relaxed on stage that it's because he doesn't. It's like he has no pressure. He's just doing what the fuck he wants. No, to because do. Dave Chappelle—that's his personality, man. You know what I love about Chappelle is that he goes out there. When was the last time you seen somebody? I mean, smoke he literally on... just gave up comedy because he's like, "Fuck y'all," <laughs> you know what I mean, and then came back. I would too if I was, if I had enough money. I well, would there was a little bit more to it than just that. saying "fuck y'all." It was it was yeah. There was comedy a lot. Central fucking. It was Comedy Central trying to fucking basically go all PC on him and shit, and he was yeah. he was getting in shit know, for all the shit. He was like, "Fuck y'all." I don't. But need I, to I do respect. Shit. See, people were like, "Oh, fuck Dave Chappelle for leaving." Blah blah. I'm like, no. He was making a statement. He was like saying, "You guys can't censor my shit. I'm going to do what I need to do." See, I'm the right, one that's making exactly. you guys all this money here and doing what I am doing. As long as I have the creative control on this show, you guys are going to make billions and billions of dollars if you're going to say you can't say fag and cunt and, and the n-word and shit like that no i'm fucking walking guys i've already made you a shit ton of money made you you know i i, I totally respect what he did but yeah, um Chappelle show was so hot back then dude yeah. because, because it was it was so fresh the comedy was so real and it was fresh and it was amazing and he was just he he knew what was up in society you know, <laughs> that was so fucking funny dude it was yeah. so fucking good dude he would like oh man the fact that he had like charlie murphy on there doing all oh, the charlie murphy stories like he just he had the greatest <laughs> oh, segment shit, that he created. charlie murphy fucking so good dude man <laughs> but when was the last time you seen somebody smoking on snl that's what i said you're that's not crazy. even allowed like netflix banned smoking on their netflix movies and shit like that's how fucking crazy this they, gone. they put a smoke warrant and here is They're dave chappelle on fucking network international tv and he's smoking on there i'm like this is crazy it's just so cool to see i mean yeah it, big ups can't to him man smoke inside anymore <clears throat> can't, pff, i haven't been able to smoke inside here since 96 uh, i mean <laughs> this might be a good thing you should be able to really smoke inside but Smoking on a movie and shit. Who cares? Like, <clears throat> you're portraying a character that's like a villain. No, like, oh, he can't. Say but he's not. He's portraying himself. But I, that's no, what I'm, I'm saying. saying Dave Chappelle's such general. a big deal. And that's like I'm talking about. 
you said they don't let people smoke on Netflix. Yeah. I'm saying that it's dumb when you portray a guy who just mass murdered 50 people, but he can't have a fucking cigarette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think, I think yeah. they really well, respect I, I Dave think Chappelle. It, I think a lot of it comes from people complaining when, like, the hero smokes. Who gives a fuck? Nobody's stressed out. He's killing 50 people. <laughs> it's crazy how the world's so different. Back in the 50s, no, the shit I was glamorized. I, I know, dude. I, I know, like, but it's just dumb. It's fucking dumb. It's so dumb. stupid because it's just well, like we when you were smoke, a kid, were you ever like, Oh man, I gotta smoke because they did in that movie. I, I yes, I actually. Things, I have to say, I started smoking cigarettes because Chief Brody from Draw smoked cigarettes. But that's your fucking fault, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's a serious man. No, it is. It's your parents' fault. It's everybody's butt. That movie's fault. Chief Brody wasn't like, "Hey kid, have a cigarette." Well, that was like that's like the <laughs> the, the argument that violent video games make people violent. It's like that's yeah. a bunch of bullshit. I mean, they do they do used to advertise directly to kids on billboard signs and Joe Camel smoking cool. But I'm sorry, man, like you got to know well, that it's bad. There's literally a brand of cigarettes called Cool. Yeah, I, like that is crazy. Everybody's like, "I want to be the Marlboro man, man. I want to be a fucking cowboy and smoke cigarettes and get them yeah. points." But Fucking, we all know it's bad. When you have a bad guy smoking or people smoking in general in violent situations, you let them shoot a bunch of people, but they can't have a cigarette. Yeah, you can make a show about teenagers getting drunk and one of them raping another one and then her killing herself. As long as no one smokes a cigarette. cigarette. Yeah. (laughs) But what what are they thinking? Like, man, they won't rape and kill somebody because they won't cross that line, but they'll certainly have a cigarette. (laughs) They'll cross that line. I don't Mm -hmm. fucking. I don't know. It's fucking yeah. a bunch of people. That but it just goes to show you how much. But cigarettes aren't even cool anymore. Like when I was Vaping, when I was bro. growing up, it was like it, it was like cool to smoke in the bathroom with the other dudes. Or okay, Molly like, crew. Everybody thinks people who smoke are fucking dumb. No. Brownsville Station smoking yeah. in the boys' room. Remake by Motley Crew. Um, yeah. But that just goes to prove like what kind of pull Dave Chappelle really has these days, man. You know. Well, who's like, gonna tell him no? It's like. Well, it's it's because of who he is. Right. I, I think mean, that I, I don't think that Louis C.K. got all canceled. I think he would be the same way. It's like you can't tell him no. He's already so successful. Well, just put it this way, man. Owen Wilson well, said, hey, tell during... him no, but he's just not going to do it. Just tell me. Yeah. Like if Owen Wilson said to he Lauren did, Michaels, he, he's he like, yo, he's like, yo, man, I'm going to fucking, you know, smoke a cigarette in my monologue. Lauren Michaels will look at him and go, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. And plus you're ugly and your nose sucks. So. Um, wow. Personal shot. But like the only fucking person that we're letting do this shit is Dave Chappelle. Because he's awesome as a motherfucker. Dave it's all about he puts asses in seats. Like they're not that's what I just explained that to somebody anyways. And they're like they were like, they're not gonna pay Mike Tyson big money for that fight. I was like, he's he's a bum. I was like, they'll pay Mike Tyson big money because every Joe Blow is gonna want to see Mike Tyson fight because everybody knows who the no, fuck Mike, Mike Tyson's Tyson is. getting paid huge money for it, man. No, no shit, because everybody right. knows who he is. Not everybody knows who Tyson Fury is. No. All the all the half ass exactly. boxing fans, which I, I don't watch boxing anymore. I fucking love MMA, but everybody knows Mike Tyson, and everybody's yeah, gonna fuck see yeah, that dude. Fight. I never got a chance to see Tyson fight. You're damn yeah. right. Yeah. Who doesn't want to watch Tyson fight? He's fucking bad. <laughs> Have you seen Tyson training lately? That shit is fucking freaky, man. It's freaky. That is one of the scariest human beings on the planet. Dude, he's moving like he's fucking like 20. It's ridiculous, man. That's scary. That's scary. If you put asses in seats, you can do more. Why do you think Conor McGregor and John Jones don't get fired? Because they bring in big money. They fucking break the law. I like Mike Tyson, man. Honestly. Let's stop acting like you care. That's why twenty two shots is. uh, He's reinvented himself to the point where like he's 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 fun, man. You gotta check That's him out on the smoke box with Be Real. That fucking we smoke box is awesome. Down, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't hold moods down. 
Fuck Who's no. dope? <laughs> Absolutely not, man. Should we get into some news? Jerry's getting mad at us. What? I'm not getting mad at No, you. we still got five questions with Jerry. Oh, we shit. Have, we have five questions I, with Jerry last I'm totally year. joking. Oh. It, it was just <laughs> to piss off pissed. Jeremy because he's like, you know, he's got to be the one to move it along. Question um, number one. Why is Jeremy a bitch? <laughs> oh, my God. This podcast is going to be 10 hours long now. Wait, so I can't read my 20,000-word essay on it? Didn't I say that in the chat? That's when we do. I said, Jerry, you're going to have a fucking huge essay about contamination or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, we should probably move this along. I'm not really too sure how how long this intro went on for, but it probably was long enough. I don't think it was as long as last week, but anyways, um, yeah, that's going to do it for the intro. Let's move this along. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Alright, JP, so do we got some news this week? Yeah, uh, speaking of paranormal activity, <clears throat> uh, the writer of the new film uh, said that the film is dated for March, the new paranormal activity is dated for March 4th, 2022. So we so won't what? have to why don't we just wait until then to do the damn show? <laughs> that, dude, that, dude, <laughs> that dude would not be happy about that. <laughs> well, you know what that means. Franchise Unless roundup. Unless he wants to pick something else. And, we can, and then we can wait for that. No, 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 no. I'm not fucking watching those shitty things again. <laughs> it just means franchise roundup dude, again. So long from now. We're already behind on these motherfuckers anyways. Like, actually, Matt today actually <laughs> asked me about a franchise roundup because we got to do the new Tremors film too, right? Mm-hmm. And I know we're behind. I can't remember exactly which films that we have to re or to do. Phantasm but, five. Oh yeah. Phantasm five. Good one. Child's good call. play. Child's, Child's play. play. There you go. There's one show right there. And yep. I think there's more. So yeah, like we, we should Critters. start getting this out of the way before we end up having to do like two or three franchise roundups, like in a row. Cause that's not cool. I don't want this. Another <laughs> like stretch of fucking OG verse remake shows. You know Leprechaun what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, and Leprechaun Returns. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. Might as well um, wait till a third Leprechaun and just do a Leprechaun show. That, that's what I said. We actually joked about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah why not? It'd be Leprechaun Franchise Part 2. <laughs> Which is funny, because that, that was one of the first, like, 13 episodes. I think it was, like, episode 13 or something, that first show. I like that new Leprechaun <laughs> movie, actually. Yeah, me too. God, God, crazy. I loved it's, it. It was fun. It was fine. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Paranormal Activity 2022. Um, unfortunately, the guy in Phantasm passed away. Um, the guy who gets the the ball brain kill. And the first mm-hmm. one? The first one. That guy was like Ken 48 Jones. in that movie. Yeah, he passed away. For a second, I thought you were talking about Angus Scream. I was like, dude, this is not news. Yeah, he passed away a long time ago. <laughs> um <clears throat> really? Yeah, I Ken know. Jones. Uh, you don't even know who Angus Scream is. Shut up. Shut up this guy's fake. Was... Jeremy's fake. He sends me a picture of this badass Friday the 13th hoodie. And he's like, had to get it. I'm like, you don't even like this franchise. You don't even see them all. 
<laughs> it, like, t- it took me a second to even realize what that hoodie was. I had to like zoom in. I was like, oh, it's the Friday the 13th like, hoodie. Poser? Part three. Yeah, I, I got have, that from that after. Have yeah. you even seen part three? Yeah. Did it make your top ten of 1982? I don't usually have sequels on my top ten list anyway. What the fuck does that even mean? And they have one usually... character in part three besides Jason. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time. I've seen we it, We just though. watched it last year. Shelly. There you go. Shelly. That's, that's okay, all. I'm actually proud that he knew at least one. No, I Jeremy mean, that's didn't. That's all I was I think oh, everybody would just name Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly's the fucking... I never understood why people consider him to be the most annoying character in the Friday the oh, 13th like franchise. I think he's actually oh, he's fun cool. as hell. And I, I also heard you guys, people say they hate Franklin. I'm like, dude, what do you expect? You literally drug a guy in a wheelchair to a fucking swimming hole, you cock. What do you want him to do? <laughs> 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 literally, everybody's like, he's such an asshole. It's like, he's, it's 100 degrees. He's in a wheelchair. He's fucking bored out of his mind. He can't swim. He can't do anything. I don't know if he, his parents probably made him go. They're like, take your brother. And then everybody's mad at him because he's fucking terrified and going to die. I, I literally don't, Franklin's funny. I like him. Dude, I, don't I him. agree. I agree. And like the whole like where he's like, Come on, Franklin. It'll be fun. <laughs> like, he's blowing I the raspberries. That. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. If, if he was out of that movie, there'd be so less. There'd be a lot less character in it. I yeah, like him. He, he's the most interesting one. Like the two dudes that they're fucking plain and boring. They're just everybody's like just normal besides Franklin, like, except right, all the weirdos yeah. they come and stop by. The, like everybody right. in that town's a weirdo. Like that drunk guy passed out in the fucking grass and shit. Franklin steals the show, dude. Yeah, out of that. Cast. I like all the characters in that movie. There's not one character I dislike. Sometimes people confuse like annoying with like bad. Like yeah. just because the character's annoying, like he's he's anno- he's the annoying little brother who's in a fucking wheelchair. He's yeah, playing dude. the part perfectly. He's whiny. Yeah, he, but he's fucking whiny. Situation but Dave made a good point. <laughs> like he brought a dude in a wheelchair. Like, hey, let's go to the sweat, hey, dude. He's he's fucking <laughs> dude. What, what do you want him to be happy about the situation? It's a hundred goddamn degrees in that van. I'd be losing my shit, dude. Have you ever been on vacation? <laughs> well, he could just be happy for everybody else that's going to have fun. I mean, They're really. Not, Nobody's having fun. They're all <laughs> well, there's different. potential fun there. Come on. He's just miserable. Potential fun until they pick up the hitchhiker. And then, then they're mad at him that he's bitching about being cut by a fucking straight razor. I'm like, drive me to the hospital. I want my fucking HIV prevention shot right now. But that was, there was no HIV. That was I know. way great. I know, dumb fuck. I know. You don't know nothing about us. <laughs> I love when Jeremy... I'm not to get one. Dumb ass. <laughs> okay, red. Guy fucking timestamps jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't say that joke. That wasn't invented until 1968. <laughs> Talking about 1964 right now. What are you fucking IMDB on fucking like, World War II movies? Like, they didn't have that stock of gun at that time, so this movie sucks. <laughs> hey, I do do that. Fucking <laughs> so true, right? Oh my god! Talk about an Italian fucking war movie. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. That was great. That was great. Should have said tetanus. Fuck Franklin. What? Fuck Franklin. Should have said tetanus instead of HIV. Would have made more sense. Oh, that, I'll take that Shut down up. next time. I use that joke and write it down. I'll put it in my notepad. <laughs> I'll scratch off my AIDS joke and put tetanus. Be no, we're gonna instead of me scoozy this it's time me, we're gonna say me 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 uh, cozy. Me cozy. Me cozy. Is it cozy or cozy? Luigi cozy. 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 I think it's cozy. Me scoozy. Me scoozy. Me cozy. Me cozy. All right. Phantasm. 
Yeah, love Phantasm. Uh, next up, Lucky McKee's next movie is titled Old Man and will star Stephen Lang. <laughs> it would be great if it's that. I thought you were going to say Angela Bettis. It's got to be Angela Bettis, man. Dude, did you guys watch Kindred Spirits, his movie from it. this year? It's okay. Year. I saw it last year. He put out a new right. movie this year? Yeah, yeah it's I like a TV What's movie? the last good movie he made? I saw it at Cinepocalypse. The woman was great. What did he make yeah. after that? Garbage, probably. Uh, the oh. cheerleader movie. All Ugh, cheerleader. I turned that yeah, off. Yeah, that movie sucked. That was awful. I, I actually didn't off. mind the cheerleader movie. <laughs> I didn't like it. Um, okay, <clears throat> it says That's set bullshit. deep in the woods. The plot follows a lost hiker who stumbles upon a cabin of an erratic and reclusive old man. When, when what starts off as cordial conversation soon turns dangerous as it becomes clear that one or both of them might be hiding a terrifying secret. That actually sounds kind of cool. I met him. Oh, it sounds like a Stephen Lang role. Did, yeah, <laughs> did anyone see this shit, man? Apparently, it came out last year. It's called Death Sember. <laughs> it's called December, and it's literally it's it's kind of the same thing as the same idea as ABC's a horror. It's a collection of twenty four films that look at the dark sides of the festival the festive season. Sounds pretty cool. So he did a shorten that in December. So I don't know if this actually ever made its way anywhere out. I don't know if that's released. I will avoid it like the plague because if it's been released and it's about that and nobody's been talking about it, it's probably garbage. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> wow, it says the country origin is Germany here. So, okay, let me see. It was late in 2019. It's still in the film festivals. It's played at a ton of film festivals this year and playing. So it actually hasn't go. Oh, never mind. December 4th, it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray. Ooh. And well, then US, maybe December 1st in the US. So digital platforms, November 24th. So in the US, so it's coming. I do. That's probably why no one's even fucking said anything about it because it hasn't dropped yet. Speaking of which, we need to do twenty-four shorts is rough. Twenty-four shorts is rough. But a themed one, like ABC as a horror, is kind of all over the place, right? It says the theme is the alphabet. You know, yeah, that's that's the theme. Fucking vague idea. It it is. It is such. But this is kind of cool because it's literally all about Christmas. Yeah, but that's going to be so rough. Like that's how many a lot of Christmas. Yeah, killer Santa Claus. But, but, but let's let's let, let's face it here, man. Every anthology. What about I mean, Hanukkah, you fucking dickheads? Nobody Hanukkah cares, Jeremy. Is not Christmas. Nobody cares. Um, but <laughs> uh, Hanukkah, did anybody watch that Hanukkah slasher movie with Sid Haig? No, no. I I kind of value my time just a little bit. But like any no. anthology film, though, you're going to have good and bad I heard shorts. Bad. I heard it's bad. I heard Hanukkah's bad. Does if, anybody expect it not to be really though? If we yeah, can you're get, right, you're if right. we can get. 15 out of 24 that are decent i'll be happy this shit's running two hours and 25 fucking minutes not watching it man not watching it <laughs> nah, that fuck, fuck that. i'm death. watching like, this shit man death, you'll like one and then you'll hate one and then you'll like one and then you forget like six and then you're like, Dude, like i thought i thought the like, abc's a death the first one wasn't i thought the second one was better than the first one actually you know the worst sign for an anthology the absolute worst sign is when the first segment sucks. You're like, <laughs> but you know what, man? With ABCs, it could be. Yeah. If the F, first segment F for sucks, you don't like. I can't even imagine putting. Not the best. If if you have a rough anthology, at very least you can put the best segment at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and then the worst in the middle. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, a uh, little breaking news here. Uh, Jim, come. 
how do you say his name? Kamalia? Kamalia? Reles? I don't fucking I have know. no idea who the fuck you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Who the fuck are you talking about? Jim, Jim from Toronto uh, okay. has just reviewed his 28th Amityville film. How is this breaking news? What the fuck? <laughs> who are we breaking this to? Uh, the, the, this was on CNN. No, no offense to Jim Cornelius Duncan Basket, whatever his last name is, man. But th- this guy has a lot of patience, man. He watched all the witchcraft. I got, I got to respect this guy because he's how many? Would you say twenty eighth Amityville film? Twenty eighth. This one's called Witches of Amityville. This is fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> that there's how so many. many... Do you watch before your wife divorces you? <laughs> I'm assuming dude, he's I, not married. I, She's I like, love, Witch is I over. love that guy. I, I've been updating the article on the website too. Like every time he gets like another two or something. Jeremy, do you oh, hear this fucking guy? He updates it. this part of the website, but he can't yeah. put the ratings dude, or. Okay, you, there's listen, still top ten lists from two you years ago. You haven't fucking put on there. How long it takes to do the things that you're talking about, dude? Though. Do the top it, ten list. It's easy to update that article. It takes five. Dude, you gotta do the top ten list because the visual I, top okay, ten forms listen, are so much fun to go through. I like looking through those. I, I get missing you. Them. I get you. I, I want to update those too, but keep in mind the reason that I'm not updating the the ratings and stuff like that is because it links to the episode. And in order to do that, we don't want to. If we're leaving horophilia and the links, well, we get, never really said that we're doing that, but yeah, we did. Well, the, everybody knows we're leaving horophilia, though. Yeah, but but so you're leaving horophilia. Some of those shows direct yeah, not, back to horophilia, so I'm anymore. gonna have to go and fix all those. So why would I put new ones up and then have to go and fix them all, all over? Right, all right, all right. Okay, I get your explanation here, JP. But going back to what I originally said, what, that to do with what the about the top ten list? That doesn't link to anything. <laughs> And that's what people are interested. People love lists. They want to see it in visual form. You're still missing know, fucking those, 2019. Those are, those are fucking pain, what, what I'll take any one? list. 91's not on I, there. How many am I missing? I think there's three. 1991, 1919. Yeah, we did a top 10 for 1919. Fuck. 2019, 1991. Was at least Soon two. Soon to pay 2020. And soon to did pay 2020. Do 85? Is 85 on there? No, I need a picture from you, Dave. Oh, so there you for go. What? So there's actually three missing. I was right. What did you say for what? Are you going to put my picture online? Yeah, I don't like it. I think I think he's pretty much joking, guys, because he has a picture of himself on his weekly review podcast. Yeah, I have a million pictures. I don't give a fuck, dude. I love your expressions in every one of those men. It's like you're just like dead serious, but not serious at all. I love it. Sometimes I forget to like do a picture or like of a stack of them, so I just find a random fucking still, and then I get lazy sometimes, and I'm like, I shouldn't use that still. But I do it anyway. Actually, this week's one made me laugh because I, I felt like that's exactly what you did. <laughs> that's exactly what I fucking did. I was disheveled and I was rushing. So you started putting the trailers down in the little corners? Some of them, yeah, because I, I don't want to get hit with it. They can't really. Yeah. It's yeah, going to be very hard for them. That'll stop you from getting hit with copyright if you do yeah. that. Yeah. There's no, I don't mind the copyright. I just don't want it to be oh. taken down. Also... I just got to say, I, I start listening to your new episode and you're like, oh, by the way, guys, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I found this cool thing, archive.org, where I could put my things on I didn't on give you a shout it's, out, did I? No, and not only that, but you told me what the fuck, this thing doesn't work, and then you never told me that it ended up working. Oh, no, they actually, I had to email the lady, somebody there, some some lady, I emailed her and she took care of it and fixed it. I, I, like they, it, it said it was coming up as spam, so she had to just like correct me and maybe make my account not spam. I don't oh, know. It was weird. 
Probably because other people had the same problem. Uploading a bunch of shit. I didn't even upload that many. It was the first one I uploaded. Oh, okay. I don't know. There's probably some something algorithm tag or something. Over that, a beer. Yeah. I have no idea what you guys but, are talking about. <clears throat> but either way, you know, <clears throat> you're welcome. All right. I did say thank you. Amityville. Uh, yeah, so Look at Jeremy it, just it, moving this shit along. He's just got it I going mean, but on. How crazy is that? When you really think about that, though, because like obviously the the and anybody who's listening to this look at the article on 22 shots that jim from toronto wrote because it's really interesting because he actually goes into what is actually legally considered an amityville film because it was a question that kept coming up when he started going through the series we're like okay well where does the series start and end the original series and since anybody can make an amityville film and technically amityville 2 is where it is unofficially an Amityville film. Un- Amityville 3 is an unofficial Amityville film? Technically, no. Technically. Why? Because, the read the fucking article, dude. Oh I guarantee you, Dave's not going to check the You're telling me you never read the article? Dave is no. not going to read this article because it's written by a Canadian. You don't like Canadians. I like Canadians just fine. No, so um, he he basically <laughs> goes on to say that whenever uh, the you know first Amityville was done, another studio I think picked up Amityville two, um, and they wanted to make an Amityville two, and the original studio it was like MGM and somebody else, De Laurentiis and I, I forget what the article says, but they sued him and it went to court, and the 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 court ruled that. Although it's called Amityville Two, there's they can't they don't mention the Lutzes or anything like that. So it's it's kind of they can do whatever they want because Amityville is is Amityville. Uh, I forget exactly what it says in the so thing, basically, but basically, none of, of them are sequels are, are official. Yeah, right. and, and so part, none of them are. But fi- okay. One, two, and three are released by MGM at least. Right. So I think they eventually became into the same hands or whatever but the way that i count it is like one so amityville was never copyrighted or so it was copyrighted you you can't copyright amityville as in like the house you can't copyright the house but you can copyright amityville four i think right but you can't copyright the actual house because you don't own ownership on the house so anybody can make anything no no no, i'm I'm talking about just the name itself because you're selling your product by the amityville name which would be the which would be the copyright right so you could Mm -hmm. go out of your way and do that because it's not the physical house or whatever i I get that Um, amityville 3 rated pg i never knew that um yeah yeah yeah. so yeah interesting yeah i'm gonna have to read that it's it's a very interesting thing because they just keep coming out from every which angle now 28 okay i'll just read it because it's it's pretty short it's not that long Okay, this was about after he reviewed the Amityville Playhouse in 2015. He says, as I continue to review the series, it's always interesting to do research on some of the background information. The question of the sequels and the name itself keeps coming up. So I decided to look into it and find out exactly what's up with the whole naming thing. The Lutz and the author of the book, Jay Anson, co-own the rights to the name The Amityville Horror. So, again... What like Moods was saying, the Amityville horror. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This is why we don't have any more films with that exact title. They granted the naming rights to Professional Films Inc. for the purpose of making the first film. 
an Orion Pictures and producer Dino De Laurentiis made Amityville 2, The Possession, and Amityville 3D, the Lutzes and Anson took them to court. Ultimately, the Lutzes and Anson lost the case, mainly because Orion and De Laurentiis didn't use the Amityville Horror 2. Yeah, because that was copyrighted. As as titles, which would have been copyright infringement, and also even their promotional material for the second film, stated clearly that this is not a sequel to the Amityville Horror. (laughs) Well, theoretically, narrative-wise, it's actually a prequel. Very fair loophole there. Right? The secondary name Amityville was not exclusive to Lutz and Anson and thus not protected. And this is why all the sequels, in quotes, films that have the title Amityville in them. The only problem that remains is the name, the Amityville Horror. References to the Lutzes, so we could never have their names appear in subsequent films, stating that any future Amityville films and direct sequel to the first and the numerical numerical sequels i.e. amityville horror 2 3 etc as a matter of fact the court decision stated that anyone including orion and de laurentis could make more pictures about fictional events in the set it set in the amityville house so this all makes sense real events set in the amityville house before the lutzes moved in but they could not be identified or promoted in the sequels to the first picture so technically all the films after the first one are not sequels they're just relatives yeah they're all relative and the point is is that you can make an amityville film with the amityville name you just can't have amityville whore in the title or the you can't have the lots and the lots that that's you can have the lots in it yeah you can have the lots for sure yeah and and hence why there's 28 but you know even with that even with that being said though the fact that 28 like, is a lot it that's exactly where i was going with this jeremy 28 overall amityville in the same kind of world you know the amityville name that's a fucking crazy franchise dude it's not yeah. a real franchise well, well you know what i mean well, i mean franchise world i mean amityville are, are films that share the same name like as do, you, do you have amityville vibrator in there it's like is that in the same world as he like, reviewed it alien yeah, of course. Two in there. he reviewed alien it into the fucking thing Remember the movie Alien 2, the Italian movie that's like throwing yes. that an alien franchise? You know what? I actually pulled it out last night. I was going to watch it after I watched Contamination. I shit you not, but I ended up watching something different. So it's funny. You stared at the wall for an hour and a half instead. <laughs> <laughs> Alien 2 is fun, man. But, but honestly, dude, like, I think it's so cool. I think it's cool that there's like a million of these, it's these funny movies. You know it's what I mean? It's funny, but I'd never watch any of them after. If, if, we, if we ever actually did the franchise I've seen a few we of the would do ones. one two three four uh, up until the remake i want to say the the, the, the rem- we would do the remake and then the 2018 one so well, if we did re- up to the two box 16. sets and then curse and then the remake and then the awakening the awakening right that's and it. then anything after that would be and we would call that the amityville franchise volume one and then anything after that we would do in like threes or something mm-hmm. I will, uh, no come on. <laughs> come on dude we need to populate the hall of, of pain people we, were we like that many more shows, shows dude we don't have a, we're life not restricted on ideas for, for shows bills. what's that we're not restricted on ideas for shows here man we don't need to fucking do 30 amityville shows man that's just insane we would be the only people to ever do it i'm just saying <sighs> it's valid it's valid um hall of pain would be would I mean, Hall of Pain is feeling lonely right now. Everybody's mad that last week we didn't have any Hall of Painters and they swore we were going to. I swear to God, that was the only comment that we got. Oh, man, so many Hall of Painters this week. And I'm like, hmm, you guys, wait till you <laughs> so listen to the show. All three are going to make it. 
These guys never watch shit like Beware the Children. And I'm not talking about children at play. Or Dude, Beware I children really do not Beware get it. Yes, Dracula 3D is not the greatest movie ever right. made. Is it the worst? Fuck no. Dude, it has bad CG in it. The rest of the movie is not that bad. And Fuck. the CGI is so bad, it's almost comedic. Yeah. I like the At least it has some production value. I mean, there's it's a decent looking film. Right? It's okay. Mm-hmm. No, th- this yeah. is this is not some of the shit yeah. that's usually making the the Hall of Pain at all. Right. Okay, moving on here. Uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow comes out December fifteenth on Blu-ray and DVD. I know, Prima. I think three of you guys have seen that. Yeah. Yep. I think Blood I might actually buy that. Might be one of my very few 2020. Who the fuck is barking? <laughs> not me. That's that's me. I was oh, trying okay. to unmute so I could say I, I love. Uh, wolf snow hollow but uh my dogs also said they love wolf snow hollow actually it's kind of good timing it's kind of cool it, it like actually it. adds like a, to uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah actually it might it's be one of the like few films i buy from this year i actually really enjoyed that one it was fucking too, good man good. yeah yeah dave did you watch it yet yeah i loved it fuck i'm the only one i saw it in it's theaters, not a, bro it's a cheap blu-ray I'm going to go see that freaky movie t- tomorrow's Sunday. I want it, it to. Horrible. I don't know if I'll have time. Looks like I'm really trash. looking forward to... Uh, it looks But bad. Jeremy's, of course, blowing it because it got good reviews. I'm not blowing it. I'm you just are, saying, you, how can a movie like, be so trash if it gets it, good like, reviews? Because fucking sometimes the critics are dumb. We know this. I mean, this it depends is, on the critics, right? I mean, this has been known forever that like you can't believe mainstream critics because they're different and more bloody disgusting but, but wait wait no. has there ever been like a horror movie that had all mainstream like critics give it great reviews and then it sucked usually they'll hate it and then we'll like it usually yeah. very rarely is it, no, they all the, I, it i've seen it happen before where they're like blowing some i don't trust bloody like, disgusting even happy reviews death though man day. like happy that they got tons of great yeah that was Not divided 90 it comes at night got positive critic reviews and then like the audience hated it but it was a very right. good movie i agree whatever um i don't know dude it I, I i'm i'm not basing it on like anything other than my eyes like i saw it it looked cringy as hell it looked i didn't like watch it the trailer happy that they got mainstream good reviews oh my god oh yeah it has like a 70 percent. Ooh, that's but, insane but that's come down it was at like a fucking 90 for a long time I'm, I'm maybe really, i should go see freaky i'm really surprised about that i got no interest I don't movie this is the same director honestly i'm with jp it looks cringy i, right. I didn't watch the it's trailer it, it, it does look I cringy not to watch trailers i mean i could no i didn't i didn't watch the trailer like, either oh, i just really kind of yeah. i know nothing about it except vince vaughn's in it and it's a horror comedy but it's that's like a, but that's what's it cringy like, about it it literally looks like the hot chick with rob schneider but Vince Vaughn in a, in, in a comedic a horror stabler. movie has got to be the worst setup in the world. That <laughs> guy is, is so not fucking boobie funny. Boobie He's not fucking it's funny. It's like it's like a teen girl like swaps bodies with Vince Vaughn, who's a serial killer. Yeah, that, that, it's that's like poor a comic, Freaky like, Friday thing in movies. Yeah, Freaky Friday. That's yeah, like a Freaky Friday. It's, it's what's but it's called, called Freaky. Yeah, it's, it's literally the same storyline except for they made it into kind of a horror. But really, Vince Vaughn. It looks like it has is the same tone as Happy Death Day too. It's Vince rated Vaughn R. Is fine. That's all I'm going to say. This Maybe is the type of good kills. No, Vince Vaughn is great in non-comedic roles. He's not fucking funny. He just plays himself, I think, when he's in comedic roles. He was so, a great. Norman that face. goes back to my point of him not being funny. Then <laughs> I don't mind him. I, I don't watch any of his new comedies. You don't mind like, his Norman Bates performance? That's cool. No, that's not very good. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so, dude, I would never want to play Anthony Perkins. I wouldn't ever. do it. I'd say, no, man, I'm sorry, I can't do this. <laughs> dude, they could offer me, like, fucking a shit ton of money, I'd be like, ah, pass. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get made fun of for such a long time if I do it. Have you guys ever seen, like, a bunch of other Anthony Perkins films that aren't Psycho movies? Yeah, like Crimes of yeah. Passion, Edge of, Ins- Edge of Insanity. Yeah, he's great. Man. He's a yeah. fucking great actor, man. Like he's just legitimately amazing. Like, man, I can't. It it's slipping my mind right now. But he did a film with um, Charles Bronson. Oh, Oh, that's uh, someone behind the door. Yeah, dude. His I've not seen it. Is it it, good? It's so good, man. They're just, I mean, really two fucking screen legends in the same movie in like a totally odd narrative. It's really good. I have to watch. I have the Blu-ray. I I love uh, Charles Bronson. Is one of my top ten favorite actors of all time. Me too. Me too. Yeah, the Kino Blu-ray. I picked it up because it was. Perkins and fucking, you know, Bronson. Yeah, yeah, you you gotta, can't really you go wrong. with that cast. <laughs> right? You never yeah. think you'd see those guys in a movie together. Like, you see some cast, you're like, Bronson and Perkins? I don't even, like, Shane Wilder and Especially Richard for that time, though. Like, the the yeah. time that they did this movie is like, these guys were, it's just so weird. Different ends of the spectrum that came together. They were Wilder and Wilder and Pryor, they made like four movies yeah, together. Yeah. It's crazy. But that was like really a, a one time, and then they made amazing, like, chemistry, so they just kept putting them together. Yeah, you know it's actually really cool that those two guys had that type of chemistry, which is I, I agree with Jeremy because it's very highly unlike like Willy Wonka to fucking you know Pry- Richard Pryor. Like I don't, it's just it's so strange, man. But they did some great movies. I'll man. see no evil, hear no evil. Oh, that's hilarious. one of the greatest <laughs> premises, man. One guy can't see, and the other one can't hear. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Fucking so fucking funny, dude. Stir crazy is good too. Yeah, yeah stir crazy. I really like that one. Um, okay, so yeah, that's coming out on the fifteenth. I think it's available to rep for now. Um, and then the last bit of news here is I thought I was actually very surprised because I figured they would have announced it a little bit earlier, but very happy. Um, Shutter continuing with the holiday specials from Joe Bob. Um, it's something at this point that's like annual. Like they didn't do a Thanksgiving one. But they they did a Christmas one last year. Like I think this is the third Christmas one now. Um, Joe Bob Saves Christmas this time it's called, and that'll be on the eleventh. Do we have a show on that day? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It's a listeners one, isn't it? Not if not not if we end up pushing paranormal, then we could take it an extra week. Uh, we could do it. Yeah, we'll, f- we'll figure no, that out. No, it's episode 200. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, what, wait a minute, but what's episode not 199? Paranormal activity. Okay, so if we, if we bumped that, I don't know. Whatever. You're right. We'll figure it out. Um, either way, uh, I have no idea what they're going to show, but I mean, I love the concept. One of my favorite things in life is holiday specials and especially like horror ones because it's so rare uh so i just love that they're gonna you know have the set all did up in, in christmas and stuff it's fun to me joe um, bob's wearing a santa hat for sure yeah joe bob's wearing a santa hat darcy's wearing a sexy elf. little elf costume oh yeah 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 <laughs> um i hope he has, hope he has midgets on there too that'd be awesome <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me man uh it's joe bob and dude i like Every it's little people. Okay? Every <laughs> so, time yeah. that this is, every time that Joe Bob is successful, it makes me so happy. Because as Shut you guys, up. I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know what I want for Christmas? <laughs> I never do that for 
<laughs> to never hear but, that no, story again. But, but the, the real reason why here. <laughs> the real reason why is because you don't always expect stuff like this to actually stuff that worked way back in the day that they like reboot and try again. Usually it does. It might last. It might last for a season and, and be cool when people are into. But in that, it it actually did work and it, people love it and it's amazing. I love it. I love. I I watched the uh, the other over the holiday over uh, October. I watched his his Blood Harvest one. Have you guys seen that? No, no, I, I don't have time for Joe Bob, but when I put him on, I love it. It's like the best. Dude, I just I we record to, during like, Joe Bob, and then after it's passed, I'm just like, eh. So like, I th- love listening to him. Like I just want to listen to his segments because half the movies I saw already. But right. yeah, yeah. It, for sure. Well, the Blood Harvest one is so interesting because obviously you guys know that movie is uh, made with Tiny Tim, right? Yeah, like, Blockers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Joe Bob made the network TV premiere of that back in like the the, the like early 90s on the drive-in theater like before monster vision he's like the world premiere of of blood harvest you know and and um he had a tiny tim expert on and he was like you know what what did tiny tim think of blood harvest and he's like well joe bob i brought a very special clip and he shows joe bob a clip of tiny tim watching joe bob watch blood harvest so joe bob is watching <laughs> tiny tim watch joe bob. it was like mind-blowing and the clip had never been out there before as far as i know so it was like one of the coolest damn things ever that is this actually a real really cool. moment where yeah where joe joe bob bob, get a kick out of it dude he thought it was so cool he's like this is this is crazy you know because but it's a it, Joe Bob hosted that movie back in in the early 90s tiny tim's watching it and now joe bob is is hosting the movie again like 30 years later and he's watching tiny tim react to joe bob's original airing it's just it's kind of pretty crazy i love Um, how joe bob says 90s he's like early 90s (laughs) he has like a special way to say it yeah and and he just comes up with like the the greatest things to rant about like his opening monologue on that one was about uh leggings and it was hilarious it was so funny i love his rant about the uh la train station he's like you can't take the la train station it doesn't work <laughs> what are you talking about it doesn't work yeah he's a, he's he's a genius dude. man he's so funny he's, he's so funny bug. yeah i love him so that is uh d- this december um last time what did they do they did they did a really fun one last time they did jack frost uh silent night deadly night part two and um i think black christmas which one old school yeah of course so and and of course the first year they did phantasm one through four it's such a weird lineup like jack frost yeah it's it's so fucking terrible it's amazing (laughs) jack frost is so bad but so good at the same time i remember when when we reviewed that remember when we reviewed that film and they were like we were joking about like what the fuck was the goddamn budget on this movie man it had to been like 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 ten thousand dollars it turns out it was like 150,000 we're like or 100,000 we're like where the fuck did all the money go and, and then he answered like the director told the director. us he fucking yeah, told they us said he they sp- spent like 100,000 on the snowman yeah oh, and we're like what the fuck it was the craziest <laughs> hey. eye open we're like what the hell yeah that what's was what's so the difference crazy. between snowmen and snow women tits uh, snowballs <laughs> guys it's the joke in the movie snowballs yeah yeah and then silent night deadly night 2 like brandon stolen Again, it's become a cult classic because it is literally so bad. It's amazing. I mean, come on. And then we go into like a bonafide classic. That's a great lineup. I like it. Yeah. 
Um, on, so yeah. on talk some 4K announcements. Yeah, go ahead. Django and Texas Adios is coming to 4K from Arrow. Underground and Arrow finally came to an agreement on freaking Dietrich Django. Yep. So yeah, Bill Lusty. Te- well, you set him straight. It's coming good. to 4K. And then... Uh, I like how from... Jeremy took over the 4K announcements because like, this guy is just straight 4K. Then from Germany, we have the Frighteners from 1996 coming to 4K from Turbine. We have... That I actually might go out of my way to purchase. Because yeah, but that's... that's actually coming from uh, Arrow too, though. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's my favorite movie in 96. And then we have Hellraiser coming from 4K from Turbine as well. And coming then from we... 4K? Coming to 4K oh, okay. from Turbine. <laughs> and then lastly, we have an American Werewolf in Paris coming to 4K. What the fuck? Why? These German companies Why? are fucking weirdos, man. Why put that on 4K? Nobody wants to see that bad CG in 4K. Like that's and... nobody wants to see it in a- in Blu-ray. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and leather Leatherface is coming to 4K. Leatherface, yeah. what? Which Leatherface. One? Which, Which one? one? Texas Chainsaw the... Massacre 3, Leatherface, or are we talking Leatherface the prequel? The prequel. Okay, you got to specify because when you say Who's Leatherface, is, yeah. Turbine, the same company. Uh, I, I'm not buying any. I don't even trust their I trends. like how Jeremy pays no Turbine. attention to any releases unless they're four gays. It's just, I love this. He steps right out of the closet to let us know about the four gays. I love it. I love the four gays. Thank Dude, you the, the for four, stepping out the, the, the closet. The four gays were so cheap. Uh, they're they're going to be so cheap everywhere. Like all the, They're like $10. You know, I, I am pretty excited. PS5, that, man. Going to change the game. I'm pretty excited that uh, that Django, that whole Django thing got... Um, you know, worked out and stuff because Django is a film you need in four gay. Hmm. You definitely do. It's amazing. That's pretty classic. Corbucci. It's amazing. Oh, Corbucci. I mean, if you ever want to watch a spaghetti Western and you're not sure what to watch, look for shit that was directed by Corbucci. And then we, you're all, we good. need to do a Django franchise. <laughs> dude. There's so many of those. Dude. There's, There's like lit- 80 unofficial Django movies. Yeah. I mean, I think there's about thirty or forty with actual releases. It's nuts. So uh, that's that's it for the four gays. Again, politically very correct. Yeah. So. You got anything, JP? What? No, that was it. Oh, where the okay. fuck's Jerry? He hasn't said anything in like an hour. Hello, Jerry. Patient Doctor Retard. Hello. Hello. He's not on this call. Okay, so that is going to do it for the news. Yeah. Fucking thing sucks! Alright, so moving along here into a knowledge segment. The word I'll bring to you today is knowledge reigns supreme. You got no time to joke and play, because knowledge reigns supreme. This week... Of course, we are going to do a top 10 Luigi cozy top 10. But first, we got to we're having some technical difficulties, which is very very sad. And not for me, I think it's fucking awesome. I think it's kind of sad actually and um, it's the best Jer- news I've ever heard. Um Jerry's modem actually just blew the fuck up on him in oh. the middle of our show. And he will not be joining us the rest of the show, which is unfortunate because we did not get, a, you know, get to the featured reviews, which is very unfortunate. So, right. 
Um, we talked too much. And Jerry yeah, and I, it, it, um, it's unfortunate because Jerry did such a good job last year, and we only had him on that one other time, and it's been an entire year since then. So it's a little unfortunate, um, but hopefully we'll have him back on in the future. Um, I've all, I, I mean, everything that I've done with him has turned out really good, and the one thing that we did on here with all of us turned out really good, so I'm sure we'll have him back, but unfortunate but that happens sometimes man the skype fucking internet world that uh, that's why if, if if the world was perfect we'd all be sitting in the same room recording and then we could actually punch jeremy when he says something oh stupid. my god you know i would absolutely love to sit around a round table right now and record like you know you're doing radio with everyone right. in the same room the because you know the best thing about recording in a studio when you can see everyone is you can cue each other and you know when to not talk and when exactly you can, you can watch no people delays. especially no with delays. us we would get to know each other so well that you know when someone's going to stop talking well maybe not jeremy because he just kind of blurts out random shit all the time and stuff and it's it's very random and sporadic but but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um but uh yeah unfortunately jerry's not going to be here anymore for the show and he he, he said he said he says he's goozy <laughs> it's kind of it's unfortunate because i really wanted to, to be cozy though i did want because i didn't know anything i didn't have i didn't hear anything about you know his opinions on the the cozy films that we were going to be reviewing so it, it was interesting because they're kind of a mixed bag really right yeah. so um but okay I think they're what, what do you mean by mixed bag you mean in terms of quality or terms of story well i mean quality and story you know i mean they're they're i mean it's covering a wide range of time and energy and storylines and stuff yeah they're all that that is what's cool is the the three films that you pick this is your pick right yeah you picked one from the mid 70s and then the early 80s and then the late 80s i think that's pretty cool that was actually by design career is you can literally see his entire career like he's a journeyman director right so you can see him like having to do all the movies that were being made at the time he's like i gotta do a giallo now i can do a (laughs) zombie alien ripple now i gotta do fucking a shitty movie yeah off shit fucking ridiculous (laughs) movie like the late 80s early 90s italian ones he literally i feel like had no choice in what he made he was a journeyman man and unlike martino who's like the best journeyman director italy ever produced or faulty some people would say faulty's a journeyman i would probably say not um he he just kind of just Fell a little short. Actually, Fulci, like actually, technically, Fulci was because Fulci yeah, didn't. Act, did the same. He didn't actually have a lot of. Um, he didn't have a lot of street cred, man. Back in those early yeah. times, that's why he was doing spaghetti westerns, but comedies, horror. Like he, they all did that though. Yeah, except Dario, really. Well, that was studio influence, though. Studios had the final say in what these guys were doing and stuff. I mean, th- we'll get and into the American market too. American market comparison. Yeah, yeah so we'll they get into all had their streaks. Yeah, contamination was a, was a direct product of you know of Zombie alien being popular. Even popular. when I look yeah. through um, Kazi's filmography, and I haven't seen nearly as much of this stuff, but I'm I'm just like all like every movie that I'm seeing here is like a ripoff of yeah, like, yeah, dude, you know, he, he had something that was popular. But you got to remember though, man. Like I actually I took the time I finished Contamination last night, and I actually watched a special feature on the Arrow Blu-ray, which I'd never watched before, and it was um it was something to do with flat or um. Um, something to do with flattery and I don't know what the fuck it was called. I wish I could remember the title of the special feature, but anyways, it was about Italian ripoffs. Um, and they were yeah, talking, I've, wa- I've watched that. Yeah. Before. So they, I think I probably watched it too. So they went through, you know, kind of the history of Italian films and, you know, like how, 
and why these Italian films were made and stuff. And it was, you know, banking on American blockbusters and stuff. It's like if Alien came out, there was there had to have been 10 fucking, you know, um, ripoffs coming out right away and stuff like that. It's, it's actually quite interesting to go through that history and stuff. But yeah, Lu- Luigi Cosi was one of those guys that was, you know, he was one of the studio directors there was, I wouldn't say a victim to, you know, the studio saying here, here's what we're doing. But he was that guy, though. They were like, they come up with these ideas and this is what we're doing kind of thing, right? So, well, yeah, like eventually a lot of these guys did find them. Like Fulci found himself in the horror movies after he hit like zombie. That was pretty much his thing. He well, the difference with Fulci is that his that. movies became they, they became internationally known even back in those yeah. days. So he got a little bit more street cred and they were like, OK, well, yeah. we'll allow you to do some more things where Cozy's films were not really doing much on that level. They were making money in Italy. wasn't a hit in the States. Well, that's the thing, right? If, if, even if you were hitting in Italy, which a lot of these films were, people seem to not realize that like Contamination shit did really well in Italy. But, you know, over in, you know, in America, they were being mostly banned. <laughs> like some of these films weren't even well, being played not, over there because they were just blatant America. ripoffs. In, UK, it was being in the UK, yeah. Ooh, Here they just weren't getting. No, no, no. I'm not talking about played. banned through, you know, the rating system and stuff. Like, I mean, look at, uh, you know, Great White, uh, Last Shark. That was, you know, it was theoretically banned from theaters in you know when it came out yeah but wasn't that because it had footage of jaws in it no it was just a blatant ripoff yeah it had no footage of the film we're not talking about bruno matai's film that blatantly used other footage and stuff Uh from these films i'm talking (laughs) it was just just it it was just such a blatant ripoff that they actually pulled it from theaters and then it was they even explained in in the special features too it's kind of funny that a few years ago i would have been in the you know, 2013, 14 era or whatever, there was supposed to be doing a double feature, a Coscarelli double feature or whatever. And they just completely fucking. Solari. Yeah. And they, they basically had a um, cease and arrest on the theater. If they were going to show that film because they, you know, they still met, they still have the memory for it. You know, <laughs> it's like America's like, no, you can't play that shit. You can't play jaws ripoffs like that. So um, and that was a uh, shell factory is going to put out cruel jaws. And then they backed out. Which, you know, to this day, I'm still fucking baffled that Severin actually got, I I don't even want to say the rights to put this out, but they did put it out. clearance? Like, there's no difference in the film at all here. And we know that that movie is still technically not allowed to be shown. I don't know what the story is, how Severin was able to do it. footage of Last Shark in it, too. So it's just like, how the fuck can they release that and not the Last Shark? That's my point. Mm-hmm. That's my point, right? I mean, if you're yeah. going to have a, a season arrest on the, you know, to the theater that's going to show this double feature, it's crazy, man. Crazy. And this is like all these years later after this shit came out. It's fucking bizarre. So, anyways, uh, top 10 Luigi Cozy. 10. All right. Where, let's, where is this list coming from? Uh, this is actually coming straight from IDB. There was no website that had done a list, which didn't really surprise me. Right. <laughs> Luigi I mean, Cozy. They made 10 movies. Um, they're not all horror. Okay. Let's put it that way. All so right, we'll start at well, the bottom at number 10. Let's do it. Number 10 is actually a re- horror. It, no, it's actually a recent <laughs> film. It's a recent film that he's done. And this oh, is yeah. actually done after the special features that came out on the arrow Blu-ray for contamination. It's Cause they the were actually Lumez film, right? Yeah. He even talked about, you know, possibly coming back because if Italian horror was going to, or Italian filmmakers were going to start making horror films again, he'd get interested and he'd actually come up with something, but he did a film called blood on, Millennius Moon? I don't know. It's fantasy horror stra- uh, mystery from 2016. It's about Day. a trip to the moon. moon. It's yeah. about a trip to the moon, which is the first. I highly really doubt that it film. should be two hours and five minutes. 
it's a take on that weird trip to the moon movie that black yeah, and white the, like yeah that's first, strange the yeah first really popular so movie. so they're not only just ripping off you know recent movies they're ripping off movies that are like a hundred and something years old <laughs> i bet it's like a love letter to it or something but i don't understand how it is to how long is it Two it's 100, 125 minutes. minutes man yeah that's outrageous yeah, I know. So, I just I, I, like as soon as I saw that runtime, it was instantly off. And you know it's cheap too. And you know right. it's cheap. You but know you know, cheap. you got to give him credit though, man. Like, I mean, Luigi Cosi is the guy, the guy that runs the Provanda Raza story or story in uh, Italy yeah. and Rome and stuff. Dario That's kind of what, yeah, Dario story. That's what he does there. He's still kind of his protege, I guess, right? Um, but he, you know, in the special You're features, my star. he even <laughs> said, he's cool. like, he's like, yo man, if, if Italians start making horror films to come back, which, which is really cool because he obviously got the, he got the fucking kick, you know, to do it again. So I, I respect that man for not making a movie. Cause Pegnini horror was his last film. I know Jeremy. Okay. There's a reason for it. Right. Um, and you know, that's, that's pretty cool. 2016, that one came out. I would yeah, actually like to check was- it out just to see what his later work actually looks like, but. He was also yeah. in that awful, violent shit remake. As an actor? Yeah, it was horrible. Was he really? Oh, God Yeah, damn. him and another Italian director. I think it was like Costellari. One of the one, one of the older guys who, who passed away, I think. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Um, coming in at number nine is actually one that I've always known about, always wanted to see it. Severin just dropped the Blu-ray, and it's called The Black Cat. Not bad. <laughs> so Jeremy would hate it. Very your- similar to Paganini Horror. In your opinion, oh, similar to Pagnini. Okay, I already know where this is going then. Um, so, Fulci's <laughs> Black Cat. Fulci's Black huh? Cat versus this one. Fulci's. Yeah, Fulci's Black Cat. Fulci's re- got Patrick uh, Magni in it. Or no, uh, Magni. But it's actually pretty goddamn good, man. And it's it, got Warbeck in it, too. Yeah, dude, David Warbeck. It's, yeah. Okay, so number eight, Pagnini Horror. We'll get into that more. I'd switch uh, Black Cat. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's better. Yeah, it's also the uh, the third mother's movie, kind of. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, number seven is Hercules, nineteen eighty three. Which, oh my god, dude! This have you guys ever seen this one with Lou Ferrigno? No, Sybil Danning. Oh man, Wait, Lou Ferrigno in it. Yeah, and the Hercules. Oh my god, man! This movie is so bad. It's amazing. I kind of want to watch it. I would love to do like a little swords and sandals show one day. <laughs> we could, oh, it would be so much fun, man. You could do Conquest from Falchi. That shit's amazing. Beastmaster, new 4K coming out. We just Sword and a Sorcerer. I, I actually There's really so always like Sword and, and Sandals type movies, but I, I don't really, I haven't seen a ton. Have you ever seen, have you, have you ever seen Falchi's? The Conquest? Conquest is pretty no, good. No, I haven't, but I heard it's pretty solid. I keep hearing from everybody. Everyone's like, man, the fucking transfer on the new Ronin Blu-ray is fucking garbage. I'm like, man, that movie was filmed with that crazy yeah. nightmare fucking atmosphere. So like, it's just all fog. It is man. The whole movie's actually done like that. It's crazy. It has the most insane atmosphere for a non horror movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's <laughs> just Vaseline. Dude, the whole movie's just Vaseline on this fucking lens. Uh, but the crazy thing about it, it focusing too much Vaseline. Right, right, right. It's, it's fucking faulty. So it has like super gore in it too. It's awesome awesome but yeah hercules 83 oh my god check it out if you've never seen it it's ridiculous uh number six contamination 1980 with ian mccullough man we'll get into that 1978 star crash at number five i'm sure some people have seen it dave you've seen it before right no i i heard joe spinell was dubbed and i was like i don't want to watch joe spinell dubbed <laughs> I haven't though. You've never seen Star Crash, man? Oh, with Carolyn Monroe? 
I haven't heard good things. David Hasselhoff. Oh, man. Crazy ripoff. Yeah. It's uh, Caroline Monroe is amazing. So, of course, from Maniac fame. Uh, We'll get into her more, actually, when we talk about contamination. Um, Number four is the Godzilla Euro Trash version, which uh, Jerry was actually alluding to earlier. I'm not sure if it was part of the show, if it was pregame or whatnot. I'm not sure. Now, is that like a real Godzilla movie? uh, No, it's his version of it. He kind of... Per, he did something with the film and then colorized it and yeah I, I don't know i've never seen it before don't know but it's actually godzilla yeah, yeah. it's, like yeah, it's really just cut. the old one and then he just probably cut in a bunch of stupid stuff yeah i, <laughs> I kind of want to see it <laughs> okay it's number funny. three is a film called take all of me 1976 apparently it's like a drama romance i really don't have i don't any know interest. that's never happened to me so i don't know yeah, I don't have any interest in seeing that. When I saw drama romance, I was like, oh, God, no. Yeah, and we did 76, and that never came up. Yeah, so. yeah. So number two is, oddly enough, some random comedy did called La Portiera Nuda. And I'm assuming that's very sleazy because it has... You don't know that one? you never no. seen La Portiera Nuda? Oh, shut up. Nobody has. <laughs> it's also from 1976. <laughs> and number one is The Killer Must Kill Again. That's number one? I guess. Yeah. Where was contamination? I number said six. number six. Good uh, memory, JP. You should listen. Yeah. So a very, very odd list um, for Luigi Cozy. <laughs> who, who made this top 10 list? Give us his name. Uh, it was by oh, it's Luigi Cozy. Nicozy. John Backham. John Backham. And he made this in 2017, so obviously it's relatively newer because it has the newest Cozy film in there. Well, not newest. I think he actually did one since then. What are some of his favorite movies? It's it's fucking IMDb, dude. Well, you can click and see what his top rating is if you wanted to. Can you? <laughs> Do you just click you can... John Backham? <clears throat> um most recently rated no I, I don't know okay it's not worth it well he's got medieval 3d rated as uh, five on here out of ten i, I would Sounds assume about right yeah i, I think <laughs> right. okay um yeah. that's interesting so i mean really hmm. couldn't really do a second cozy right i mean well the well black cat can uh yeah not really right what you can do what you could do you could stretch this you could do the black cat and the one thing that wasn't on this list was the episode that he did called the neighbor which was part of the door in the darkness series at argento that i talked about last week and his documentary the world of four yes that's right which he did in the early 90s right yeah about dario Argento. yeah about argento and then i mean you could stretch it with star crash I mean, yeah, it's sci-fi. You got to do Bavas and Fulci's before you do Kazi too. No, we're well, not I doing no Kazi too. No, I'm just saying. It, There's it, so many more when, directors. When, whenever we do a director that they only made like four films, like Save, Suave, Mikhail Suave. I'm kind of like, Mikhail okay, Suave. so we're done with them, right? Yeah. Um, because somebody asked us, that will we run out? Absolutely. What not. do you guys think? No, no. <laughs> will no, they all? Will we always have three films. Dude, there's so many. I mean, there's more. There's, I mean, we can go back to classic directors like Bava and Falci, and but then, I mean, we haven't done guys like Antonio Margheriti, which we've, you know, I've actually was going to pick a couple different times. I went with different guys, but uh, he's got so many great films, right? And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's I other mean, guys. When you think about it. We have done quite a few. You right? I, I mean, mean, there's more Martino, many... more Martino. I mean, Martino did fucking. I think 
has a better run of giallos than fucking Argento, which is crazy. You know, he did at least six good giallos. God, man, I think he might even be the giallo fucking king, man. It's it's crazy. So there's options. Which year is this? Is this our? Oh, it's our six. Six year Argento. See, that's why I also like to always do Argento because next year I'm not going to remember because I'm not going to be able to reference Argento. Oh, Argento seven. That means it's our seventh year. (laughs) So now I'm going to be like, what year is it again? Well, last year we did Argento six. So that would make it one and two minus one would be seven. Um, But, you know, when you think about it, right, three, three, three uh, films per person, you know, and then we do four of those. That's twelve movies a year. Sometimes times five. six is like seventy-two. Plus there was a, a one where we did five that year, so that yeah. would have been another three. So, which the longer the show goes on for, we're gonna hit another. Italian. We're we're gonna hit another Italian month with five weeks. Right. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is like, I would like I was thinking about taking. Um, all the Argento segments from the six years and the two masters of horror and like editing them into one episode and just putting that up for like random people that might find it, you know? Yeah. So you be, make it shoot a new intro though. Just shoot. Yeah. A new like intro we, we spot, could yeah. shoot a new intro and be like, you know, this is, this is from our six year history of covering Argento films. Here's 20. Oh, and then we, you know, we actually to sell that even more. So that would be 20 reviews right there. And then we could do the tram. Or you can add two new reviews. Oh, yeah. Add two new ones. Yeah. We could do, uh, we could do the tram and then and then, um, his black cat episode. So which would be 22. So you would edit together, put the two new ones in there. There you go. There's a selling point. It's like re releasing an album with a couple bonus tracks. (laughs) A couple new songs. Yeah. Charlie Band Jr. strikes again. Oh yeah. <laughs> look how Only our look how our mentality is idea. now, right? Yeah, and then we, we charge everybody fucking uh money to listen to it for the fucking hey, like total just, recall. And then you tell everybody you found these reviews. We found these yeah. reviews we, in a warehouse. You know what, guys? On old we totally found a warehouse full of two reviews. Yeah, these are OG reviews. <laughs> we found my bloody years ago. We found my bloody Valentine on a, a corrupted hard drive. <laughs> right. Yeah. That would be amazing to find, though. Oh, Fuck yeah! But no, that that's pretty funny because um, you know the the it's interesting. You know, seventy two film after this year, seventy two uh, plus another three, um, total Italian horror films. I mean, think about that, right? That when I started this, I'd seen like two Italian horror films, and now uh, I'm, I'm you're a seasoned I, veteran. I'm becoming a seasoned veteran. Yeah, Jeremy skipped out on a lot of shows, so he's still a little noob. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and plus I've seen went, a bunch I haven't seen because of that. Like some of those other directors you guys did were a little obscure. Yeah, well, that's just yeah, me. that's true. And honestly, I've I've watched just others on my own too. You know, you know, it's gotten to the point I can't even remember what we've done. <clears throat> like even Falchi was. I know we Dude, did the, the Gates of Hell trilogy, ever, but I don't remember. I know we did. I don't even remember what movies we did. It's fucked up. Or what? Falchi? We did two Falchis, right? Right. Yeah, we did the Gates of Hell. Yeah. Which is the easy one. And then we did Zombie, New York Ripper, and... Don't Torture a Duckling? Oh. Cat of Nine Tails. Or or not Cat. uh, Cat in the Brain. Which was a... Oh, yeah. Cat in the Brain. That's right. Don't Torture a Duckling was just 72 talk. Um, But you know what was hilarious? Is whenever you weren't here, because you were taking a hiatus moods, but... um, 
it was it was literally like one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. Um, we were uh, <laughs> we were talking about what our Italian horror pick was going to be, and uh, Jeremy oh, yeah. Jeremy was like, "Okay, I think I'm going to go with uh, Renato Policelli, and I'm going to pick the Vampire and the Ballerina, Delirium, and Black Magic Rights." And we and literally just, like, just did that. What? I just literally texted him. I was like, are you dumb? <laughs> because we <laughs> literally did it last year and it was those exact same three films. How do you forget the entire show? I, I, I could see. I wasn't there. <laughs> he was wasn't there, but he's like, he's like, yeah, I think I'm good. Cause Jeremy always tries to pick some weirdo. That has <laughs> right, right, right. Over. And, uh, he's like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I think I'm going to go with <clears throat> Re- Renato Policelli. And I was like, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. But and then when I saw the vampire and the ballerina, I was like, oh, we definitely did that. I remember that title. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I like that show, man. That was a fun show, man. Actually, I really liked the vampire. That honestly, ballerina. that one was a big surprise because mm-hmm. I really liked um, those films. Those I films were really show. interesting. I filled right. in for somebody. Uh, who did you fill in for? Me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You had a guest, though, too. They fell out. I think so, yeah. Yeah, we definitely had some falling outs there. Um, was it Brandon? Yeah, I think so. Those are all good shows, though. Those are all decent movies, and it I had seen It any. was Brandon. It was Brandon. Yeah. Yep. I dug Delirium was the best of the bunch. Yeah, and that was 72. Yeah. Yeah, no, that one was cool, man. I I liked that. Yeah, Delirium was dope. Yeah, I remember enjoying that that show. Yeah, it's such a weird um, film. Yeah, that one was a that one was a fun one. Definitely one of my probably one of my favorites that we had done that year was Black was last Magic year when we did five. <clears throat> yeah, last year was when we did five, right for the yeah. fifth year. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, did him Argento uh, Aldo Aldo. Bruno Matai, did you? And you did Aldo uh, Lotto. And Ricardo Freda. Did you do, uh, what is the one? Uh, lizard and a, what's a fucking Ricardo Freda? Iguana with the tongue of fire? No. For Freda? You didn't do that Ricardo Freda one? No, we did the horrible Dr. Hitchcock tragic ceremony, and That's for some here. reason it's not on here. In the, that was the one Jerry was on. Yeah. 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 To Ricardo Fredo, Aldo Lado. Yeah, you did him. I said that. Yeah, I I missed the Aldo Lado. Bruno Matai. I know Bruno Matai was the last one we did with Derek. Derek. <laughs> Which made Which sense. Which one did he pick again? It was uh, Hell Living Dead Rats and um, Shocking Dark or Shocking Robo Dark. Or... Shocking Dark. That's what it was. Shocking, Shocking Dark. So awful. I mean, we actually could do a like bunch Shocking. more Bruno Matais. I mean, Bruno Bruno Matai has a lot of films that we could do. Yeah, those zombie ones are ridiculous. Oh, the later one. I don't one. know what I'm going to pick next year. I mean, I you did know. mention Antonio Margaretti. I mean, if you look into his shit, I mean, if you're going to pick him, man, the, yeah, just just do your research because there's some really good films. The Long Hair of yeah. Death is one film that actually I pulled out last night to watch two. It's sitting on my table, and um, I'm probably going to watch it again, but uh, it's fantastic. Good shit. Naked You Die is fun. Yeah, Naked You Die is a really good one. That was released by... Didn't Dark Sky release Dark that DVD? Sky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got that DVD. Um, yeah, Mark Reddy, you dig into his crates, man. 
Um, yeah, I, I really like Cannibal Apocalypse, and that's kind of what I was looking at his filmography, and I was like, why haven't we considered this dude? That's one of my all-time favorite movies. All his Vietnam yeah, War Sykes. ones are cool. He did four Vietnam Italian movies. That's the only mm. war one, though. Margaretti was another journeyman. Man. He, he worked in s- fucking sci-fi, yeah. horror. He did everything, too, man. <laughs> Tiger Joe and The Last Tornado. That's all four. I've seen all four of them. They're all really good. Mm-hmm. Joe Exotic? No. Tiger Joe. Honestly, man, Margaretti might Tiger be Joe one of the most underrated ones. Warbeck's in two of them. All right, well... All right, so that, yeah, I guess that's going to conclude. I forgot what segment we were in here, man. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a quick little knowledge segment. Yeah. For those listeners who didn't feel that, we just had another one, baby. presentation Yo, who this? Yo, Moods, it's your boy, the ill-mented funky child, calling you to remind you that the featured reviews on this episode contain spoilers. Aw, oh, yeah, man, that's right, brother. Thanks for the heads up, playa. Now go back to being an unproductive asshole. Fuck you. I tell your listeners to stop being so dumb, silly, sensitive. Yeah. Alrighty, so moving into the featured reviews here on episode 196, Luigi Cozy. Director's Spotlight. Yeah, week two here on Italian Horror Month, courtesy of the 22 Shots crew. Alright, so first up here is a film from 1975 called The Killer Must Kill Again. Yes. Uh, this is actually a film I'd never seen before. So I was really? very, very happy to to check this one out finally. Yeah, I mean, I know that Mondo Macabre released this on DVD years ago, DVD, went out of yeah. print, and I just I missed it, never seen it. So, yeah, never I seen actually, it. First time watch for everybody. I think it was a. I thought it was the first time watch for me, but when I put it in, I kind of was vaguely familiar with it, and I don't know if I like because I had the DVD. Like I don't know when I got the DVD, probably like 15 years ago. I think mm-hmm. I might have watched it, but I, I couldn't remember every detail. So I was like, did I like half watch this or some shit years ago? Because I remembered some of it though. I remember the beginning for sure. Yeah, it's always definitely- weird. Like it. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it was one of those movies that I was after forever and forever to grab the DVD, but um, that shit just, you know, typical Mondo shit, man. Impossible to find for a good price. I'm sure it's going to get a Blu-ray here. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to think so because remember we were just talking about this about a month or a month and a half ago about Mondo not releasing their back catalog, and guess what happened? (laughs) They're starting to back catalog. rights on a lot of that shit's going up, so. Yeah, Mm. so it's good. What were you going to um, say, Jeremy, about the movie? Did you give a plot? Did you give us an No, he didn't give a plot yet. I was waiting for Jeremy to talk. I was going to say something, but I forgot you didn't give the plot yet. Okay, so uh, getting into a sh- quick little uh, synopsis here. Giorgio is a greedy adulterer who makes a deal with a serial killer to dispose of his wealthy wife, Nora. Unfortunately, a thrill-seeking young couple steals a killer's car with Nora's co- corpse in the trunk. 
ending up at a rundown Seville villa. This sounds like it would be, well, two points. This sounds like a Hitchcock kind of story when you really think about it. <laughs> right. It sounds like something Hitchcock I agree with that. would do. Yeah. Like, oh, a dead person in the body, a dead person in the trunk. All the and, suspense on somebody yeah. finding it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's like but a Hitchcock it, movie without all the twists and turns and, and the without suspense. Without the suspense. It doesn't yeah. have the suspense at all. Like, there's nothing there right. for suspense. Dude. Well, it's weird. It's like starts off like a very straightforward movie and then the last 15 minutes it turns into like a total like sleaze fest it's like a weird tonal shift it's an exploitation movie it's actually you know never trust george hilton never ever trust george hilton in a movie if you've ever seen any sergio martino movies don't trust this guy don't ever trust him he's always bad that's right that's right um you know for a first time watch man i was actually expecting this to be a giallo same. This movie is not a giallo at all. No. Um no. it's basically just a thriller. I mean straight up thriller. It's a thriller with like uh extra violence and and uh graph graphicness at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only really the one graphic kill and I guess Kazi said he wanted to make the one murder it's really bloody to make it, you know, go over that edge. The only cuz there's only really one violent murder in the movie. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, this is one of those kind of those films that, you know, I enjoyed. It's very unbalanced, though. I think it starts out really good. It's got a really good idea. You know, I think it starts out great. I was like super into the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And then it gets completely derailed by just a long period of just not really anything happening. See, you see, the problem is with the middle of the film. And I agree, man, like the beginning of the film has a really good setup. It's got this, you know, just sleazy kind of fucking husband that, you know, wants to pay off his bills, dispose of the wife, get the money. I mean, we've seen the storyline before. His wife's family is rich. Exactly. It's kind of cool and creepy how he happens upon the guy, serial killer dude, who's like disposing of a body. It's kind of an interesting idea where like this guy's kind of unhappy and he gets this idea. Oh, I'm, I could pay this guy to get rid of my wife. You know, the problem is the problem is with that scene though. I mean, (laughs) dude, if you're the fucking dude disposing of the body and you have some guy, but you're like, Hey buddy, what's up, man? (laughs) No, it's not totally like that. Uh But like, honestly, this dude's just done. You know what he's doing? Disposing of a body. If you're that killer, what are you doing? You're not having a conversation with this guy. You're going to kill this guy. No, I feel like he just thinks it's like a, a normal thing to him it feels like it like he does this all the time so he's like oh whatever uh, i don't he know i think he's man. just kind of like okay what's but what you don't know this guy from adam man like that's well, the thing like this guy's approaching you you have to do something about it because he's a witness yeah. to this right you don't know how he's going to react after the fact right it's but sure. nice to see it, that kazi's actually giving real serial killers jobs because the killer in this movie is <laughs> definitely a real serial dude best casting dude, ever best casting ever he's guy. amazing I, it is yeah. amazing like a, i agree a reggie nader or some shit oh my god it's yeah. so good so so we get this really amazing start to the film, right? We get this, you know, this confrontation between these two guys. They agree to this deal and stuff. The wife ends up getting killed. And then we get to the middle part of the film, which is basically starts with this couple that just randomly steals this car that has the body of his wife. They don't in randomly. The trunk. St- I mean, do they randomly steal it? I mean, he's it's he leaves it open. It randomly outside. has a body in it. <laughs> well, no, it's yeah, a yeah, random but... crime. Yeah, it's, it's just not it's, like they, they, they get her opportunity. It is a random like crime because was, they do you know? say like, "What kind of idiot leaves the keys in the?" Th- but I mean, they only stole that car because you know the keys were in there, kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. so there was there's a mistake. But it's funny know, the killer's it's an just being taken advantage of, <laughs> technically right. by everybody. <laughs> by <laughs> everybody, everybody's fucking. Yeah. Him. 
See, I think how you improve the the boggy part of this film is you as as the killer can't get these people, he gets more and more pissed off and angry, and he starts fucking killing other random people well, along the way. That's how you, you well, fucking do. You know, you can do that shit, but I think also the the misstep in the film though is because you know the first quarter of the movie we have. You know, we have this police officer who's investigating the husband because we all know when a wife goes missing or winds up dead, who's the, the prime suspect is always the wife or always the husband, right? Yeah. So we have this setup here, but we get away from it for like 45 minutes. It never cuts back to that once until like the end of the film, which is kind of a misstep because we need what, a little bit more. The investigation of the husband? Yes, yes. We need a it little bit more into times, that. Doesn't it? No. It, it goes back, like, it goes back that one time where. There, there's a he's... there's a portion about 40 minutes in the middle of the film where it never cuts back once at all. And yeah, you might we, be right, but I know they cut back once before that. Yeah, in, in the first half an hour, in the first half an hour of the film, and then there's about 40 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it, it is. Where which it, I expected them to come back because I was actually exactly. interested in like the cop grilling the dude. Well, because there's, uh, a point, there's a point before it goes on that lull where the cop is, you can tell that he is suspicious. Ho- he's very yeah, suspicious and his number one suspect up. is the husband because he's like, he's leaning towards all these, you know, all these um, parts of the evidence and stuff. It's like, you know, this seems too good. And like, it doesn't seem like, you know, there's, there's points to leading that. Yeah. You know, like why would he, why would this guy steal a car when it seems like it was planned out so much, you know? Yeah. There's, there's no breaking. Right. So she was let in because she oh, knew, let me knew somebody. You guys this. Yeah. Did you, did you watch dubbed or subbed? Dubbed. dubbed. It was uh, dubbed. I watched the English version. Yeah. I like the Italian dubbed. Fuck. Well, you I watched. watched uh, I watched the English for all these. Yeah, I, I always watch subbed. English for Italian movies. Well, this movie actually, I think, was done in English too. So, I mean, that this the, the odd thing about like, I mean, I think the Italian was right though. I'm we pretty t- sure the Italian wasn't a dub. We talked about this. We talked about this many, many times with Italian films. It's like you know the way they shot these movies and stuff. Like they're all, they're already dubbed. They're always dubbed, yeah. so it doesn't really fucking matter. I generally watch any type of foreign films in the in the you know their native language because they're kind of done. Yeah, like that. but Italian films are like the one. That no, there's so really many matter. films that are Italian films that are shot in English, dubbed in Italian, and then dubbed over in English. <laughs> so, <laughs> George Hill, yeah, speaks. And, and half the so. time there's like people that like everybody's speaking their like sometimes everybody's speaking their own damn language, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got like fifty different fucking origins on there and there's a couple little things about this movie did you notice what the initials on the lighter were Mm, mp i don't know da for dario argento Argento. that's why kazi did that that's pretty cool oh kazi you're such a good friend mikazi mikazi fucker stole my thunder on that one earlier he actually uh i got that written down i got that written down the Dario Argento. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I heard it in the commentary. I was like, oh, that's very cool. Oh, really? <laughs> Shit, dude. I did, yeah, I didn't hear the commentary. And he mentioned I, some other things in the commentary, too. You guys were saying he sh- the killer wanted the, you wanted him to kill more people, but he said the killer throughout the movie, he's playing it. He doesn't really want to kill anybody. He doesn't have to. And he's actually getting pissed off Why? if he has to. Because he wants he doesn't want to do anything he doesn't have to. Well, that's the thing. That's because he's a hired killer. killer. He kill no, no. He doesn't want no, to kill. We never know that he loves the kill. No, he's, he's a, a hired hitman. Hitmen only kill oh, people really? that they're paid to kill. Right? But he does have a sexual charge Yeah, but he's a hired hitman when we... He does have a sexual charge to him because he grabs the woman's breast, which was the actor's idea, because he's a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, he does rape the girl. But even Kazi said he tried to make him feel regretful afterwards, like he got caught up in it. 
but yeah, I don't like that. And you know what? Make it, don't don't make your killer feel regretful. For, I, like, I had uh, a lot of last problems. House on the left. They do that scene, and it's uh, yeah, it's but that's common. more of a shamed than yeah. than regretful. Well, I, I actually had a lot that's of problems. That's what he was going scene. for. I think. I think more of a shame, not not like regretful. That's not the regretful and shame are kind of the same thing. Kinda, but a little different. Like regretful means that you wish you didn't do it. Ashamed is kind of like you feel bad that you did it. I personally yeah. felt like that that montage scene with um you know the the boyfriend cheating on his girl with the you know the chick that he picked up and stuff and then <laughs> that's a nicely edited scene. Obviously, the killer the rape and the sex scene that's raping explicit raping yeah. the girlfriend. Yeah. You know, it, it's definitely done very well. But I mean, I have problems with the motivations here. It's like, dude, like this guy is on a mission to fucking find this corpse and just dispose of this and you know deal with the situation and stuff. But he's taking the time to like go out of his way to rape this girl and stuff. But I felt like so he's the rape around anyways. He's even waiting. though the rape isn't that explicit, I felt like it was dirty as fuck because she was a virgin yeah dude exactly <laughs> exactly if it, it almost felt like they were trying to make it elegant but you know it's so fucking wrong because she's not down with this and this is the oh, killer no. like it there's just gross. like so much mm-hmm. oh my god there's just so much filth involved in the scene and i was just like i'm not sure how i feel about this man like i'm like you know me i like watching rape revenge films and stuff but, but watching rape like that i'm just like what the fuck man i don't know man it, I it, it, it felt wrong forth between an actual sex scene too like a, a consensual like sex a scene. love scene so it was really a good point. it's a good point but but yeah. don't you feel like it's thrown into the film because like we need some sleaze in there too because this film is pretty straightforward you know and also no, we have I this montage of sex people who stole the car to suffer Okay. That's fucking weird. <laughs> at the end, he the end the cop lets him go. He's like, "You guys suffered enough," which is probably not proper police. No, it's and, and that's, right, that's yeah. another thing I've written <laughs> down here. I think no, the, no, cops I even said the the ending is bullshit. Like, dude, these guys stole the fucking car. They still committed crimes, but they're being let off. I'm like, I get it, man. There's a uh, there's a disconnection between our North American policing and and, and talent, whatever. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. They still commit a crime. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, like, but I mean, that's that's so Italian fucking yeah. shit. That's just so seventies movies. Like, all right, you guys get a slap on your wrist. But it makes yeah. you think when you watch it. You're like, there's no way that would. Like, I mean, I get it. You have to separate yourself from reality. But this is still kind of set in a normal reality, right? The cops I wouldn't let them go. I don't even think twice about this type of stuff in Italian movies because they're all full of this bullshit. <laughs> like, like Giallo was even worse. Remember that? He's like, like, you kill somebody, I give you a job. <laughs> I mean, I honestly really enjoyed this movie. I think there's a great I setup like to this. Too. The killer is yeah, really cool. I, I dig it. The music, the music's not great. It's nothing to stand out. It feels like we're playing library music and stuff like that. I thought the the locations are cool. I love Italian films that are set in villas and shit. There's something very common about that setting, and it just yeah, feels appropriate cool to do that. Um, I'll you know, say that the uh, it's unbalanced the, the, though. There's so many. It is unbalanced. It's very and unbalanced. Also, yeah, I think that. Like him being able to like just find them was a li- little bit weird because even like I, I expected the, the couple to tell the gas station attendant, oh, yeah, we plan on going to the beach, you know, and then maybe the guy finding that out from them. But he kind of just is like, which way did they go? <laughs> and I <laughs> hate that I mean? freeze frame. Yeah, they, with the, the little fucking, circle. That was horrible. Yeah. They did it because they didn't have any footage. You know they did. They're like, we can't film here. Like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna freeze frame it in ADR overwards. That was yeah, trash yeah. bags. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst. Part. That's the I only just, trash bag scene in the movie. I okay. just feel like you know, with that scene with the gas gas station, is like it's one of those scenes where 
you just, I don't know, man. I mean, you just kind of assume that like, there's like a kind of an end of the line. They went this way. There's a point where they can only go to, right? You know, that's kind yes. of what I assume it's happening. You know, it's like, well, there's a villa down there. I don't even know how they, they have to be somewhere that, around there. Like, like when they left, when they stole his car and left, like, where would you, if somebody stole your car and left, like, would you have any idea where to go to find them? Hop on the E-way if I was close to one. That's what he yeah, did. But that's all. But it's so vague. It was very vague. Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely it's super vague. vague. It's, it's all, it's it, the way you, the way I perceive the timeline is like this guy gets in his car and he starts driving and he just, he just goes in a straight line. Just like how, you know, the people that sold his car <laughs> right, went in a straight line. He just followed in the straight line. You know, like that's how I see the narrative playing right. out kind of thing. Right. So, and if you follow that logic, when he gets to the gas station, like they went that way. So he just kept going, you know, there's a villa here. They had to go to the villa. <laughs> right. So it's very nonsense. Uh, but at the gas station, when the dude tells uh, his girlfriend to like show dude his boobs, I'm like, honestly, that didn't really have effect on what you did. Yeah. I don't know. He was staring at the tits and he snatched the money out of his hand. Yeah, but you just snatch the money out of hand any either way. Oh, he's counting the money. It. It's not like he did it differently when he was staring at the tits. He still held it the same way. Yeah, he normally but, would. But JP, but was, there's tits. Distracted, man. Yeah. George Hill. I'm I, saying, but you could just take someone's money out of their hand regardless if there's tits or not. Yeah, because that's what he did. He took the dude's money out of his hand. It ain't like the guy sat his money down and was looking at the boobs. Like he still just snatched it out of his yeah, hand. Yeah, but he, he wasn't paying attention. His guard was down a little bit. His guard was down, but okay. It yeah. probably didn't help very much. <laughs> probably helped a little bit. I wanted some more George Hilton in the film, though. To be honest. Yeah, he's the best actor in the movie. Besides he's the awesome. killer, great he's too. awesome, man. You know the chick that uh, that the boyfriend picks up was it. What the fuck, man? Christina Garbo. She's in <clears throat> Let's Leave Your Corpses Lie. Yeah, the Femi. Uh, what the fuck's yes. her name, man? She's the chick from uh, Strip Nude for Your Killer. We were. Oh, yeah, that. I was talking about the redhead. The red oh no, no, the blonde, the blonde chick. Lie. The blonde chick. Oh yeah. So, which I don't think that's a real hair in the movie because if you look at her IMDb picture, like that's the chick from fucking I Strip Nude for Your Killer. That's that movie's so trashy. That's oh, like she's fucking hot, dude. She looks way better in that movie than she does. In Which this character one. is she in? Strip nude for your killer. Uh, fuck, dude. I don't know. Like, she's the just only character it. I remember off the top of my head is that fat guy that's gonna have sex with the. Honestly, doll. if you watch it again, you'd probably recognize her right away. I can see her. I can't remember what character she is. I've though. seen that movie twice. Yeah, she's hot though, man. Whew. super good looking. So there's a lot of characters in like these types of movies that like the the young couple like there's like the same couple out of Oasis of Fear you know what I mean like that right. couple on the club the Lindsay movie they're like the yep. same like you know instead they you know they're just like young kids and on the run you know it's a very typical kind of character thing from Italian movies and in general all movies so <clears throat> it's like mixing two genres almost you know what, like this type of this movie always makes me laugh man is like how many fucking close calls there was with checking the trunk. Like, you know what really bugs me, man? that's very Hitchcocky. <clears throat> it is very Hitchcocky. But, I mean, there's one scene in this film where you obviously probably would go around and pop the trunk a little bit or, you know, to figure out what's going on. Is when after that, you know, the boyfriend fucks that chick on in the road and then she's like, oh, I failed my road test like five times and puts it in reverse <laughs> and then crashes that the fucking. It, it's so ridiculous because it's just a plot point of, you know, creating tension to open up that trunk and shit like that. But, like, if you watch the scene, I think it's George or what's his name? What's, what's the fucking guy's name again? Luca. 
Zimp Luca. So he goes to the side and he's like, he's just kind of trying to, you know, close the trunk from the side. I'm like, you wouldn't get right behind it and try to fix some shit and stuff. Like, come on, man. It's like so unrealistic. <laughs> or I'd just take a belt and latch it shut. Right. And, and which would involve probably opening it and doing some, you know, sort of uh, tying mechanism. Like, come on, man. He so obviously is very smart. It's just, it seems so illogical that you would not check the trunk like it's just it's ridiculous man even to throw that i in thought there. the very ending the very end was like fucking eye rolling see what bugs me about the ending of this movie is that the movie ends in 10 minutes right we have like this whole middle part of the film and then all of a sudden it gets to like the third act and is like 10 minutes it just kind of fucking ends it's so quick it's way too quick man there's it, I, I felt like there's no tension at all it's supposed to be a pure thriller and but I do kind of like what the killer does to lure her in. That's kind of cool. I I just think that like it just happens too know, quick. Like, it just happens leaving way too the quick. body in the trunk seem yeah. Like, cops I don't know. Do that either. Stupid as fuck. The and then the way he's it. like, and then the way he comes up with his gun and and he puts his hands and the dude like knows he's caught and he like puts his hands out yeah. for the, and the guy has the handcuffs already. I'm just like that's so cheap. Oh, you're talking about the very end. I was talking about yeah. the killer yeah. like at this at the villa and stuff like that. Like how he lures her in there. He's like, oh yo, we, we you know he, the what what are you saying to her and stuff like that, the right? Police chiefs and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of cool. He's acting like he's a cop and stuff. And it, that was kind of cool and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, man, I just feel like the whole wrap up is literally like 10, 11 minutes. You and know, George Helton's an idiot. Like, dude, I would have walked right by that car and act like I didn't see it. Yep. Exactly. Because like, you know the cops are watching you. They exactly. Just, they told you they're going to watch you. Dude, was dumb. that's, that's why all he was you dumb. had to do. Up. Like, literally, I had this written up. down. I'm like, what kind of fucking moron would recognize that shit and not get the fuck out of there? I would just walk in the house and act like I didn't see it. Dude, mm-hmm. anybody in the right mind would just be like, fuck that. Just keep going. Right? Yeah. You, you got a better chance of surviving that situation if you just let it go. Right? Just play stupid. Play dumb. But oh, he goes back to on? the same spot, you know, because that's what he knows. Like, give me a break. This guy seems like he's a logical person. But that's why ah. it's so illogical and ridiculous. That's what makes him so stupid. Right about the lighter. He should have said, oh, I found this lighter or somebody left it at the yeah. club. And yeah, I instead of it it to definitely friend, is some very, very, very suspect writing. There's some suspect writing be there. Vague. Be vague. Also, well, I'm not going to hold on to a fucking lighter of a murder victim ever. Or a murderer. You is got a light? Murderer? Right. You got a light? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, come on, man. You knew right when he got that lighter. <laughs> exactly. It also it's so predictable. The to the same fucking spot. Yeah. Like, come on. He's so dumb. It's all he knew what to do, though, because he, he, he had nothing. He wasn't very smart. He wasn't a smart guy. They never portray him as smart. I don't yeah. think so. I mean, he, right. you think he's got to have some level of No, he's more ballsy than anything because his whole plan was devised on watching a, a killer dispose of a body. You know, he, hey, what kind of fucking there? idiot just approaches somebody thinking, oh, he won't, he's not going to kill me because I'm not a witness to his fucking crime? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, you might want to put a spoiler warning on that. I totally didn't. I forgot. Dude, that we I, normally don't you don't even have to say this shit anymore because I have the, the spoiler intro that I have, right? And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I, I'll definitely be putting it on. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, Ratings? Ratings? You guys got anything else? That was JP, not me. Um, no, I'm good, man. You, well, you might as well start, JP. Yeah. Uh, I really like this movie. I thought it was super cool. Um. I think that like r- right away 
the setup kind of intrigued me and even though it sort of bogged down i was just curious to see where it was going to go so it did hold my attention i like simple kind of setups like that okay it's like this guy goes to kill the girl he takes her to the trunk and then some kids steal his car like okay you got me hooked i'm only curious to see what happens uh so right away like hook line and sinker with me in fact i was watching this and i i got a phone call from carly or i called her and i was like look i know you're not like a huge fan of italian horror films but like this one's that i'm watching this movie and it's actually kind of cool and i told her the setup just because i thought it would be something she would like and um yeah i think i i thoroughly enjoy it i think it has some you know plot issues and and stuff like that in the middle just kind of goes a little too long uh, where not much happens uh but i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten dave same exact seven out of ten which i think is a very good movie um i bought jump back between a seven and a seven and a half but i eventually settled on a seven same jeremy surprisingly i am at a eight Well, since you're hired, do you want to explain that a little bit? What? I just I just liked everything. I liked the plot. I liked the uh, story. Like I said, it's very Hitchcock-y. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, the middle's a little boring and things like that, but it didn't hinge my enjoyment of the movie too much. So, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was entertaining, and it held my attention. So give it an eight. Fair enough, fair enough. I am also in at a seven. I think we've been reviewing too long, and I think we're on the same page a little bit too much here. I'm surprised that Jeremy's <laughs> the highest on this one, man. But I feel like it's a I, I feel like it's a per, like a perfect seven out of ten. You know, I mean, it's it's got a great setup. I think there's there's some problems with it, but it's got some really good casting, and there's some good moments and stuff. But you know, overall, it plays out a lot better than. You know, you, then you probably would think it would be well because I mean for me at first I was kind of disappointed that it, like right in the first 15 minutes I knew this was not a giallo right and I was like okay give me a straight up kind of Hitchcockian thriller type thing it's not as good as a Hitchcock it's not written as well wow. as that at all there's definitely a lot of problems but well, there uh, is a, a police procedural aspect which some people would consider partially a giallo yeah but partially. I mean okay so it has right, one element that it has one element, but far. I mean, there's ugh. the biggest part well, of a giallo man is the POV killer black. Like there's the, that not, to me, not always. I mean, death lays an egg. Isn't very standard on a giallo for a lot of people, but there is the murders. There's the black gloves in that too. So they're, they, they veer, they get really weird. But after 1970, there, they, I think the, the backbone of a giallo the has giallo that POV has to killer have a level of mystery to it though. There's no mystery. Yeah. Not really here. Yeah, there's no mystery at all. And uh, like I said, you know, the POV killers and stuff, that's kind of a backbone. There's there's obviously different ways you can approach a giallo um, genre, but uh, this is straight up thriller. But I still think they would throw this on. Uh, be, this story would be on one of the yellow books. Probably. As a suspense story. Yeah, probably. And they would call it a giallo back then. Yeah. So I would agree with depends. that. But 1975 is really late for this to be called a giallo when it doesn't fit the formula that the giallo has become. So yeah it's quite surprising it's not like a straight up like you know just copycat giallo considering what caused yeah. his career turned into it was basically just like <laughs> let's follow these uh, trends and formulas and stuff and let's do these films for making quick money but um yeah this one kind of stands out a little bit so i would like to see this get a blu-ray and pick it up 
from like an arrow or something. Well, I mean, the way things are going right now, I wouldn't be surprised if this is being re-released by fuck who knows Vinegar Syndrome man. Well, They're releasing some of the Mondo it, titles, it definitely so definitely will be. I mean, uh, Giallo Volume Three. It's it's definitely going to get a release. Killer must kill again. Right. All right. So Within that a is a year and a half. Yeah, I, I I truly believe it, man. Yep. So that is the Killer Must Kill Again from 1975. Do you mean they come from outer space? Why not? How many worlds are there in the universe? Millions. Perhaps billions. Unless they come from much closer, but... All right, so moving along into the second film from 1980 called Contamination, also known as Alien Contamination, also known as... Also known as Toxic Spawn... Also known as Alien Drome. <laughs> Eggs from Hell. Dude, it's so, like hell. Italian films are so ridiculous. Uh, contamination, Alien on Earth. <laughs> it's the markets though, right? I mean, it makes sense why this movie would have been marketed as Alien Contamination in the US, right? Because yeah. it was playing off the coattails of, obviously, Dude, Alien. And none of those titles are good. Aliens, right? No, Alien. Contamination has like a ring to it, like you want to watch it, but really, it doesn't really. It's not about. This movie came out six years before Aliens. Yeah, it's not really contaminating anything. That yeah, like it is, but it's like contamination contamination point seven. Now that's contamination. (laughs) (laughs) Has like twelve names too to it. Troll three crawlers. (laughs) Who the fuck named that troll three? Whoever named that troll three should have got hit in the back of the head. Dude, that's the funniest shit ever that that was named troll three. It makes no sense. I mean, troll two was goblins, and then troll three is killer roots. Killer that's roots. The worst, that, that's the worst franchise, like as far as like movies that. The, the troll troll four is a sword and sorcery. Is <laughs> there's a and troll four? Dude, it's no, like I the think, La Casa I, series. I, I man. think troll four no is sense. actually part of the Ator series too. Yeah, that's troll what four, I think it is. Right, troll four is Ator four. <laughs> if you did the troll franchise you'd have to watch three troll movies and four fucking ator movies and the ator movie i see part one it's not good nice nice okay synopsis contamination a former astronaut astronaut helps a government agent is that is that an astronaut from austria apparently (laughs) apparently helps a government agent and a police detective track the source of mysterious alien pod spores filled with lethal flesh-dissolving acid to a South American coffee plantation controlled by alien plod clones. <laughs> it's fucking... It's so funny. So fucking dumb. When you, when you fucking read that, it's so fucking ridiculous. Oh, man, that's funny. Dude, this is such a fucking zombie alien ripoff to the point where they start exactly like zombie in the dock in the bay with the music and the fucking helicopters and the stupid siren, the horns you hear yeah. on the boats. And then they go to an exotic location. Yeah. Like he's like, it, it, dude, this is more of a zombie ripoff than an alien ripoff. Well, it actually was yeah. actually made to be a little bit of a zombie um, yeah, ripoff sure. and stuff that was done by the, by the producers and stuff. But you know, the funny thing about contamination is that, you know, we see as horror fans, we see straight zombie, like Fulci ripoff here. Yeah. Hence, with the obvious influence of, I mean, the the point of making contamination from Lu, uh, Luigi Cosi was, you know, to rip off um, Alien. That was the actual mm-hmm. point. It turned into a zombie ripoff. But the core of this, though, is actually it's a straight James Bond movie. Yeah, spy movie in the it's, center. It's an yeah. absolute James mm-hmm. Bond movie, and I always thought that. And you know, the crazy thing is, is that it turns out that the original producer for the film 
actually was not a fan of horror and exploitation films, but he knew that making money, you know, it's the way the Italians do it. You know, you got to fucking rip off something, hence Alien. And of course, the faulty zombie that was doing really well at the time, too. But he wanted to make a James Bond movie. So that's how this got incorporated into it. This movie. I can feel that because there's like horror at the beginning, horror at the end, and like one tiny horror scene in the middle. Yeah. yeah so it's but, horror at the but beginning, this, sci-fi at the end, and then action boringness yeah. in the, the whole movie is literally the same structure as a James Bond movie. This movie is about an evil dude trying to take over the world by doing something insane. I, I actually yeah. said that the main bad guy in this right. movie, I, I, he was a poor James Bond villain that was like a mix of fucking like Leslie Nielsen and Donald Pleasance yeah. or something yeah. like that. But it's it's so fucking ridiculous how this is actually a James Bond movie, like. Oh man, it's so great. But okay, so going back to earlier in the show when I, I mentioned uh, Caroline Monroe, um, the Luigi Cozy actually wanted to have her starring as the main. Nicosi. Um, he, he wanted to have her actually as the lead actress in this film. But the producer said, fuck no, because, you know, Caroline Monroe is not really. <laughs> is that what he said? He said, fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> well. He, I think he kind of recognized that Carolyn Monroe is more of a pretty face, not really a leading actress. He wanted someone stronger in the leading role. So, of course, Cozy had to <laughs> bow down to that shit, and they hired on the girl that played the lead in this film, who's actually a French-Canadian actress. I think she did actually quite well. It, w- it would have been nice to see Carolyn Monroe in the leading role here, but at the same time, I think that um, the casting is actually pretty good in this film, to be honest, man. I, mean, I think Ian McCulloch's the only good actor in the movie. I, I don't think that I don't think the chick that plays the lead I don't is think actually she's that horrible. Bad. No, I but I think she would have been I think she's better than Caroline Monroe would have been. I think maybe the acting is way better in this movie. Yeah, it's way oh, better than the next movie. Yeah. Um, but the dubbing's worse than the next movie too. Ian McCulloch's actually a pretty good actor. He yeah, comes in the movie he, at like thirty five minutes though. Yeah, I know, man. I mean you know what's kind of funny about his fucking character too? He plays a character called Commander Ian Ian Hubbard. And I can't help but think to myself, you know, like, you know, he was on the space mission to Mars and stuff. They did this whole Mars thing. That's where uh-huh. this whole connection comes from with the, these exploding eggs and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm playing off this like whole Scientology thing with Ron and Ron L Hubbard. I'm like, did oh, they, yeah, did right, they, did right. they incorporate this purposely? Right. Probably. Right. Did you yeah. notice, did you notice the miniatures on the Mars scene? Those were just fucking peas. Oh, absolutely. Dude. Yeah, it's they were so funny. Peas. Really? Yeah. They were peas. Frozen fucking bees. That's 100%. awesome. Hundred percent. I thought they were eggs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dude, I so. love that. Are you talking about where the music's all like and like the? Yeah. I love that part. That's my one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And yeah, the like light comes movie, through the tunnel. Yeah, I, like I love that. Probably would have been would be forgotten if it wasn't for the explosions. I feel oh, like yeah. that's God the only. That's like the one thing everybody remembers well, from this the movie. Music, it's speaking, fantastic. The music okay, is yeah, fucking amazing. Yeah, Goblin's, the Goblin's original so soundtrack for this. Isn't it absolutely insane like movies like this, you know, that were straight ripoffs and shit could have such an amazing original score by an awesome band like Goblin? And then <laughs> yeah. it was ripped off. Dude, by it sounds so epic. It's just like crazy. It, it's so good, man. It, it is just definitely so good. That puppet at the end is pretty fucking cool too, I have to say. That, the one that puppet I, looks like he's from a Japanese 50s sci-fi movie. He's cheap, yeah. but he's funny. The controlling cool. alien character? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's like from boarding from space or some shit. He's like, I'm fucking 20 years too late. <laughs> the thing I love about this movie is how ridiculous the exploding eggs aspect is. They can they conclude, and there's a lot of like scientific talk in this film, which is absolutely hilarious, man. When they try to break down it's everything like about the, you know, the compound yeah. aspects and the bacteria and stuff like that. 
Right. Well, it's but like, like those scientists are talked about, and then we like never see them again. They're just like, right, right. This is an important thing, and then. But I just love the fact know. that like these exploding eggs, they once the um, the goo or whatever the bacteria gets on you, it's amazing how fast it absorbs in your body to explode from the inside out. Like, <laughs> Dude, it's absolutely ridiculous. Those guys in the beginning getting were so dumb they're like hey be careful and he's like it's perfectly fine <laughs> it's all heated up i was like god damn it man yeah but weren't those the type of but that whole boat scene is just like the scene in zombie right it's like these yeah it's like huh what are these they're so naive right what are these what are these huge glowing things that i've never seen before i think i'm gonna touch it yeah let's touch it let's i'm surprised the fucker didn't put it on a sandwich and try to bite it right right <laughs> I got to say, though, man, the effects are pretty good in this, man, to be yeah. honest. like I love the eggs. The eggs are so cool to me. I just I like I love the idea of this big cruise ship with all these coffee things and, and these eggs. And, uh, and I do it's a love cargo ship, not a cruise ship. Too, so. It's a cargo Dude, ship. The coffee company's called Universe. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's a straight up cargo <laughs> ship. But I mean, OK, so digging into like the core of the narrative here, like, isn't it super ridiculous that this guy was trying to take over the entire world by dispersing these three. these eggs? But, but just think about this for a second. He, there's so much patience involved here. So you have to disperse this thing throughout the whole world and then wait for all these things to fucking explode and kill a bunch of people so you can fucking ride in on your fucking horse and take over the world. <laughs> Pretty much. Isn't that what Halloween 3 was all about? Pretty much. Pretty much, but yeah. That one would be harder because you can only sell those masks on Halloween. And the kids. His whole kill the but kids. His, but yeah. the point in Halloween 3 was to kill the kids, though. It wasn't just adults. It was yeah. it was kind of mean-spirited with the kids. But this okay. this is kind of ridiculous because there is plot issues with the exploding eggs, too, because they say that they're heat-generated, right? So once they change, once the heat or the, the, the temperature changes, they will explode and stuff. So there's a scene where they go into a warehouse early in the film and, you know, the, the uh, scientist comes in and she's like, torch them all torch them all and so they start burning these fucking eggs but none of them are exploding i'm like they're being exposed to fucking open flame isn't that a temperature change and none of them are exploding i'm like this is ridiculous it's so stupid you know how science works modes i do how italian science works um, <laughs> yeah. it if works like this fire, they, they, they it doesn't too fast it, it doesn't work that's but, how it works but you guys know exactly what i'm referring to right yeah it's yeah. bullshit right it's, it's be, complete yeah. utter bullshit that these things aren't exploding when these guys are like oh, okay it, we're gonna flame through them <laughs> it, like when it when it explodes the fire will, will protect us <laughs> yeah yeah so <laughs> i was wondering if flamethrowers real things like i've never seen Yes. Are you fucking? Are you fucking dumb Dude, for the second absolutely time? Absolutely. Are flamethrowers real things? Yes. Vietnam, everywhere, war. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? For it's once, just, yes, Vietnam. For once in an Italian film, I think the you know the scene where they're testing out the um, the bacteria on the rat and the rat explodes. I actually don't think that was real. <laughs> really. I don't know. It looked weird. I don't know, man. I don't think they exploded <laughs> that rat. Dude. I think they shoved an M80 up that rat's ass. <laughs> I don't think so. I actually don't think they exploded a real dude, rat there. It cut pretty quick, though. It's hard to tell. But uh, No, it, it, you can see when Bullock, it lands. It looks a little rubbery. Yeah. When that woman meets Ian Bullock and she, he fucking slaps her, I was like, I wrote, it's just an understanding that woman slapping is okay in Italy. <laughs> like, you know what i thought of the same thing when i was watching it i was just like oh yeah i forgot they do this all the time in movies <laughs> oh dude one of the funniest things to me was hilarious i know it's immature as shit but when they're in south america which had to be miserably hot if they actually filmed there but they probably did where they fucking put the egg in the room 
in the bathroom. Yeah. On yeah. her door handle, it says, no moleste. Ah, <laughs> it says, no moleste. For do not disturb, do not disturb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it says, no moleste. <laughs> that scene sucks. It's drawn out from Wait, like, was this like, a video or, nasty? Yeah, yeah. You know what, what? man? They could have made that scene a whole lot better. Yeah. You know, they you, keep the going whole back and forth for like 30 minutes. Like, let's get okay. her. Let's not get her. Let's so yeah. so <laughs> my fucking main problem with that scene is like... It, I thought they it, were gay lovers. It doesn't even fucking matter who you are. If you are stuck in the situation and you know that if this exploding fucking uh, cancel or uh, fucking egg explodes, you're going to fucking burst up, right? Rip the shower curtain off and throw it on top Exactly. Of it. Egg. Put the garbage exactly. can on top of it. Egg. Exactly. I know. Egg. Exactly. Set it on fire. Dude, put something it over it. Fire. Put the curtain on there. The put the fucking towel on there. But she's trying to get out. She's trying to pick the fucking lock. I'm like, dude, cover that shit. If it explodes into a fucking shower curtain, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah, you could kick that door in so easily. Come on. They, yeah. they actually did film in Colombia, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't Somebody surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. So, but. again, with uh, the the... And maybe maybe I missed something, but so whenever they find the dude on the cruise ship or whatever, the fucking um, freight ship or whatever, cargo ship. Then he like ta- he like cargo ship. He tags along with them again. What like that? That would never happen. What ever. Yeah, just a random ass cop. Yeah, like you, cop you're sucked, not going to be involved in this. No, he sucked. That's why he got eaten. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the funny all the thing is, movies are filled with shit. Like well, the, the funny regular- well. Dude, he is a he is a Brooklyn cop, you know, kind of thing. I mean, what the hell does that have to do with anything that well, they're? He, he was a witness, and the girl liked him kind of, so yeah. she brought him along. I mean, technically, yeah, it's, it's his investigation. I mean, it yeah, it's it dumb, could be his investigation. Dumb. He could be a, he could take along to you know kind of break this case because it it did happen in his jurisdiction because he was there for a reason, right? Yeah, and to start no, with, absolutely not. This is ridiculous. No, it's actually true. Like if 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 a crime happens in your jurisdiction. Then you go to Columbia to investigate it. No. Dude, yes. every movie is like this in the world. Every movie. It doesn't just matter if it's Italian or not. You're going to go. If, just, if you, like, you're not going to just, if, if you're dealing with fucking intergalactical space eggs that are exploding, you're not going to get some low level fucking hey, shit. Uh, hey, man, he was, he was the poor sap that happened to walk onto that. He's the only one who could stop an alien invasion. <laughs> right. That's he how was, it works. It's yeah. the 80s. But dude, it's bullshit, but and I always know, hate it. But honestly, dude, like the only reason why he's even there in the film is for comic relief, and he's not even that fucking funny. <laughs> Although the funniest shit in the film with him is when he gets fucking eaten by the alien, yeah. and he just turns amazing. to a dummy. Yeah, it's a dummy. <laughs> it's so I wish that I wish that's a, a great dummy death without the like without the dive. egg stuff like throughout. Yeah, the middle's garbage. like I wish I wish all the pe- like. I wish there was like henchmen that well, were like. In my opinion, alien. they misuse E. McCulloch in this film, man, because he's flying around and shit, and he's like, "Oh, they're harvesting fucking eggs out here and shit like that." I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude! Like, <laughs> let's get some fucking action here because this is obviously a James Bond movie, right? So, yeah. <laughs> hey, did you guys spot the guy from Cannibal Holocaust in here? You know fucking everything, Dave. No, Jesus no, I've Christ. seen Cannibal Holocaust a million times. So which, guy, which guys right from this Cannibal Holocaust? Only, at the very end, one of the the black goon, he's like, it tastes like someone pissed in this beer from Cannibal Holocaust, the soldier who sends them in the very beginning. Dude, he sends I, him on the mission. No didn't idea. even notice. Didn't even he's notice. He's in the end. He's in the end. He's one of the bad guys. But wow. he, I was just like, holy shit, he's there. He's the bald black guy. because He's, <laughs> he's like, like holy commando. shit, he's there. That's no, because I had never seen that dude in another movie or never noticed him. And I was like, dude, that's the dude from Cannibal Holocaust. I know there's one, one of the like one of the bad guy goons is in like, fuck, I've seen that guy in a bunch of movies too. I can't. Yeah, he, yeah there's a couple guys like that in the background too. I yeah, you noticed him too. I couldn't place him, but I was like, I know dude. that guy. 
I was in tears when uh, there's a scene towards the, I think it's the end, maybe, but like three of the guys get blown up in their like suits and their like guts are exploding. And there's this guy in the back left with a mustache who has his eyes open and his mouth open and he's just dying in slow motion with the dumbest fucking face I've seen yeah, in what like is 35 with the seconds. Slow like, ah, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing at him. Oh my god, there's so much slow-mo in this movie, it's ridiculous. Like, every kill movie, is just oh, it's just maxed out. Man, it's amazing. If this movie was like the first 20 minutes the whole, whole way through, I'd be like, this is an eight. This is a fucking amazing movie. But <laughs> it's not. And the middle's fucking balls. The middle's like a four. It's horrible. It's you know so what? Boring. I think I think the I think the middle of the film is more exciting than the last film, though. I mean, just to me, because like the whole time I'm watching this film, I'm perceiving it as like a James Bond movie. And if you guys know, I'm a James Bond geek. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm a total Bond geek, right? So all this shit's kind of never seen a single James Bond movie in my life. Yeah, see, I've only like, seen Goldeneye. I've seen everything. Hundred, like so many times for day. I grew up. Like, uh, I'm a I'm a dork when it comes to Bond. So like watching this film, like this is straight up Bond. <laughs> ridiculous. I love this man. So I kind of understand the you know, the whole structure of these movies. So you're gonna have those type of. I mean, I'm not saying Bond movies are boring in the middle. And stuff, I've seen a lot of spy means, procedural movies though. Like I've seen that. So like Japanese movies, they all do it. Every country has yeah, those, and they're yeah. all the same kind of deal. Espionage shit. Even yeah. if it's like them trying to figure out car sh- car shit and the Japanese movies are well, you know what, it's just the same thing. You know what the weirdest aspect of this movie though is, is the dude that they thought was dead who turns out to be like the, you know, the fucking head villain here. Yeah, how do they not know he's alive? Cause he fucking left him on the planet. What do you mean? But wouldn't somebody like he convinced everybody that he died. Wouldn't somebody know that he's not really dead? This is 1980. They didn't have the internet. No one gets. I mean, he had to get off there somehow. <laughs> but he was I mean, pretty he was fu- famous. Though the only guys that have been to Mars before. Like, yeah. yeah, but they they left him on the planet, right? He 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 got left on the planet, and mm-hmm. he, or he came, came back, back and he was all from fucked the up aliens. No, no, he came back and he was fine. But then he died a couple de- month years later or something like. Oh, uh, okay. Apparently, and they, they Apparently. said that Ian McCulloch was crazy. No one yeah. believed him, and they discharged him. That's why he was so mad at everybody. Because they literally told him, "You're crazy and stupid, and we don't like you. Yeah. Your your life is over." And then, like two years later, they came back, like, "You were right. Can we get your help?" Well, I mean, they only went to him because he was the only living member. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, so he's the only one they didn't do anything. They didn't even have a choice. But you know, the, the interesting thing is the the villain here. The, the most intriguing thing is this telepathic connection to the fucking exploding eggs. I have that written here, too. I said, that's so dumb. I said, egg-sucking bond is dumb. So dumb. But it doesn't even make sense, though. They don't ever even try to explain why he has this <laughs> connection to these eggs. the eggs explode? He's it's like, like, oh, we're losing eggs. <laughs> so he, yeah, and that, that part is so stupid. I think that's the stupidest part of the entire movie. I wish they had to done that. Because it just kind of makes you think you're like, what the? F-? It doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm yeah, so this guy went. So why doesn't is. E. McCulloch? Why doesn't fucking L. Ron or Ron L. Hubbard have this fucking? <laughs> Ron L. Hubbard. Why does his full name again? <laughs> Ron L. Hubbard. So is e. McC- his character's name actually Ron Hubbard? No, it's Ian Hubbard. Okay. Um, but it's just the fact that you know he went to Mars and alien. Anyways, but why doesn't he have this type of connections and stuff? I'm like, there's nothing explained on that portion. It's kind of a shame actually that they didn't go that far because when they introduce this whole telepathic thing with the eggs i'm just like what the fuck well he must have been the big alien must have brainwashed him i don't know i don't know maybe maybe i don't know it it just i'm not even gonna try to you gotta you gotta stretch it oh you don't even have to justify i honestly i really really probably enjoy this movie way too much 
And again, you know, it has a lot to do. I actually watched the special features for this. Um, again, I watched the whole ripoff thing, but I watched the um, the segment with uh, the dude from Goblin talking about the music and stuff like that. It was really fucking cool. Really interesting stuff. And like how they queued it up and how they were fighting the whole time and how they Did fought. Yeah, the this ripoff? was actually the first arrow that they ever sent me on one of, you know, the check disc version. Yeah, and yeah. I watched all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Me, too, me too. Oh, so you've seen that when you the guys in the studio talking about his time with contamination and. He was yeah, like a, yeah, he was like a five-time member of Goblin. Like back. this guy, he was in Goblin, and then he was he left, and he came back, and Simonetti. They everybody hated each other. Just put it that way. <laughs> like that band is quite interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, the music is definitely one of the big standouts here. But I think this movie is fun as fuck. And to be honest, to totally put the, lump this into like an Alien ripoff, it, it makes sense to put it in there, but. It's not really a full-blown alien ripoff because, first of all, this movie does not take place. It, it's just in the space. eggs and the fact that the the end sort of looks a little bit like alien. Yeah, I think but it's a zombie other than ripoff. That, it's just the eggs. To be honest, it's a fucking. This is a zombie kind of. slash James Bond movie. I mean, the beginning with, is zombie. with a little bit yeah, of the alien. The beginning in there. is just zombie. The whole the movie, whole the entire zombie. movie, is literally a James Bond movie. Like, I mean, that's first and foremost. You know, it's, well, it's zombies sort of, an adventure movie, and so is this. Yeah. Like they, they, they see this. No, Zombie really is an adventure movie. The whole yeah. script was written as an adventure movie, and they actually had it planned to be directed by Ennio Castellari, but he refused. It was going to be an adventure movie. The script is an adventure movie. And then he went on to do the, the fucking. But Fauci uh, got it. Fauci's just made it even gross. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it, 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 up until the shark is adventure, I guess. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it just becomes straight up gore fest. Well, it becomes right. Fauci, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the shark is just straight out of like you're like what is going what I love the fact <laughs> that I'm not even I remember, mad like the first time I seen that that's why like it is very off putting that scene because you're just like what so the weird fuck? like why you don't <laughs> no. expect it to actually happen like you're like there's a zombie to fight the shark like sure sure whatever and then yeah. see, it like, seems it a little happen. bit. It seems very kind of, you know, full of gimmicks and shit like that. But at the same time, it's it's also something that everybody remembers from that film. It's the look of the zombies and the fucking zombie shark. One and the splinter in the eye. Shark thing. Splinter in the eye, man. Everybody remembers See, that. See, I, that's, I think of that too, but everyone Ugh. thinks about the zombie versus shark thing. It's weird. I think, I think splinter in the eye and the zombie versus shark are both on the top. Yeah. For me, music. The music in this movie is amazing. Like I said, yeah, um, Hell awesome. of the Living Dead stole this music and Dawn of the Dead's music. And I've seen Hell of the Living Dead when I was like 10, like 100 times. Yeah. So like right when I hear this music, I automatically love it. Mm-hmm. It's good music. Absolutely. Again, you know, I mean, low-budget film that did really well in Italy that had an amazing original soundtrack from goblin you know i mean this is what goblin built their career on i mean he even talks about this in special features is like man when the italian horror film fucking faded out in the mid 80s we did too it's kind of unfortunate man you know yeah Yeah. so yes uh who went for dave Dave, you start yeah See, like when I, I talk about this, I like it more. I'm like, oh, I like this a lot more. This is the third time watching this movie, and I'll probably never watch it again. Honestly, I like, think I'm this is my fourth time. Fuck I think you. I'd probably watch this movie I, a couple I'm, more times. Seriously, I love but it. are you done with it? I'm probably done with it. Uh, mm, I probably won't watch it for a while. Yeah, I like the opening. Like I said, if it kept that pace of the opening, or even felt more like the ending, this is a group movie. I'd watch it in a group and enjoy myself. But right now, I'm just going to give it a six. 
Like, I like it, but I don't love oh, it Oh, dude, I'm... Oof, we are so far apart. I love this movie. <laughs> God, I love this movie. And it's pure for just personal... Yeah. Jeremy? Jeremy? I'm at a 6-2. Six, 6. Moods? Um, I fucking love this movie. I mean, honestly, I said what I had to say about it with, you know, its connection to Bond ripoffs is, is like, truly amazing to me that you can incorporate Fulci and Bond and make a contamination film, um, which is, you know, an alien ripoff, I, I guess, essentially. But the gore does it for me. The music does it for me. I think this one has so much replay value. I think it's great, man. I have no problems with this at all. I'm at an 8 out of 10. I love this one. All right. Um, I really enjoy this one as well. Uh, I liked it when I first seen it. I watched it on Joe Bob. And he liked it, and I liked it watching it on there. Um, and then uh, I watched it with the commentary back in the day. Um, so, yeah, this is my fourth time. Uh, and I've always pretty much felt exactly the same about it. I don't think it's like an amazing movie. And I do, I'm not like a, I'm not a huge James Bond fan, obviously. So, like, some of the, the middle section kind of bogs it down for me a little bit. But I really love the opening. Like, I just, for some reason, I love. That I mean, I wish that cool I kind of get why Center and stuff. I kind of get why people rip off Alien and, and uh, I guess Zombie too, because I really like both of those films. And for the like the Zombie, I love that when they come on in that creepy boat and and there's the fat zombie and stuff like that. And I don't know, I just like people finding something adrift and and it's creepy. Uh, and then. I don't know. I like the eggs. I think the eggs are super cool, even though they don't make the most sense. So, yeah, I, I really like this one. Um, I think I've always kind of given it around a six and a half to a seven. I'm going to stick there. I'll go six and a half since I gave The Killer Must Kill again a seven. I think that one's a little bit better. But six and a half for me. Did you oh. have to call the zombie fat? I'm sorry. <laughs> Plus size. No, I'm just kidding. Plus size zombie. <laughs> Dude, I love the effects in this, man. Maybe a little bit too slow-mo at times. But... I love slow motion. I'm a sucker for it. I love Sam Packer. Team Hoods usually hates slow motion. Oh, and you know, that's exactly what they were actually doing with this too, right? They were actually trying to imitate the, you know, the fucking, the violence of um, the uh, the Wild Bunch and stuff. That was actually an influence yeah. for this. So it, They definitely did get it right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've mentioned hundreds of times on this, man. I'm not a big fan of slow motion unless, and, and, you know, it, Unless it's done in small quantities, you know? I feel like it's overdone here. It's like every I fucking scene. Peck and Paw uses it amazingly because he, he speeds it up and slows it down. He does all sorts of crazy shit with it. But yeah. he also used it as the point of yeah, making the viewer feel the pain. Yeah, yeah. He was the best at it. That's what the point of that was. And, like, I mean, I understand what they were going for here. And I guess it kind of made sense because, like, if you're exploding from the inside out and you slow it down what are you but doing you're not, when you're watching you're, you're cringing trying, you're like not trying to say anything with this slow motion no Luigi no no, no. he's like, ripping off yeah, he's ripping off <laughs> back it's and just it's he's ripping off back and bar. that's what he's yeah, doing it's just but, fun it's just but fun. the point is he's i think that he's you know i mean maybe he's trying to be like oh i can do this what he's doing you know kind of thing but <sighs> it will and you costellari used slow motion too in the polizio test season crime films he did so you know fuck mm-hmm. it you know it was a thing going on at the time yeah, man, those giant squashes and mangoes. Fuck, that shit it cracked me up in the film. They call them—I don't know what they what they are. 
they look like giant squashes or mangoes. <laughs> what the fuck kind of mango is that? It's like, what the looks, fuck? Looks I like mean, eggs and Ernest scared stupid. But they even referred to them as like pumpkins. And I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, non-ripe pumpkins, I guess. But Dude, I wrote this down and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. White zombie line, Holocaust up. What? You're a moron. Don't you, yeah, don't was, you love when you do that? You read your notes after and you're like, I have no idea what I was writing. No, uh, usually my brain works better. I remember the shit I write. Yeah. I'd like to see your notes. Is house R-E-R-U-S-C. Dude, I have a note that says. A, I don't take notes. I literally have a note that yeah, says. You can't yes, write, bro. The Cyclops. <laughs> That's it. The Cyclops. It says, yes, the Cyclops. I even comment <laughs> yes, that shit. the Cyclops. Like, what am I, re- like, I'm just, okay. I'm talking about the fucking Cyclops here. Like, what? Yeah, the, my notes are like shit like that, too. Because, like, half the time you're watching the movie and then you, like, try to write something down and then miss something although i did i did write in here that the harvesters look like uh, the guys from the crazies which i didn't oh, yeah, mention they sure. completely look like the dude from the crazies right yeah yeah so looking at my notes, and, and that's funny about the show i never i always write like pages of notes and i never use them as reviewing <laughs> sometimes writing it down helps you remember though it does yeah right. that i mean when i watch a movie Early in the week, by the time Friday rolls around when we record, if I watch it Monday or Sunday, I'm fucked. I don't remember yeah, shit about it. Every what... time I talk about it, I remember it while I'm talking about it. I'm like, the movie is, and then it will all start coming back. I'm like, thank God. It's always my well, details. Actually, like... hearing you guys talk about it reminds me of shit that I thought while watching it. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That's why doing a show with people is better than doing it solo, because you bounce ideas and remember shit. Otherwise, I just... It's hard very sometimes. Fair, very fair. Because you're talking yeah, to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you want to talk about some shit now? It's like, it's like doing YouTube videos, right? Yeah, it's, it can be rough sometimes. Sometimes you're like, what am I talking Like, especially anthologies. I've forgotten whole segments in the anthology. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I did that <laughs> when I watched... Uh, yeah. Dude, I've been a vi- I've actually had to like write shit down on a fucking computer and kind of fucking glance at it like for anthologies because like I always forget parts in anthologies man especially like, the when i was reviewing the mortuary collection on his and hers it was like a, a like at least a week after i watched it and i was like i was like yeah this segment's good this segment's good this one's good and then the lot i was like uh i was like i can't even remember what the last one was or the you know the third one or something there's only four in that one that one i know and i can't i for, totally I hate when there's like eight in it when you have more than five never have more than five Never. I think five is great. Yeah, but never more. Yeah, five and a wraparound is is that's it. I'm really looking forward to December with twenty (laughs) four. Woohoo! Not watching that. Not watching that. (laughs) Two and a half hours. Let Moods test that one out. I'll do it. I'll do it for you guys. Okay. So that was contamination from 1980. Today in this house, a contract has been stipulated between Niccolo Paganini and the devil, wherein the musician is granted eternal fame in exchange for his soul. Signed. Okay, so moving into the third and final film here on episode 196, the Luigi Cozy directorial spotlight from 1989 is one of his very last directed film feature length films until recently, and it is called the Pagnini Horror. Pagnini. Quick, 
quick little, little synopsis. Devils. Little devils. <laughs> oh, the ratings, dub. Oh, the dub. Then. Oh, the dub. Yeah. All right. The dub. When a female rock band use when a female when a female rock band use of an infamous old piece of sheet music to record their new album in an old mansion, they accidentally open a porthole to hell. That was worded funny. But kind of accurate. Little demons. Sorry, not little devils. My apologies. But yeah, but kind of accurate though. Um, yeah, so this movie right here is actually starring Dario Nicoletti, of course, used to be yeah. married to Argento. Argento. Um, kind of surprising to see her. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say uberly surprised to see her in this film, but um, but yeah, she's got a, I would say, kind of a minor to lead role in the movie kind of thing. It's kind of a big part. Supporting. I'd yeah. say supporting. Yeah, she's yeah. more supporting to, to add into it. I mean, I guess when you flesh out the narrative here, yeah. <laughs> it she works out a little, big part. Works out a little uh, bit Donald, differently, but... Donald Pleasance is so drunk during this. Absolutely yeah. shit-faced. That's my very Absolutely first impression from this. I love the shot of him like walking down the street, just like hobbling around before he goes up the staircase, and he's just like Dude. wobble, wobble, wobble. I all, I, all I can see in Donald Pleasance in this is like his character from Wake and Fright and also Circus of Horrors, <laughs> where he's shit faced in both those movies. And it's like, I'm going to replay those characters. That's what he he's did. He's shit faced in every movie. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, he's just that good of an actor. It doesn't matter to him until he. I love Dude, it. The man. combination to the briefcase was 666. Yeah. I could not stop laughing. So, of course. <laughs> Pagnini Horror starts out with a an Italian female rock band who is in the studio recording some new songs and the producer's like, fuck this, man. This shit ain't working. This shit ain't gonna sell. The beauty of the song that they're playing in the beginning of the film is a complete ripoff of John or Bon Jovi's uh, You Gave Love a Bad Name. It's like an Italian version of it. It's phenomenally amazing. I love it. You guys catch on I do to that? like the music in this movie, all of it. But that song is just a ripoff of the song. It's just it's done in different key and lyrics and stuff. It's hilarious. Um, so, anyways, they're like, "Yo, you guys got to do something about this." So, anyways, it just kind of cuts to their one of their friends buying some sheet music from <laughs> from, from Donald Pleasant's character, who is named what the fuck's his name in the movie? Mister uh, something. Mister Pickett. I don't know. Mister Pickett. Mister Pickett. So it cuts to one of their friends buying some sheet music from Mister Pickett. But as he says. He says he might not have any name, or he might have a thousand names. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, so this guy fucking buys the music, and he's like, "Here's the combination to the the briefcase." And of course, it's six six six, and you know, shit's gonna hit the fan right there, right? So, anyways, they get this music, and they go to the secluded house where they go to record this new music and shoot some videos and stuff. And we learn that it is basically a porthole to hell, porthole to hell, and people start dying. So yeah, yeah, this house was actually like a, a big house where a bunch of musicians practice and stuff and has a long history. And Daria Nicolodi is actually the owner of the house and renting it out to the rock band. Yeah. And there's some new wave horror director who's going to direct the music video and everything. Yeah. With no lighting or nothing. <laughs> nah, 
They don't need low budget, dog. No, but I honestly, dude, when they first start recording the, they get this idea to call the new song Pagnini Horror, which is actually based off the real life person Pagnini. He was actually a real life violinist, Italian, very famous, very famous. Obviously, this is a fictional story. This guy never really actually the story or the narrative in the in the movie is about. You know, this guy apparently he sold his soul to the devil for fortune and fame and stuff like that. This never actually was a thing. It wasn't ever a myth with the real Pagnini person in who, real life. Who was the artist that said but sold his soul? Robert Johnson? Was it Johnson? Yeah, Robert who Johnson. Was the jazz musician? Yeah, he sold his soul for the devil, yeah, I said, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But with Pagnini, this was never a myth with his real life character or person. So they just kind of took his name. He was a famous Italian violinist back in the and rubbed it through the dirt just to make a bad movie. I have a question. (laughs) Why do you two hate this movie? Bad acting, absolutely horrendous. Some of the worst acting. But Jeremy, Jeremy, but Jeremy, but Jeremy, but Jeremy, the acting can't even be judged because the dubbing is just it's just dubbed poorly. That was my next point. It's just dubbing is absolutely fucking awful. Yeah, it kind of makes it funny though. Wow, wow, the acting's bad in a low budget horror movie. I just didn't find it interesting at all. I just. I just had no interest in it yeah, whatsoever. The acting in this one's just funny. Like it, it's like not to the point just, where you're never invested in their characters. Care. So I don't give a fuck. It just makes me laugh, dude. Yeah, it's not a, all not this a movie is that era. The the thing I love about this movie, man, is that it's it's one of those setups where you're like, okay, this is going straight nightmare logic, and right. everything that's happening in this film is straight nightmare logic, and you obvi- you should probably throw your mind right out the fucking frame. When you're watching this shit, and that's why it's so enjoyable because when and then it comes by the end, it justifies you feeling that exactly, way. JP. <laughs> thank you for saying what I wanted to say right there, and that's exactly what it comes down to, and it just kind of proves the point. But honestly, dude, I love the way this movie looks, man. Like the outside shots with that blue tint and shit. Oh, See, man. I think it's this. Yeah, it know. looks cool, dude. It looks I, super I fucking that, cool, I, man. When I was watching this, I had no idea that people didn't like it. I actually watched a movie this from this year that messed up like their their day for night pretty bad. Like they didn't do day for night, but they they tried to cloud out the sky and make it look like gloomy. And mm-hmm. half the time it was like shot really well and they did it right, but the other half it you could tell it was like bright blue skies and it looked like shit. And they just made a gloomy tint over it. Yeah. This one, I believe that is a day for night, and it looks pretty good actually. I mean, yeah, I was I watched this like when it came out on Blu-ray. And I didn't. I, I actually was pretty harsh on it. But rewatching it this time, I was like, you know what? This is a lot more fun. And especially after watching the Black Cat by Kazi, I was like, this one's fun. It's entertaining. It's a piece of shit. It's no doubt a piece of shit. Like, I don't think I, it is. I don't think it's that bad at all, dude. dude I think it's a good movie. I'm I don't think so. I am so fucking blown just, away right now that JP actually liked this. But I'm very glad that it's probably two against two right now. But I'm not. I'm not going to come down low. Like I'm not coming. I in think this is under than average. It's it's good. It got good atmosphere. Uh, the I thought yeah, that by the ending when you find out what's going on and stuff, I like that type of stuff. Yeah. There's um, 25 minutes that drags though. Like after, but, but after no, it's it's creepy walking through a creepy big house. I like people wandering through creepy buildings, dude. It's got, the, the it's got that whole fucking inferno thing where she falls like basically through the floor and goes into the fucking basement and it gets all creepy and shit like that. Yeah, it's kind of like that. In, then some other. Yeah, no, I'm just no, but dude, I'm not. I'm not saying it's on the same level it's as not, Inferno. Yeah. Obviously, I'm just saying it has a similar scene with going through a floor in in a place and you know experiencing some fucking horror, you know, kind of thing, right? But yeah. like you know, said, it's after, there. After it's, the girl falls through the hole, I like the movie up 
up until that point. And then there's literally like 25 minutes of people just wandering and not, not, not much happening. And then there's a big scene of exposition where they talk for like 10 minutes and, yeah, really people get and killed. then they do the violin wood rot thing which i kind of like but they don't really set it up very well so it's probably just the best fighting. effect in the movie yeah but it's just not it, it's it's just like all Actually, right well how do we kill somebody i want to melt somebody so how are we going to do that they're going to disappear off screen and then we're going to find them later dude. there's a lot of off-screen kills too off-screen kills the yeah. weapon's awesome though the violin knife is very cool the killer's look is cool the the most ridiculous thing about the movie is the explanation that the the producer comes with up with knowing about this like bacteria about this wood and stuff. Yeah, like that's that. what I'm talking about. That's just so horseshit. But like, I mean, it honestly is because like nobody would ever fucking know that shit. Like, that's what on. I mean. Like that whole ex- there's a bunch of exposition there to explain some stupid shit. Like, but again, you know, I, again when I when I'm dealing with a film that's in the nightmare logic, I'm like nothing matters at this point. It's like. Anything can fucking go. I mean, that explanation yeah. to me is like does it ridiculous. Really surprise you that much that I don't like this movie? Yeah. No, I mean, no, it doesn't surprise. Does it like me. really like shock you when you? No, watching it's more it surprising that JP liked this movie than you not yeah. liking this movie. That's what I'm a little bit more surprised. No, this is not your type of movie at all. But no. when you compare Nightmare Logic, like if you take Michaela Sawave, which is making movies at the same time, like The Church. The Church is so it's a great movie, yeah. and it doesn't. It's nightmare logic, and I let yeah. it slide because everything else is so good, and I like the atmosphere. I believe the craziness. Like yeah. I never roll my eyes it. because some character doesn't come and just make up something like, like there'd be literally like a scene where they had to explain everything for no apparent reason. Yeah, like like that would fucking shit. <laughs> so I mean, stupid. obviously, you know, if you want to compare this to the church, yeah, it's not done as well. Obviously, because they obviously would be direct compare pieces. They're both uh, Dario proteges, both rated around the same time. I imagine the budget on Paganini horrors is very low, though, in comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it has a lot of elements. I like the whole music setup and stuff like that. And you know, there's there's one really cool thing. I, I like the transition to like, you know, telling the story of Paganini and stuff. And you know, and and, and kind of going from like you know the 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 standard setting to the video shoot with yeah. um you know with the with the you know what they're doing is i don't want to give everybody i wish away, we had but... got to see the mannequins he was talking about they could have made a real cool horror piece with those mannequins actually it's that actually kind of a shame they didn't do that his death is hilarious he's like when they run into the fence and his car blows up he's like laying he's up on the dummy. dashboard and yeah. he's a fucking dummy it's hilarious remember when his hand gets burned he's like my head Man, <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite gets things burned and she screams the same shit <laughs> it's one of my favorite things of the whole movie actually is the uh the pagnini curse where <clears throat> you know they kind of have that force field up around the place and stuff and then that's when you realize that that there's something like that there when that car drives into it and it just fucking explodes <laughs> they like, added a bunch of monsters in this movie i probably would rate it much higher because it's just a yeah i think but, it's just a but, but why would there be monsters in it though man it, it wasn't i'm just a, saying no i'm just comparing it if you added like the spookies monsters in here oh like, I why see were there, you know what i mean like that's how stupid i am i'm like yeah spookies is good but this isn't like <laughs> but i think i think the like, ending the same fucking thing how, it's literally the same goddamn thing They're but both i think awful but i just i you know I think the ending actually kind of solidifies a lot of the shit that's happening in it, man. I mean, as ridiculous as it, where it goes, it actually kind of makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah, right. but the stuff that doesn't make sense still doesn't make sense. Like, she wouldn't know that would, and she wouldn't have the explanation, and that, the idea that it's in there, but... No, but the only people yeah, that mean, would know anything was Donald Pleasance and fucking uh, Dario Nicolotti, right? I mean, yes. it, it, it's I mean, about like, them at that point, right? Nobody else should know anything. I don't need it to anything. make sense, really. I just need it to be better. It's not bad, 
I, don't I, I, hate it. I think it's fun as fucking hell, dude. I did this movie again. Movie. I, I it, just like the atmosphere. I like I the like atmosphere. The, the color of the I, atmosphere. I like wandering around in holes and shit. Is it it's as creepy. good as a Mario Bava Argento film lit wise? No, but it's it still has a lot of different flavors of that, man. It's got a lot of great fucking warm reds and blues and shit like that. The the outside tinge is fucking cool, man. It's got this awesome night nightmare logic. It's got fun music in it too, man. I mean The music's the, good, I like it. The Bon Jovi ripoff at the beginning is pricey man that shit is to die for oh my god go back donald pleasant go back and listen to it it's literally you gave love a bad name but italian version man it's it's hilarious man and donald pleasant's i think i would like to see him a little bit more in the film but giving the narrative it actually makes sense how he did you know he was you know if you look at the um you know the facts on the shit man he was you know he was hired on for a week he did shit in three days (laughs) <laughs> my favorite scene hung the, around Italy my, probably my favorite scene Getting in the film drunk. is is fucking Donald Pleasant throwing the dollar bills off yeah. the fucking building it's it's like he sold, little devils it little makes devil. it seem like he sold that piece of music for so much money but all he has is fucking like dollar bills and he's just throwing them off the side of the building well, like, he, he went to the bank and cashed them in so he could have like a 10,000 ones to throw out <laughs> go be little devils you really think Italy <laughs> They would have 10,000 ones stored somewhere. In American ones. They yeah. just have fucking American. Yeah, I don't know. That makes no sense either. But that's not the shit I'm not a nitpick on this movie. Like, why don't we even see him do this? Like, there's no reason for that scene. Because he's Donald Pleasant. I know, but they just had an extra day with Donald Pleasant. No, but literally for the, the scene, narrative. Like, the scene doesn't make sense because he doesn't give a fuck about the people that are dying in there. He's part of it. Yeah, like no, so. Why was he? Like, why would he care about little devils and say little devils, little devils? It almost signifies that he's trying to, you know, he's like I trying to save them a little bit. You know, it's, I think he's like trying to spread the money as it's evil, like it's it's like blood money and spread it around little demons and have the demons go corrupt people because money is evil. It's definitely a statement on capitalism and money's evil, greed shit. But it's just like okay, of whatever. course. But the thing is, but he's trapped in, but he's in that fucking you know that satanic you know kind of under hell world. Like he's, he's saint. A, like exactly like he's, he's the devil. But that's the thing. Like he's he's part of that shit. That's that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't make sense that he's out there throwing little devils. It doesn't make fucking sense. I just mean even as far as the movie's concerned, like it's like yes, it's a fun scene for us to watch, but the the main focal story point is not on Donald Pleasance. It never was. No, exactly. So it just cuts to him for no reason. That'd be like the other movie just cutting to some guy and like a minor character for like 10 minutes. But I'm, it's not a big deal. I don't know. It's a, it's stupid, but it e- makes me laugh. Even though the scene part. makes no sense to me, really, it, it actually is pretty funny. I won't it's, lie. No, it's hilarious. They made him climb like 8,000 steps. No, and, and he looks, even though it's dubbed, you can tell he's fucking drunk as fuck. Like it's oh, hilarious, man. It's it's. He amazing. usually dubbed himself over. I don't know why he didn't dub himself. This I time. actually do know why he didn't dub himself in this one. He um, yeah, he was always notorious because all the European films that he did did and stuff, he'd always go back and do his voiceovers. So he didn't do this one because it was such a small part. But yeah. he had another film lined up, and he actually left right away and went and did a couple projects and they had done all the fucking post-production and stuff in time. And it was just, that was it. He just never got a chance to do it and stuff. So I looked into it. Mm. Yeah. So he generally would have went back and done it, but it just was a matter of timing. And he was doing a lot of movies before he died. Cause this is 89. Movie was he out was, the next week. Yeah. He was lit. Well, he literally left this set and went on to a different movie, like the next day kind of thing. So, yeah. Dude, this movie is a lot like the Black Cat by Kazi. It, this one they're making a music video. The other one they're like trying to produce a third mother's movie. Same year. They're they're very similar, dude. <laughs> yeah, this and the year. Black Cat. 
Yeah, you got it. You got to check it out. I think you'll like. If you like this, you'll love the Black Hat. I'm telling you, they're about the. They're very close. I, and they even have the gun explosions from contamination in there. One of them. Nice. <laughs> no, seriously. Halfway through the movie, there's no gore, and then all of a sudden, somebody's fucking stomach explodes like contamination. And I was like, holy shit! <laughs> they're like, we have leftover effects. Let's use them. <laughs> like from, yeah, from ten years ago, they squeeze yeah. it in there. Finds it in his closet. We have to use these somehow. JP, do you have anything else to say? I was you're trying to no, say. no. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's a pretty good in my opinion. Like, I don't think that it's bad at all. I just, I, I mean, it has lower quality in certain aspects, like the dubbing and stuff like that. But like, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun, and it and it wasn't too long either. Which eighty three minutes, eighty three minutes. That's good. Yeah. I think I need to. If I watch this with like a group of people, it would be much more enjoyable. Same. Yeah. With it feels like an anthology. Like I just like stuff like this. It's just like so it. weird, man. Because literally five minutes before we got on Skype tonight to record this episode, I was I was uh, responding to fucking comments on my <clears throat> my update video, and Richard Heavy Metal Relay left me the greatest comment of all time. It literally is like a thousand words. It's nuts, dude. He left me like a really big one on my last. Yeah. Day. So like, he. That's why I was giving shoutouts for leaving comments because he literally writes books. He comments on everything that you fucking that you right. put in your videos anyways but he commented on pagnini horror which was kind of interesting i must have mentioned it in the video because i didn't show anything in my video but anyways he's like oh man i hate that movie it's like the worst italian movie i've ever seen blah 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 and i comment back to him and i was like yo man i actually kind of like that movie <laughs> but it was just kind of ironic because i was commenting back to this right before we were recording this but i'm thinking to myself i'm like i'm probably gonna be the only person tonight that kind of or that digs the movie but my mentality was I'm pretty sure JP's going to like this because he watched a physical copy of it. So, And he also got it from his Secret Satan. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, nice guy. Nice guy. Secret Satan, and here we go. Wow. Never did JP, find out who it was, hey, right? JP got what? himself and then used Patreon money to buy himself a <laughs> <laughs> And make videos about it to be like, ah, oh, right. man. I got to cover my tracks, man. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. That's great. That's great. I love it. All right. Anybody else have um, anything else to say on Pagnini Horror? Nope. Nothing. Not That's it. Okay. So, Jeremy, you're first up. Yeah. So, like I said, movie's not for me. You clearly probably could tell that if you've seen this one. The dubbing is shitty. The acting is shitty. I didn't really find... <laughs> the story all that interesting i mean it has one cool effect with the lady's skin turning all fungusy but besides that i really didn't you know it's it tries to be rock and roll nightmare moods but it's not as cool as that movie but i give it a four a four not as cool you said as you were lowering your rating again. i did i went from a four and a half to a four wow Okay. Um, honestly, I really enjoy this movie. I think it's super entertaining. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, when I when I take a, you know, a gander at a film like this, man, it, <laughs> it fucking honestly provides a lot of the things I love. You know, it's got some fucking pretty interesting music, fun music, I should say. But it has the atmosphere and it has this nightmare logic that I always enjoy. I don't need logic in this bullshit, man. I just, I don't care about the fucking acting, dubbing. I mean, the dubbing is actually 
genuinely kind of funny and it kind of adds to the um the enjoyment of this man it, it sometimes it's so far like the adr is so far off in this <laughs> like there's some scenes where it's like so bad i think it might even be in the beginning scene where we do get a backstory with nicolati's character you know and something happens i don't want to give that away we don't have to give everything away but there's some fucking you know it's pretty bad it's it is pretty bad but um I think this shit is fun as fuck, and I would rather watch this than um, The Killer Must Kill Again. <laughs> oh, fuck. Any day of the week, man. The Killer Must Kill Again, I think, is a better made movie. It's not as entertaining for me, because I think there's... It, I just feel like that movie could be so much better, because it's just a better narrative kind of thing. This one is just fun to me. I'm coming in at a seven and a half. Fuck you guys. Mm. Yeah, uh, I th- I think this one is is pretty solid myself. Um, I I enjoyed it. It it went by pretty fast. I I like the I don't know. I like people wandering around in big houses and and you know I thought the kills were there was some decent stuff. I like the the method of killing. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a seven out of ten. Okay, Dave. Uh- First time I watched this, like I said, I was I was pretty low. Rewatching it this time, it went up a bit. Like, especially, I, I like the first act a lot, and like you know what I mean. The second act, I think it starts to get lower and lower. But uh, you know, I, I think that they could have added a couple more kills because a couple were off screen. But I do like the music video shit. Like, especially all the girls just kind of like smiling at the camera and stuff. But I wish that Burnett would have stayed in it longer. I, I liked her look. She had, like, really great, like, facial. Like, her cheekbones were, like, perfect for, like, a movie. I don't know why. It's just, like, she looked amazing for this movie. But uh, 5.5 out of 10. I, it's better than average. I do enjoy it. But it's also, like, something that I just – I get bored at part of the movie. It's too bad that I didn't get a chance to actually do the whole mannequin thing because I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, that would have been so cool, wouldn't it have, if no. they had, like, a set piece in the mannequins and someone was running and they couldn't tell who was alive or dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then the killer came out and got him. Yeah, man. Oh, could be cool. Could be cool. Yeah, I think it's fun, man. I, I don't know. There's something about it. I just like the whole aspect of the force field. And I agree, though, man. There probably could have been a little bit more kills. I mean, that's obviously budget shit, having kills off screen and stuff. But yeah, that nightmare I, shit, man. I just I fuck with that stuff, man. That's what draws me into these Italian films. A lot of these type of films is like. I just love the fact that it can be so nonsensical, and I'm just like, "Fuck it, I love this. It's great." But it's you can have serious nightmare logic like Dead Water too, which is like an all-out masterpiece, mm-hmm. or you know, like the the Church. Absolutely, I think is pretty yeah. close. But this is fun. This is also nightmare logic fun. Well, like Fulci's more serious at it, and you know. I, I, this guy suffered from budgets too. I mean, like, at least they try to explain so it though too. Like, they try to explain it though too. They're like, there's there's a point in the film where they're like, man, you know, time and space have their own rules, and I'm like, fucking rights it does. That's all I need. <laughs> right? yeah, so, I, I mean, that's not what bothers me. None of that bothers me. It's yeah. just that it's it's just not as well made as those other movies. Oh, absolutely because the budget. There's no budget. It doesn't have it. Fucking cost three dollars. And and Kazi, he's not as good as those guys. Or maybe no. they never <laughs> thought he was good enough to give him the money that he could. You know what I mean? So it's hard to right. say. It's hard to say what it, some people like. It, it's hard to say how good a director is. Like when you're like, this guy's fucking amazing. It's like, yeah, he had twenty billion dollars every time he made a movie. <laughs> this guy fucking had twenty cents every time he made. A movie. For me, the big like, I look at the Devil's Rejects and I'm like, that's Rob Zombie with a ton of money. Halloween, Halloween two, and yeah. then I look at 
like three from hell and i'm like i feel like this is rob zombie and 31 this is rob zombie without much money yeah, he didn't have time on the script on 31. See, it's shit like this that actually makes me laugh, man. So I just went into, you know, the INDB fucking trivia thing. <clears throat> and it says here, it's like, Luigi Cozy's original cut was about eight minutes longer with scenes of planets, galaxies, and parallel dimensions <laughs> that were supposed to give the movie a stronger science fiction touch. <laughs> there was also more background on Pagnini's life and longer ending in which Donald Pleasant's character puts on Pagnini's mask and clothes. Uh, Cozy had to cut the the scenes on behalf of the producer who wanted the movie to be more straightforward. I mean, honestly, I would have fucked with this galaxies and shit like that in Pleasance putting on the mask and doing some shit. I mean, at yeah, the end of the film, all we get is sacrifice making the film longer. I'm I'm glad they didn't do it. But it was eight, I don't yeah. think But it was eight minutes though. Right? Eight like, minutes is a big fucking eight minutes yeah, can make yeah. or break you sometimes. Not if a, not if the scenes of, of uh, planets and galaxies were pretty damn cool. I'm sure they didn't look that great. <laughs> I'm sure they're just shots of stars and shit with some weird narration. But could you imagine Donald Pleasance putting on that mask and then fucking stabbing up the bits I, at the I, end? I think the I think the Blu-ray has those feed scenes on there, but they're not. They're only in Italian. I've I watched them. I think I don't have this. I have the uh, eighty-eight one. So. You, they might be on there too. It could be. I don't remember. Actually, I don't think there is any deleted scenes. No, there's like commentary and a couple of things. But Kazi's kind of an interesting guy because he started off as a movie critic, similar to Dario Argento, and yeah. he became friends with him because he's the only one that wanted to interview Dario after Berber the Crystal Plumage flopped. Originally, it flopped, mm-hmm. so he interviewed him, and uh, Argento's dad was thrilled for that, and they met and they became friends, and he helped him with Cat O' Nine Tales. And then after that was a hit, after a big argument with the producer and everything, that became a hit. And he helped him write Four Flies on Grey Velvet. And that movie was very, very sought after. A lot of people were having a bidding war on Four Flies. So yeah. uh, Kazi got to start writing Four Flies on Grey Velvet. And after that, he was kind of always with Argento. And the, Argento seemed to, like, collect a few of these guys and work with the Baba, you know, father and son. And we kill us a while. It kind of made and, sense that he hooked up with uh, Lamberto, though, really, because, yeah, I mean. Yeah, because Mario was yeah, the master. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just weird, like they have schools. Like then you have like Sergio Martino and his brother Luciano, oh, his older his brother who produced over there, and then like sometimes Joe Giamato, he he helped uh, Michael Suave get his start. So like mm-hmm. some, certain yep. guys would cross paths and certain would like Ernesto Gadaldi seemed to write for everybody at one point. Except I don't think he was a fan of Dario. So it's just like a very incestuous where most of the people cross paths, but some wouldn't. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, Dario filming his daughter fucking naked all the time and shit. I mean, incestuous actually <laughs> yeah. kind of makes sense to describe the whole relationship between all these Italian directors and, you know, who they introduced each other to and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I always felt like Lamberto Bava kind of got overlooked. You know, he's done some amazing films, but like he doesn't really get the credit that he really kind of deserves for being part of that kind of newer wage of uh, Italian filmmaking and stuff. I feel like he got screwed too, because like yeah. right when he was starting to get, like make more movies that budget and the market kind of fell out. So he was fucked. Like he got to play with demons with a lot of money and demons is amazing. Yeah. Although some people say that what Dario ghost directed that movie. And I don't know, but I, I still love demons too as well. And, I don't remember Blade in the Dark so well, much. Well, you can see a little years. bit of Dario in there with lighting-wise. Yeah. Right? And the music. You know, Dario had been a big influence on the music. For sure. Well, big time because that's, you know, he, yeah, of course. He's, yeah, he's for, sure, for sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Okay, so that is uh, that is Pagnini Horror from 1980. Nine. Did I forget the yeah. nine? You yeah. did. I did. Contamination 19- was eight. 1989. Wow, I knew that was not. Obviously, I knew that was not 1980. 1989. Cool shit. Alberto De Martino next week. I'm excited. I've never seen any of those movies. Uh, uh what are the films? The Killers on the Phone, Antichrist, and Holocaust 2000. Yep, never seen any of them. Holocaust 2000 got a release by uh, Shout Factory, Shout Factory under a different yep. name. Yep. Ring of Fire? Or is it Holocaust mm. 2000? Still. No, it's a different name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, I don't know what the other name All is. All different, too. One's like a thriller. One is like a, uh, a end of the world kind of prophecy thing, and one is an Antichrist movie or a possession movie, right? Yep. I've seen Antichrist. Never mind, I lied. I did see that one. Oh, Antichrist is, is yeah, actually a pretty the... good fucking Exorcist ripoff. I, I don't well, know. We just That's laughed JP, at it. not me. Well, Killer on the phone? Stretching. That was a stretch. Never JP's seen JP's been having sign and yawning. What is Holocaust 2000, the other name for it? Scream Factory put it out. Like Rain of Fire? No, no, it's um, no. Rain no. of Dicks. The Chosen. The Chosen. Yeah, I just I just watched that again or last year. It was it was cool, man. It was cool. Is Kurt Douglas in that? Yes. yes. He got Kurt Douglas in this movie. That's fucking nuts. And Telly Savalas. Isn't it crazy that Kirk Douglas was doing like Italian films? <laughs> yeah, that's that blows my fucking mind. It does again, him. I might not make it next week. I have the same thing going on next week. Well, Slacker. Dude, we, we can always fucking. My boss is on vacation, so I'm kind of like doing double shit right now. She comes back next month, not this coming Monday, but next Monday. Why should you do that to you? I know, doing Italian Horror Month, right? What a bitch. This seems to but... be always problems in this month, man. There's always something going on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's holidays as well. Well, this is officially the very first show. My birthday Monday. When where's the hooker fund? When's your birthday? Monday. Oh yeah, that's right. You're November, baby. That's right. Nobody gave me anything like always. What a bunch of shit. <laughs> Dude, how old What'd are you? you get me? Nothing. My birthday just I just had a fortieth. I just had a milestone birthday and nobody got me anything, you bunch of fucking cocksuckers. Dude, how old are you guys? Like I can't buy shit for all my friends. Like we all be broke. Like after I hit a certain age, we just stop getting each other. Yeah, shit. but I just had forty. It was a milestone. Nobody cares hey, about thirty nine or forty one. Well, you guys don't fucking put your list up. I'm not fucking scrounging out to. I'm not gonna. Go oh, I'm just fucking. I don't want anything. You know what? Actually, people ask me for a list in my fortieth, and I actually didn't dumb. give them one purposely. I was like, "Don't buy me anything. It's fine." Yeah, I hate when people buy me shit. Dude, like, just just save Dahmer for April and send it to me for my birthday. I'm gonna send it to you either tomorrow <laughs> or Monday because I gotta send the other ones out. It's just I keep like fucking forgetting to buy packages, and then I throw the packages oh, away. That came Dave, you already bought me enough this year, man. You went out of your fucking mind with those four. Blu-rays they got me. Well, it would you would have got five if I didn't have to pay for the fucking ridiculous shipping to Canada. Yeah, man, I know. It I was sucks, just like, I'm gonna do a hundred. That's what I planned. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it cost me like seventy bucks to throw two to fucking uh, to James in Finland. Yeah, it's rough. I was man. gonna get him more, and I was like, dude, like I, this might just get excessive. Like one more movie was gonna cost me over hundred. I was like, this is stupid. So. <sighs> 
Um, maybe next time we can actually plan it to where the people are closer <sighs> geographical so they can actually spend we more. We did it last year. That would make a lot more sense. I even yeah, thought that too. I got We're spending money on year, shipping. Though. Like half their present is shipping. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we did we did that last year. Oh yeah, and I just want to thank JP for the free Blu-ray for the Return of the Living Dead Part Two. Appreciate it, homie. Thank you for the yeah. Blu-ray. Thanks for paying your bet. Yep. Good. Good choice. You might too. actually win another one because the bears are shit in the bed. Yep. I might win too. So, I got to say, man, this was definitely a first on the twenty-two shots uh, history. Was this the first time we've ever had a guest on a show that had to exit before? <laughs> <laughs> the show <laughs> the future, yeah. this has yeah, never happened sucks. 196 episodes bad. we've never had a guest that never finished an episode i do feel shitty for for jerry for not being able because i was well, actually curious to hear what he me. wanted to that he's gonna say about yeah. these films because they were no so different and he said dude i'm bummed i noticed my internet acting up for the past 30 minutes and then completely dead my dogs were barking at it apparently it started smoking <laughs> Holy shit! Let's it like literally blow up. It's a good so thing he's, he's moving. Yelling then. at his dogs to be quiet, but they're trying to save his. <laughs> they're life. like, they're, they're like, they're like Jimmy fell in a well. And he's like, be quiet. It's probably a good <laughs> thing he's moving, man. Holy shit, that doesn't sound good, man. Yeah, no, that's not good. Well, um, we'll have to get him on for something else in the future. Yeah, let's pick the worst episode possible. <laughs> Come on, uh, um, we'll, we'll find something that kind of is up his alley or something. Or musicals like, too. Found footage. No. No. Japanese. All right. So week three next week, uh, we got um, Alberto Dude, Di Martino. I know. This shit goes by too quick all the Thank time, God. man. I That's know. Having quick. that fifth year last year really fucking extended it. Fifth week, yeah, man. It was um, it was yeah, exceptionally week, so. awesome. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to to Dave's pick, though, man. With uh, Ruggiero Diodato. Yeah, that that one will be fun. It's three films I've seen many, many times. And I know that most of us are fans of these films, so it should be an interesting conversation. I was actually very happy with the picks this year. Like, overall. I'm definitely rocking my House of House at the End of the Park shirt that day, man. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no shocks. That's one of my favorite movies. So Yeah, I love it. No too. shocks on the ratings. No, I think I think it's pretty. I mean, we've talked about House many, many times on here. I know JP. I think at first wasn't a great fan, but then he became. No, a no, big no, fan. no, no. I've loved it. I've yeah, always said that's once, right up I've your alley. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've always said I liked it more than House. Last House. Yeah, I, mean, Last I love House. Last House on the Did Left too. I'm a huge. I'm a big David Hess fan from those two movies and Hitchhike. He's very good in too. But those yeah, two are. I think. Are, I think this one is just superior to it. But anyways, I think it is. I do too. I think it's the best. Of so the do I. But yeah. I like both. It okay. wasn't first, though. It wasn't first. Well, I what? think that might even conclude this episode here, guys. That is yeah. episode 196. Uh, slowly, but very fastly approaching episode 200. It's crazy, I'm man. back for 100 episodes already, almost. Well, minus like eight of them, but... I think we're trying yeah. to set some records here, man. I mean, there's not a lot of horror podcasts that have lasted this long. There yeah, has some that are a lot more, but there's not a there's so many that have never lasted this long. Yeah, this is pretty exciting. So I'm looking forward to episode two hundred. And uh maybe hopefully two thousand twenty one will be better than this year. God, I don't even yeah. I don't know. It, it's just I mean everything sucks right now, but wouldn't be hard to beat it. No, no. I mean it can't if 
Don't let you dare test it. Christ. I know. It's been a very challenging 15, year. 15,415 new cases in Illinois today. Oh, How many? 15,000? 15,415. we had like Ohio's 500 cases in BC awful. today, and they were talking about shutting the whole province down. 500. Yeah. <laughs> 15, I'm articles that just in Illinois. They're oh like, oh, America's blew it at this point. It's over. Like, That's what I've been trying to say. I'm like, just like, what can't we accept defeat? There's nothing we can do to reverse what happened. Well, I mean, Trump just obviously gave the fuck up here. Can, right? Just wear yeah. as much Dude, as you can. Dude, has he even made a statement effect. since he got beat in the election? Like, this is crazy. Yeah, he's fighting it. So but, today... But he actually hasn't I, made a like a White House statement right he hasn't actually I actually i don't i kind of got bored with politics well no i'm just <laughs> i find it curious that he hasn't said anything publicly that's insane so today in the united states there was 160,000 right, we don't need to know all this relax new cases and 1306 reported deaths um, all right so i don't want to hear America. that so that's just depressing as fuck even though yeah I'm like, come so. on dude and in the show but, a complete down all right so that's good. I was going to thank Jerry for being here, but I, I will thank Jerry for being on the first quarter of the show. That was that was fun while it lasted. But um, guys, we are done here. J- Jeremy, take us out. He did it twice in a row. I almost yeah. did it right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 196 of the 22 shots of moods and horror podcast souls if you want to follow the man moods himself you can do so at youtube.com slash mood 616 and i have been saying that now for six whole years follow jp on his channel youtube.com slash double shot j follow me on my channel youtube.com slash nes ruler 22 and follow dave aka the cranky old man at youtube.com slash mr parker and uh, nobody cares about Jerry. All right. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 22shotspodcast. I'm just kidding. Go listen to Jerry on Kill the Cast. Send us an email at 22shotsmoodstore at gmail.com. I forgot to ask JP, has we have any emails from Peter this week? Nope. No. Really? Nope. No emails from Peter. All right. Leave us a voicemail at 724-426-6665. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com, search bar, 22shots of moods and our podcast. And please support the Patreon to get the sand sucked out of my vagina. Patreon.com slash 22ShotsPodcast. All right, everybody. That should be it for episode 196 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. We'll be back next week with episode 197, continuing the sixth annual Italian Horror Month. So that should do it, everybody. And we'll see you then. Okay, bye. Adios. He <laughs> said, okay, bye. <laughs> Dude, hey, is somebody there? Yeah. yeah. When I mute this, can you still hear me? Because that's what happened last time. My mute fucking doesn't work. I'm muting it now. So, can you hear shit or no? Yes. Are you muting Skype or your mic? My mic. Mute Skype instead. You sons of bitches. Wait, that can was you my hear me then. when I mute mine? Where's the fucking mute? I'm button? muted. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I can hear you. You have to mute Skype. Dude, we're fucking, that's why we're arguing. No, 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 I didn't have it muted. You can't hear me when I mute mine. Mute okay, it. mute yours. Mute me? Yes. I can't hear you. Yeah, I can't hear him. So I guess it's just Dave. What the fuck is up with these settings? What kind of mic do you have? I don't fucking say mic as you guys. 
You're using a blue Yeti? Yeah. Are yeah. you hitting the, the big red button? Yeah, that says mute. I'm Does it blink when you hit it? Yeah. Your, your, your mic is... I think you're coming... Are you sure your mic isn't the like laptop or the computer mic? No, what are you talking about? Sometimes your computer will change settings and not put it on the proper mic, so oh, you need that's to... That's why I sound like dog shit, if that's the case. <laughs> go, go, go to your uh, Audio and video settings, let's see. Camera, there I am. What's going on? Is it on Yeti? Dude, god damn it. You've been using your fucking camera. <laughs> You're a fucking moron. Dude, no, I didn't know. It, it changed the setting automatically. It used to be. <laughs> dude, when I would. That's why the dumb. sound sucks. Dude, dude no. I was actually going <laughs> to fucking ask you this week. I was. No. When I plugged it in originally, it went directly to Yeti, and I changed the settings to always go to Yeti, but now when I plugged it in this time, it would not go to the fucking thing. I was yeah, actually going to ask you last week if it was the on a is, different is microphone. Skype, Skype updates a lot, um, and it can update in the background if it's got permission for it, and it can every time it does that, it can erase your settings. Dude, you've been recording on your fucking what? Like, like you're just computer mic. So yeah, that, so now that shit. now going, you sound way better okay. now. Yeah. The reason I why I was going to ask you about this because last week you said, "Oh, that wasn't me making all that noise. I muted my mic." And I was thinking to myself, "I'm like, I don't think he's on his Yeti." Because Dude, if you I mute muted. your shit, it's going to blink like you're fucking muted, yeah, but you're not unmuted because you were but on your other mic. looking at a blinking mic that's not so muted. So I wasn't he would, no, crazy. It, he was I just, wasn't he, crazy. He was just talking into like, his mic, <laughs> thinking it was the one that was... Yeah, that oh, was like, like shit. I was wondering why I sounded like fucking shit. I was like, dude, why do I sound like shit? Yeah, and you know what? Like, you sound episodes. so much, man. I thought maybe it was like. I just find it funny that he bought he bought <laughs> he bought a hundred dollar mic to do the show, and he wasn't even using it. No, I was using it the first few times because it sounded good because yeah. when I got on here, but then it updated. So the last like probably like four shows was garbage mic. I didn't yeah, want to. I didn't want to. Does dumb shit like that. Sometimes. I didn't want to fucking Skype. sound like that guy that knew everything that was going on, but I was just like. I was shaking my head, man, when you said you muted your mic, and I was like, no way, man. No I way. I kept asking you guys, too. I was like, man, this sounds bad. Does this? I come closer. I was like, does this sound better? And you guys were like, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds all right. Nobody I wanted mean, to tell me. Fair, it does shit. sound all right. for uh, Because, when you, because yeah. when you lean in, it actually it totally changes the whole fucking uh, the range big time. Yeah, this so, sounds way better, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, th- this sounds way fucking better. But I'm we saying. Gotta fucking, we literally have to fucking explain this. That no, is just put that f- clip in at the end. It's so funny. Dude, literally. I, I was like, I was wondering why I sounded like shit on the recordings because when I was talking, I was like, okay. Now now this is fucking way better. I was like, dude, why does my mic sound like dog shit? I thought I had too much shit. You know what else is different mic. right now? You're not cutting uh, out because when you're using a different yeah. type of mic, the amp, it doesn't relay properly, right? So now yeah. you're relaying properly because you have a direct in. Fucking yeah, it's, it's totally really relaying irritated. properly. That was funny. Dude, no. It okay. fucking ruined like two shows. I hate sound like a Mr. Know-It-All, but man, I fucking knew something was up. And I just didn't want to you say You gotta it. tell me this shit. I don't use Skype that often. I'm, I, the only, I use yeah. Adobe a lot. And I, yeah. don't, I don't, this is, I just bought this mic for this. Yeah, fucking Skype. Sometimes there will be issues with it. It'll just, it'll sound fucked up if someone has a bad connection and shit. Like, I think last week was, there was something going on. There was yeah, definitely I do think something going on. The connection was dropping out though. That was different. Yeah, yeah. That was my bad. I, I'm pot like as soon as it was funny because when we were on and as soon as we put on Dave, that's when everything started. I noticed something was going all fucked up. So. All right. 
Uh, news time. All right, we all here? Jerry, you here? Yes, sir. I feel like we haven't included him enough in the conversation. I feel bad. Just cut me off whenever I'm talking. <sighs> Just out of nowhere. Dave, yeah, shut the fuck up. JP, I'm don't, assuming don't that there's... That. I don't like that. I'm assuming that? that there's not that much news. There's like nothing. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay. Let's let me mark this. Let me stamp this shit, bitch. Holy shit. <laughs> 110. Yeah, I was sitting here like fucking mic it, muting my mic and then coughing, and then Jeremy's like, "What the fuck, dude?" I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" I knew it right away. I knew it last yeah, week because you were doing something. And I was like, "Fuck, man!" There's no way that was muted. I was like, "No." Anyways, 